Mop time. Yeah. That's your that's your tagline. Every time you kick a kid's jack lantern out of his yeah, hands, it's cop time. It's yeah. cop time. Remember what the police did to you, kid, and then you run away. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, you get this is taxation, and then I take thirty percent of their candy out of it. That's a really it's low actually, time, low time preference. Yeah. It's really yeah. not. I think we just struck gold in the first minute here. That's not a bad idea. If yeah. you go around and you just. You know what people always do, like, the Committing scare straight Committing felonies for education. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, on the ground yeah. experience, yeah, no right. doubt. Because all the kid will ever remember is that a, a cop stole his candy. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to know that you're not a cop, but it's an right. effective tool. I yeah. Think. yeah, as long as they understand, they get the this feeling associated with it. That's, that's yeah. all that matters, right? That's so, true. Yeah, I, I'd be doing a public service. I'm preparing them for later in life. Did you ever trick or treat in your life, Ace, or did your Mormon family prevent such no. things? <laughs> no, I, no, I have, uh, I, I have uh, done trick or treating a few times in my life. Uh, I was never big on it. It was always just sort of like really. Yeah, I was never a big like trick or treater. Um, is it the uh, I, is, what? What about it? Did you not like? Uh, it was probably the autism. Uh, it was like okay, I don't. You know, I, I just you know, don't. I think a lot of people online don't understand that you are severely autistic. I think yeah, I, I can barely, you know I, mean? I, I can barely talk, Bert. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, the ghost in the machine puppeting, uh, the yeah. bo- puppeting the the body like that. Absolutely. It's like there's a little bit of a delay sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I've spent, uh, so, Carr, uh, there's a, a game called Destiny. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but you're basically a robot, and you go around and you shoot other robots in the face, and it's an online game. That's, that's as simply as I can put it. So Ace and I have been playing Destiny, and what I've yeah. learned about Ace in t- the time of playing Destiny with him is, like, Ace has his own version of Psycho Mode. Oh. Um, <laughs> where instead of being mad at stuff, he kind of just, like... He plugs into the machine and he goes, yeah. he goes like techno psycho mode. That's all. Like yeah. he's getting like twelve kill streak, fifteen kill streak. It's crazy. I and I think you play. Do you play Modern Warfare as well, Ace? Are you, I, you also I, I go am, psycho yeah. mode in there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I play Modern Warfare. I'm going to be getting the new one too, so that's going to be the where seventy-seven dollar like. new mod. They have such yeah. nerve. They're charging that, ninety dollars for the newest yeah. Modern Warfare. Yeah. It, so all, all I've new noticed, games are like. Uh, up, uptick in price now. It's, it's a scam. Insane. But yeah, that, that's how I decompress, you know. That's the, you yes. have to uh, release the valve sometimes. I think I've played, Car, I think I've played Destiny for maybe like a four hour period at one point with Ace. I think he said maybe six or seven words the entire time. <laughs> like once, I, I'll go like, so what is this mission about? And he'll go, well, here's the lore that, that they started building in 1975. Yeah. And then he'll roll out fi- a 5,000-word essay real quick, and then he won't talk for the next three and a half hour Just period. Just distant, muffled mutterings of, it's, it's cop time. It's cop time. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Cop time. <laughs> it's cop time. It's cop time. It's cop time. Yeah. I, I'm just like um, uh, reliving some quote tweets in my head right now that I have to plan out for two sure. hours in advance for when they happen. I'm sure. You know, just, uh, yeah, yeah, got to get that. When you, uh, when you, now, I, I, Ace, this is an intervention, actually. This is not, yeah. welcome to the Halloween episode, but this is, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm do you like my chance. costume? Uh, <laughs> I gotta tell you, buddy, I don't understand the reference. Well, okay, look, I, I went in, there were many options I could choose, but I thought, you know, the retarded penguin really spiritually spoke to me. So I, I like had that. to choose it. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so it's just a regular penguin that has a disability, or is it? A yeah, special? yeah, it's, it's it's a little disabled. You you can definitely okay. tell, right? No, don't don't look too long. That's kind of rude, going around in a disabled yeah, penguin costume with a, yeah. with a cop hat. And yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Very in strong. fact, I, I'm I'm not actually going to be dressed as a cop. I'm going to be dressed as a retarded penguin cop. That's uh, true because then they can't say you were pretending to be a cop. It's exactly. Lakers. Like, exactly. Plausible right. Like if you if you appear too effective at your job, you get fired yeah. as a cop. Right. You can't. That's you true. can't go above a certain threshold. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, welcome to uh, the Halloween special. Uh, yeah. Welcome everyone. Yeah. Welcome in. This is part two. I, I assume we did a part one. Uh, car, uh, car. Maybe. We'll t- I guess we'll talk about it afterwards. Uh, I, you know, be really, I'm, I really would like this episode to be no longer than 45 minutes. I don't mean this part. I mean the entire, the entire one <laughs> Halloween. I'm really toying with it because we could shed off a couple listeners. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> They're so deeply offended. Who cares? You know, that'd be really funny. Actually, that'd be, yeah, I that'd think be extremely funny. Yeah. yeah. We just release a normal Wednesday episode, uh, on Halloween and call it good. No references to Halloween. <laughs> car i'm this close yeah yeah we're getting i there. could be easily convinced we're getting there, buddy. That they, inflation is too so high what's your favorite dude. part about christmas uh, oh christmas yeah, that would be good if we just 45 minutes of into you just do a christmas, christmas oh, carols man. it's not even yeah. us it's just Chris- annoying christmas songs all i want for christmas yes. is you on loop i think dude, we if i have to seriously, hear seriously yeah go ahead no bruce springsteen's uh christmas song that one oh my god man i i want to put my head through bruce springsteen's christmas song i don't yeah. even know that heard is this. a horror episode god what is that have i there? gotten away with not hearing no, the bruce springsteen christmas song no way uh, um <clears throat> santa claus is coming to town oh god yeah no <laughs> God. No, I I swear, dude, it's so bad. And man, you guys know what time it is. What time? This sucks. It's so. Oh, Christmas time. When did the song start? It, it never ends, bird. It started in 1993 and it hasn't stopped. Oh Everybody out there been good Does it just keep does he just No, it gets way worse. Okay, I'm going to skip into it 2 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, really digs in, yeah. Yeah, it digs in, doesn't give up, man. It's entrenched. Okay. We'll that that is that. like my own personal hell is like That's every awful. day being bombarded by Ever Springsteen singing that song. Yeah. I think that Dude, is I, like the most horrific thing I can ever think of actually. For a long time I worked in retail. I worked in a, a retail store in a mall and um Black Friday, um not Black Friday. Well, I guess Thanksgiving to Black Friday, we would we would go into work at like 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving day. <laughs> uh preparing for the Black Friday opening. You got the phalanx cr- positioning out. You're just Dude, uh, ready. It, it's, and the kind of store that I worked at was one of those stores where, let's be honest, it was women are uh-huh. just frantically outside scratching themselves, waiting <laughs> for the, the doors door. to open. And like what they would do is the second that it hit midnight after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. the Christmas music would start. Oh. So and not that's only did I have that's to deal the, with fucking Black Friday, now I gotta yeah. fucking listen to the Mariah Carey 
Uh, that's the worst one, Car. I, I respect <laughs> Mariah your... Carey's song is playing as some old grandma's being stomped to death in, <laughs> from the rushing horror. <laughs> and Bird just silently watching from a window, smiling yeah. as, as, the, as the horde is whipping themselves yes. into a lethal frenzy. Just stinks, dude. It's, it is. The, that, this Mariah Carey one is my least favorite of all of them. Doesn't this make you want to shoot yourself in the head? Happy uh, whatever holiday this episode is supposed to be taking yeah. place on. Yeah, I like that we've basically introduced a weed-out course, uh, as, as they call it in college. We just weed out the week uh, before we get into the real Halloween stuff. Yeah, yeah immediately. Just, they have to earn the it. The real ones yeah. have to earn it, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, there certainly won't be an eight-hour episode for Halloween this year. It's just been the busiest year of all time, I think. It's been so busy. Uh, we're all just yeah. trying to keep our heads above the water. Uh, the slowly rising water. Although in the U.S. it's rising slower than everywhere else. Let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. <laughs> That's a Biden win. That's a Biden That's a, W, yeah. That, uh, how do you like that page, dude? How are uh, you liking it's great. tracking Biden wins? It's whatever great, that man. page is called. <laughs> it is I love it. such a solid I'm, page. I follow them. I follow them. Oh, I, know oh I do too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Great material. Yeah, it's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. So we'll we'll fearlessly continue into our Halloween. Happy Halloween, every car. What's your first costume of the evening? Uh, I uh, actually took a cue from Ace, though I didn't know he was going to be a uh, mentally uh, disabled penguin. I am. I'm a parrot. Oh, awesome. Oh, you're a parrot. You know yeah. what's crazy? I'm a pirate. Yeah, oh. that's why I'm a parrot. I knew you were going to yep. be a pirate. That's good. Get up on that shoulder, bud. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Ace. Take out, take the episode, do the episode for us. All right, all right, okay, Ace. All right, take us, take us away. I'm, we're, we're I'm perched position. on Bird's shoulder. We, we're sharing a microphone, and we're just staring at Ace. I did. Um, I've been doing this thing uh, at work. Um, I've been running like a contest at work, uh, and and so the contest is themed as you can see why I'm so exhausted with this entire season. It's Halloween themed. So my boss was like, I will buy you, you got to do like six videos, I'll buy you six different costumes. I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I just picked like all costumes of things that I want in real life. So I have a pirate hat now. Um, I also have a minotaur uh, hat. It's a, a bull face. So I, I, got, I got my boss to pay for like all these weird props that I might go through a drive through with a pirate hat on and... <laughs> Maybe an Indian accent or Recreate something. Recreate the D and D campaign. Just, <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah, something like that. I think that would be good, man. I, I I have to find some joy in this, especially if I pull through a drive-through with a pirate hat on in like late November. I think yeah. would be. And really you have to do the voice. Good. You can't do that without doing the voice. It, it's oh, against I'll, the law. Yeah, I've, I've been practicing. <clears throat> Hold on, yeah. let me try. <clears throat> Yar. How did that sound? And then Car's just in the back seat, and because he, he's a parrot, he has to repeat everything you say. Yar. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a double double? He wants a double double. Yar. Yeah. <laughs> double double for me, lad. <laughs> you, you sound like one of those those Chinese card vending machines. Uh, I don't know what that is. You've never seen those things, dude. You gotta go. You gotta go to the the what, to Staten China? Island Pier. You got to go to the Staten Island Pier and you got to go to that. They have this like it's a Chinese guy in a box and he's dressed <laughs> and he's dressed like a monk and he what? gives you tarot cards and he reads your fortune out. And he's been there for 40 or 50 years. This little Chinese guy in the box. I think you get a kick out of it, car. Maybe I really do. 
Sounds pretty. By the way, it's my next costume, so I hope you get it. Oh, good. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And yes, and yes, I will be doing the accent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ace. We uh, gave you four hundred dollars for this appearance to take over the rest of the show for us. So I've asked you to. Uh, find out some spooky information for us, which we'll probably promptly trample over. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so the poor old woman on Black Friday. You just uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, that. several, several. Yeah. So, um, before I get started, I wanted to ask you guys: what type of horror, like subgenre, what type of horror subgenre, like, do you find most appealing or most scares you most? Like, uh, oh, what? That's is a good it? question. Um. All right. One horror movie that actually. Uh, has unnerved me uh, in the mm-hmm. past was the first Paranormal Activity. Okay, um, I really liked the uh, all the I don't know I like the security camera type style and like it was all like clearly it's done also by more film the implication, students. right? Yeah, yeah like, the implication. You don't really see anything. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes my some of my least favorite horror is when we sometimes we do a episode and I don't really want to release it, and that that also <laughs> is equally terrifying. So one of yeah. those two, I'll pick. What about you, Car? I'm with Bird. Actually, um, I, I I saw Paranormal in theaters when it came out, and uh, oh, nice. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. I actually yeah. Yeah, rewatched it recently. Um, horror movies are the, I think some of the most difficult movies to hold up over time. Yes. Especially yeah. when you've seen them before, you know, because that's the whole, the suspense is, is a big part of it. But I, I, right. I watched it again and I thought it, I thought it did a pretty good job of holding up. Um, oh, yeah. I generally speaking, yeah, I am. I, I like the, the thinkers, the psychological shit. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And the, <clears throat> to kind of uh, echo what bird was saying, the it's, it's always, it's the fear of the unknown. And, yes. um, the my least favorite horror movies are the ones okay i'll give you an example i think i've complained about this for hours on end in the discord and and other places so you guys have i'm sure heard this but the have you seen the ritual the ritual uh oh no but i don't um, think so no i haven't it is the coolest movie for the first two-thirds of it and then Uh in the last third they show the monster and that's all i'll say just dude it is yep yeah, it is infuriating. It's maddening. Ugh. It goes from a yeah. great horror movie, like a yeah. really fucked up like thinker, to just the most, it, just a clown show. Yeah, very, very frustrating. Happen. I want to give a, I want to give a, a, a shout out to to Midsommar. Oh, you like oh, yeah. that? I have one thing that I want to change about it, and this is another thing I've ranted about uh, for hours in the Discord. I think I've talked the elf's ear off about this for like hours. <laughs> the last scene, I don't want to give it away. So I won't, but I would just tweak one thing about the last scene. And if I could tweak that, it would be incredible. You really, I'm actually surprised that you liked that one just because it comes from a long line of like kind of, well, they call it elevated horror. Um, A24 stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A24 is a good example. Yeah. A company that that puts out a lot of like, oh, it's the company. They're the production company. uh, Yeah. And they put out a specific style of horror movie yeah. and uh i'm surprised to hear that you like that i liked it too but i'm surprised to hear that you like mm. that um oh god i was just thinking of another one. Oh, there's this new movie called smile oh yeah the the preview I, the previews look good the previews are creepy dude. yeah they look they're they genuinely look, unnerving yeah yeah i want to watch that 
It's about Ace. I don't know. Have you seen the previews for the movie Smile? Oh, I've seen the poster. I haven't really seen uh, like the trailer or anything. About it came out. I just and I don't know why they released a movie that was actually had potential to be kind of creepy in late September. I don't know <laughs> what the decision to do that was, but I haven't seen it yet. But it's a. I guess it's about some sort of a. It's about a woman who has a, uh, some sort of a mental illness and. Uh, she believes that people around her are, are possessed, and the way that she can mm. tell is that they they they'll just kind of stand and stare at her in the distance with this kind of like Carl was saying, like uncanny, like just a creepy smile. No, it, it is. Um, I think that is going to be a burgeoning uh, new horror, um, like not genre, but topic. Mm-hmm. I guess is is like that uncanny valley stuff because yeah, man. Yeah. The more and more you look around, the more and more you're like, are these are these people like processing thought? (laughs) Yeah, are they even a person inside? Yeah, it it it, it's it um because I think if you like the thinker, the psychological thinker, Mm -hmm. without even uttering a word, it already puts you in a place where your your mind is racing. Yes, you're like that was what was good about the witch. Kind of, it's like Mm -hmm. you didn't understand any of the words they were saying, really. (laughs) But you're still watching it and going, what the fuck is going to happen next? Yeah. There's a talk it was very impressionistic, and, right? You just got the yeah, vibe. Very much from so. Yeah, very yeah. artsy. Very yeah. artsy indeed. Yeah, There's, horror um, is going in weird directions. Yeah. It has I, to, I, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. it, it yeah. has to. The whole because it, 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 it has the – that genre of film has the um, – but, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but it has the 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 golden ticket. Like it has it has yeah. the excuse. It can go explore these spaces. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the only genres that can still do this without being, you know, um, can't. I mean, I hate using this word, but fucking canceled. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it's horror. We're we're, we're yeah. exploring the space, and it yeah. used to be comedy could kind of do this, but uh, you know, these days I feel like it's, it's, that's the genre yeah. where you can, you can explore these things and not be, you're already going to be critically panned because it's horror. So nobody cares. That's what I, I, I'm so glad you guys brought that up because for me, that is what I like in horror is I like feeling disturbed after I mm-hmm, watch mm-hmm. the horror movie. Yeah. Like when you, if, it's like brings you back to being a kid. Yeah. So if I am just watching something where like, as you said, like if they show the monster, I don't like when they show the monster yeah, it's so in dumb. movies because once I can identify it, it might look gross for a moment or there might be some yeah. jump scare that might scare you for a moment. But after that, you can kind of like conceptualize it and it starts to lose its appeal to me. Exactly. In my yeah. opinion. Um, I, if I can feel disturbed, like existentially disturbed after I watch something, that is, it, it's done its job for me. And did that's you, what I Did like. you see Nope? Nope. Uh, no. Did that just come no, out? No, oh no. That came Nope's out recently, really didn't good. it? Who, yeah, isn't, nope is really yeah. uh, isn't that um, from... Uh, Jordan Peele. Yes, yeah, it, yes. yeah, from him. Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like his. Uh, I saw Get Out. Mm-hmm. I think it was. was yeah, that if his? you liked Get Out, yeah. you liked this. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. It's not. It yeah. wasn't like a fastball center cut for me, but um, it, I, I really enjoyed the the film. It, it wasn't like really my style, but I, I enjoyed watching it. Which kind yes. of brings me to another um portion of horror, which is like enjoyable horror or like like um fun horror um and i've been I, i've been re-watching uh, have you guys seen the series haunting on hill house yes no i have man what a fun little like series that is mm-hmm. oh, yeah. is it like goosebumps style like is that what you mean by fun horror um like- i don't know ace help me out like it's it's not like it's gonna keep you up at night it's not necessarily like um 
I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's like, Oh, like a little bit of jump scare, a little bit of, um, hamming it up, uh, acting yeah. wise. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Kind of like exactly. pulling from a bunch of different genres of horror and kind of yeah, sticking them together. Yeah. Yeah. And bit. I mean, I would almost put, I, I, maybe this is sacrilege, but I would almost put Halloween in this category where it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it is fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or, you or have the first the thriller dead. aspect. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 yep, Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, John, that was an amazing thing. So, like, Midsummer was a movie that you just mentioned, and then there's some other movies associated with A24. There's a mm-hmm. recent interview with John Carpenter. <laughs> um, I was reading it, and uh, they were like, so what do you think about this concept? Because, you know, John Carpenter is the horror guy. Like, yeah, yeah, right. He really defined horror in the American yeah. sense for a long time. Um, and he was, he was, they were going, uh, what do you think about elevated horror? And he was like, what, what do you mean by elevated horror? I could take a guess at what that means, but I don't know what it means. They were like, well... Movies from like A24 studios, like um, now I'm forgetting Midsommar and whatever. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, hell <laughs> so yeah. He, he says, no, the guy has not kept up with any horror movies since he defined the genre. That's amazing. <laughs> Good for him. John Carpenter said he wants to make a Dead Space uh, movie, which Dead Space oh. is a video game um, that came out a long time ago. And it's probably one of the best horror video games of all time. So um, it is very scary. Yeah. 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 And the fact that he wants to do that and he hasn't been able to do it yet is, is a crime. That, it is that, a crime. That would be great. Yeah. Car, it's basically like, uh, it's very similar to a video game version of Alien. Oh, uh, good. Where you're yeah. trapped on a spaceship and you have to figure out how to get off the spaceship. And there's also like weird zombified, creepy alien jump scares. And it's genuinely under video games. And I think this might be a pivot for you, Ace. Yeah. Video games horror video games have always been more satisfying to me than yes. horror movies just because you're in the seat, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, there's a couple of really amazing horror games out there. Of course, I can't remember any of them, so I'll have to silent. Hill, uh, silent Hill, man. Evil. Of course, the original. Golly, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. I remember that from <laughs> childhood and I, I'm not a video game player. I remember sitting there watching my friend play it and I was like, man, this is a, uh, this is this is rough. <laughs> we should, yeah. uh, um, without uh, the risk of sounding cringe, it would be really funny if somehow we could like uh, engage in a horror game for an episode, like Ooh, just yeah. like, get VR could, headsets, play the Resident yeah. Evil on with VR, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a bad idea. Yeah, there should be some way, Car, that we can like. I mean, actually, it would be pretty easy if we were just in the same room mm-hmm. and we picked like. I don't know, Amnesia, uh, a game that I really love, game where you're a guy with amnesia and you're in a haunted mansion. And like for the first hour or two, it's just a mansion with some weird noises. And then this is one of those games where once you get into the basement where the wine is in the cellar and you see something walking around and you're like, oh, fuck. And unlike uh, movies with video games, because if you can like, I don't know, drop out enough where you can feel like you're in the character's body. It's always going to be scarier. Even after the thing kills you the first time you respawn and you know what it looks like, it's still terrifying because yeah. it's chasing you around. Yeah, I think that medium of video games is just presents a, a new kind of horror. Um, what do you think? It's guys? funny you brought up. It's funny you brought up amnesia because this is actually a perfect segue into what I was uh, going to talk about here. Um, the same uh, developer who made amnesia also made a game called Soma. Um, and now, Bert, I think you said you played a little bit of it. Um, a little before. bit of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, Car, to, to set the stage, Soma is a game about uh, transhumanism. Basically, like everything you could imagine about transhumanism going wrong 
Okay. Uh, it's, it's basically like that. And now it's not a game like a, you know, like an action game or anything like that. It's basically a game that's just telling a story. It's putting you in the driver's seat and then you're watching the story unfold around you. Um, and basically what it is, and I, I think, you know, going back to what we were saying before about like how I, I personally like the horror that makes me like really like ex- have existential dread afterwards. Yeah. And it just like make me think of, que- leave, yeah. th- make, puts questions in your mind that are very disturbing to think about. Um, Selma does that really well. So, so to, I'm, I'm going to go over a few spoilers for the game. So that's, that's your spoiler warning, but okay, um, cause I can't on. really talk about it without talking about like some of the major like plot points of the game. But basically, um, the, the main protagonist is like dying from some brain injury. Right. And essentially they take brain scans of them. And the idea about taking brain scans is that in the game, you, you take the brain scan and then they're going to run it through an algorithm, the brain scan. Right. So you run the brain scan through an algorithm and then you um, um, put that up against other different possible treatments to see which treatment would effectively resolve the uh, problem quickest, right? Um, so when, when the protagonist is doing this, um, when he's in the brain scan machine, everything goes black and he wakes up hundreds of years later in the future um, in some underwater facility, right? Okay. Very, very kind of creepy, unnerving. Yeah. But what, what you begin to realize is that his consciousness is now inside of a robot exoskeleton. He's in a robot's body. Um, and there are other robots walking around who believe they're human. They genuinely believe they're human beings. Um, who are, they're talking like their human counterparts. Yeah. Like, um, and, you know, it just, it's very, it gets very weird and it's kind of like very spooky. And eventually you realize that um, in between when he blacked out and he woke up, um, hu- humanity was essentially destroyed in a meteor strike, and every the only surviving people are now in this under right are now in this underwater base. Um, and what well, you know what, what's really strange about it is you know th- this brings up questions of like, well, what is a person? Right? Sure. If you're sure. if you're if you're a, a consciousness in a robot body, then what is really the, a person made of? Right. It's kind of like the old machine, the old question: like, is there a ghost in the machine? Is are you just First like brought to you uh, by Fagcast, if you'll recall? Uh, right. We talked yeah. about the zombie, the, the philosophical the zombie. Yeah, the philosophical zombie. That's right. Yes. We were the first to bring you up were. Uh, such you thoughts. Were. You invented it. Mm. Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. Well, the John Carpenter's uh, podcasting. That's yes, right. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, Car. Yes, we are. <laughs> Take a but sip I, of coffee um, there. <clears throat> as, as, you, uh, as you go through the game, you eventually begin to realize that it's not that your consciousness has been transferred uh, into a, um, a robot's body. Um, what you begin to realize is eventually at a pivotal point in the game is that your consciousness just gets copied into a new robot. Mm. It doesn't actually get transferred. So right. at one point, at one point you have um, a, you, the protagonist. So the, the whole ideal is that this also goes into another thing um, where, because humanity is just destroyed at this point, they develop an AI simulation called the Ark, right? Obvious, very uh, biblical reference. Um, but the, and what this is is it's like a matrix type um, utopia, um, and their idea is that well, we want to transfer our consciousness into this Ark, right? But um, the real horror element kind of comes in, or the disturbing element comes in when you realize that 
no consciousness actually gets transferred. That's not how it works. It just the brain scan gets copied into these artificial machines, and then they think they have your memories, and they think they're actually you. But then you just have a bunch of copies running around oh. of you. So, But they genuinely believe that they are the same person. Each one believes that they are them, that they are the real one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of like makes you really wonder like, well, okay, if there was another carbon copy of you out there and they had your same memories and experience and like uh, body, like, are, like, and they say, well, I am, I am you. I have the exact same memories. At a certain point, how could you really tell the difference between them, right? Between um, yeah, between yourself and the other and one? yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really makes you think. Well, what what is it to be a self, right? It's the oldest philosophical yeah. question ever. What does it mean to be? Um, well, and, if you and, uh, turn into uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe's argumentation episode, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> You just had you just had like three listeners. I'm done with this show and just dog it. I'm at it. I'm done. I've had it. Yeah. Uh, you w- gotta wonder, and this is what really creeps me out mm-hmm. about it is, yeah. like, okay, the self, and then there are yeah. the, there's the others, and the others right. are also themselves, and yes. you gotta wonder, like, you know, self and other come together to create separate uh, separate things entirely that don't have consciousness, but are the products of consciousness, and right. you have to wonder if. You know, if we had our brains copied, if they would do a better podcast than us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's shouting, yes, of course I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they probably do one longer, too. <laughs> yeah. I think we need a couple not, of uh, Not bound by copies. physical, biological limitations. They just do. Their only purpose is to do the podcast. That's, That's literally if I could copy my own brain, I'd be like, Just can you keep that thing going? I really yeah. don't want to. I need a and brain. And no one would know that it's actually some other. Uh, Neither you. would I. It's, uh, Neither yeah, would I. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, Sometimes know, I get this weird feeling, yeah. actually, if I could bring this up. I edit the podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every time, in fact. <laughs> and. Um, Believe it or and, not. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I'm annoyed. Uh, and so, like, one weird effect that sometimes happens, I'm sure some other people who, like, do the way that I edit is I listen through the whole episode. Um, but I have the memory of a goldfish, right? So I forget yeah. the topics of conversation. So it almost feels – it doesn't feel exactly fresh. But, like, Carr will say something um, in in the recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, – before I respond in the recording, my brain will go, blah, 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 blah. And it's the exact thing that I say in the recording. Uh-huh. But it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a memory. It just right. feels as if I'm pre-programmed to respond that way <laughs> right. when I like hear a, a certain prompt. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's a strange effect that happens a lot. And yeah, it obviously is subconscious memories coming back right. up. But it doesn't feel that way when you're in exactly. the driver's seat. And that's the kind of the scary thing, right? Because so much of what we constitute is what when we say ourselves or our identity, we're talking about our conscious experience. Um, yeah. And we're not usually talking about we don't we we know we have a subconscious, but we try not to ever like consciously recognize we have a subconscious sometimes. Yep. Uh, and that that also can be very spooky. It can also be very uh, spooky to consider, like you know, uh, because so much of what we claim to be is. Uh, human or selves right is um tied to a memory right yep um 
like that we we tend to like build ourselves through past experiences and like stack our stack our experiences on top of one another but if yep. someone has amnesia you know um oh. they're still technically the same person like they're the same body uh the same mind even if they don't have necessarily have the memories or the same brain anyway in any anyway um but nevertheless it, it seems like that person could go in wildly different directions after like having amnesia um, yep. and it really like brings up kind of spooky questions about like, you know, like it, do we have an essence, right. That is like irreducible to like material matter. I can already hear them quote tweeting you now. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it, are these it, essences it, in the room with us? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it, 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 because if we are just like composites of just matter and like material uh, emergence and stuff like that, it does seem like well, theoretically we could just be copied over and over infinitely, and Indeed. that can bring up some pretty like uh, disturbing implications um, for what it means to be an, a unique individual. Uh, you know, to to be an individu- individuated thing at all. Um, right. That's, that's the type what of stuff makes that makes reincarnation like, kind of me so up. creepy. And me, yeah, I've always thought reincarnation was creepy. It's like, well, uh, they're saying, well, well I think well, it's, it's meant you. to be. Yeah. Right. Right. They're saying, well, well, that, well, you just go into a new you, and it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, like, yeah, right. Because I, I think the a... whole idea is you don't you don't have the prior memories either. You right. Just, but yourself now is inhabiting a totally different form, and I think the idea is that it's as a punishment, right? Right. Which is that, crazy because yeah, if I it would be a blessing if I could become a squirrel with no memory of this stupid podcast. And I also would love to be a retarded <laughs> penguin, and now I just yeah, have to right. warp as one. It would really yeah. it would be a blessing, but yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah. 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 It is creepy. Carl, yeah. you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you're like not sure if you're still in the dream or not? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yep. that happened to me last night. In really? fact, oh. let me tell you a nightmare actually that I ju- I'll tell you a nightmare I had last night. So it was a normal dream, but then at some point, and I don't remember who it was. We'll call him Jim. There was another guy next to me named Jim, and we were looking over newspapers. And it's weird in the dream. It's weird. It. In the dream, Jim looks at me and goes, do you ever find it weird how everybody has a story about a dream that's an image of the Golden Gate Bridge and the Golden Gate Bridge has a body associated with it and it's always called something like the Golden Gate Bridge boy or guy or man or something like that and it made no sense. It doesn't make any sense like... uh telling this story out but in the dream i start to have this weird like panic like i go into this sense that there's a network of shared dreams and that there's a creature called the golden gate bridge boy who inhabits that image in dreams and whenever you have that image inhabited it's because that thing is haunting your part of the network um, and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, fuck, that was unnerving. Now I was trying to rationalize it and go, I don't think most people have such a, a memory. Um, but a lot of people have heard of the hat man, for instance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then I go, well, there is definitely something to the idea of a, maybe not literally shared in the way like a Bitcoin network actively communicates with other nodes, you know, like the nodes are communicating. Or perhaps it is. Or perhaps it is. Yeah, maybe it is. But uh, but I don't know. But there yeah. are certainly shared uh, images and themes 
that Egregors. appear in different people's dreams. Of course, yeah, you can call them egregores too. Like the idea, like uh, you look at yourself in the mirror and you look like a horrible uh, right. a facsimile of yourself. Um, you look at your hands and your hands don't look normal. You can't flick light switches. The hat man shows up. It's always a dark silhouette of a man wearing a long hat. Um, obviously, before the um, Bert, that's just my normal routine. Like, uh, <laughs> well, that's you only like... sleep. That'll happen when you only sleep three hours a day. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, that makes <laughs> That'll sense. Do that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever, uh, well, anyway, so the Golden Gate Bridge boy is now something that I have to, I don't know, I have to think more about it because the concept is very strange. It's just, an, it, in my brain, it's just the image of the Golden Gate Bridge, but the fact that I have that image is associated with some unwanted thing giving me that image in my mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very creepy waking up from this, and you know what I did? <laughs> My my remote control is right next to me. I turn on Tucker Carlson. Tucker, and go back. <laughs> like, tell me it's okay, Tucker. Tell me it's tell me it's gonna You're be okay. Safe space. And of course, and of course it's an episode about how women are being robbed and beaten on the streets of San Francisco. And there's a and there's an ad political advertisement of a woman screaming on a video camera. And you just have the biggest robbed. smile on and your I, face. And I'm falling back asleep like uh, a baby. Golly, what a trip! What a trip! Yeah. But no, yeah. uh, uh, Bert to to to. Um, use that uh, kind of to describe something else that I find that that is really creepy. Do you creepy may not be the right word, but do you ever do you guys ever have dreams where in in a similar way to what you're talking about with the Golden Gate Golden Gate Bridge boy or whatever you have some dream like that, um, and you wake up and you feel like you were just on the verge of understanding some greater concept, whether that be good or bad. Like it can, like I've had it both ways where I'm like, man, I almost solved this thing that I was thinking about in life. Or I, I, uh, or I almost saw something really dark, but you cannot place it. Like you can't, it feels like you, you yes. got within 15 yeah. feet of the edge of the grand Canyon, but you weren't close yeah. enough to look down in it's it. I, I, and it happens to me like every you know, I don't know, year or two. And, and it like, it feels like if I had, if I had gotten just a little bit closer, I would have some revelation and that revelation may be great. And it may be horrible. Yeah. I've had this frequent. Yeah. Frequently there's like a on the verge type of feeling God, about a lot man, of my yeah, dreams. Weird. Yeah. You never yeah. really get the satisfaction. Sometimes you do. I've had breakthroughs I, from dreams. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have subconscious, you know, working full tilt, bringing it, bringing it to yeah, I, today. I'll be I've a had parent. a few of those. I've also had dreams where like, I've had like, I, so most of my dreams, I don't have like common dreams where it's like, or like common nightmares that people describe where it's like they're being chased or something, or they see something really scary. But whenever I'm in a nightmare, I always have like this disturbing feeling, but it just like how I said, you know, I like horror that where I can't see the monster. I can never yeah. like see a monster in my dreams, but I always have a disturbing feeling that they're there sometimes if I'm having a nightmare and sometimes, or if I, or, or if I'm just acting in a weird way in my dream, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll still have that dread for like hours. Like it'll still oh, yeah. feel like that yeah. same dread I had in my dream. Well, because well, you don't watch hours. Tucker. Uh, right. Exactly. Main reason. Yeah, I, I did not turn on Tucker and that's why. Yeah. Yeah, but it really is weird. Right. It's really weird how that same feeling you can feel in the dream can persist with you for like hours after sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. That part is very weird because usually, you know, you wake up, you forget about the dream within 10, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, not if it's, it's horrible. Weird. Yeah, it's weird to have that same persistent feeling throughout because it feels real, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's not, but it feels real. Um, 
and, and you know that that's also like a, a very kind of like disturbing thought because it's like i had know, a... i think go ahead no go ahead. no please finish no. oh no i was just gonna say i think it's like this is kind of what like you know I, i'm not a believer in like s- simulation theory necessarily uh but I, this is what gives people like the inkling to why they kind of like sometimes buy into it which is like well if all of my experience to the real world is fed through my senses and my senses can be tricked, how do I know I'm not in some type of simulation now? Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, the Uh, old Descartes, the old Cartesian problem. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I had a horror, horror, a horrifying dream nightmare, whatever you call it recently where, uh, pause was the chaser. Weirdly enough. (laughs) Uh, it was a hunter dream. And at the end of it, it was pause. And uh, normally, you don't get killed in dreams. I got killed in this one by pause. He stuck his hands into my the skin of my neck, and Ooh. it went into my throat, and he closed my throat. Oh um, wow! And I <laughs> died for, and I was dead in the dream for Jeez. like uh, twenty or thirty seconds. I was well, maybe dead you are now dream. a copy. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Well, the that. point is, I I <laughs> think I I woke up and I was so uncomfortable with that dream mm-hmm. for like a full day afterwards yeah. that it, I, I, I came to the conclusion that I must've had a panic attack in my sleep. Uh-huh. That was the only way that, it, cause it, it felt as though when I woke up like that, I had just gotten over a panic attack, but it's weird in a dream. It didn't feel like a panic attack. It, it, right. it, it felt like something, it felt more primal than that. It, it felt like, I don't know. And then the concept of in the dream, <laughs> A feeling that I've never felt before, which was being dead, uh, which was very much. Yeah, you're not supposed to die in video game death looks. You're not. No, you're not supposed to die in dreams. Yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. And I, I have weird rituals in dreams. Like if I if I ever realize I'm dreaming, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll I, I will repeat a psalm in, in my head. And it okay. will wake me up. I have weird oh. little I, I think Inception, the movie Inception kind of bridged mm-hmm. into a lot of this stuff about a lot of like rituals that we have about dreams and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, dreams are so a weird. weird landscape, man. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's truer so or not. It's a completely different experience than whatever the daily life is yeah. like. It's yeah, also it's I, I'm weird. sure I've, I might have talked about this on like last year's uh, um, Halloween episode. But I, I, I remember in dreams I have a sp- so I tend to lucid dream a lot where I know I'm in a dream. But I usually can't stay in the dream too long after I lose no. the dream. Yeah, right. Like once um, you know, do you do you start spinning and wake up? Does that happen? Yeah, I start you? to I start it starts to like pull apart. The dream starts yep. to pull apart and then I'll wake yep. up. But what's really disturbing about it is every time I if I'm in a dream with like other I don't it's weird to say other people, but what other seemingly people are there, simulacrums are there. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, when I when I realize I'm caught, like I'm in a dream, they all become very angry and hostile. Yes, hostile. Yes, yes. They, <laughs> they become oh, very upset. Yes, they do. Yeah, I know I'm in a dream. And see, now this is the Golden Gate Bridge boy thing for me. Is you you and I are are not unless we are you and I are not in the same dream region or whatever. Right. Like my I, you some I guess you some people think uh, dreams are contained within. I don't know. They're contained within something, whether it be the mind, the brain, whatever mm-hmm. term you want to use. Um, but we have extremely similar experiences about that, too, is like yeah. the minute you realize you're in a dream, the entire dream becomes hostile to you being there. Yes. But yeah. even then, yeah, some defense mechanism engages. It's kind of almost like I imagine the same effect that your physical immune system has to foreign right. intruders. But it's weird because it's, you know, it's... uh 
because it seems more personal. You know what I mean? Like whether it yeah. is or not, it seems more personal, at least in the yeah. dream. So, um, and this is something that's happened multiple times, right? So this isn't just like a one-time occurrence. Every single time I've had a lucid experience in a dream, yep. the, the, the beings in the dream, whatever, you know, the, uh, the simulations in the dream, they get very upset and immediately like get hostile, like physically yeah. hostile with They me take actions me to make yes. you wake up. Yes. <laughs> they don't, it's weird. Like they don't take actions. That's a weird thing to think about. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yes, it is. <laughs> like the moment. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had that thought consciously, but that is a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, but have you experienced this as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's very, it's very, and I mean, again, uh, maybe biologically it makes perfect sense. Sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, your, maybe your consciousness is a particular arrangement of uh, neurons. Mm-hmm. And when you, and, and when you're in a dream, um, so, something about, your you being in that dream consciously mm-hmm. uh just it, it i don't know maybe they just contradict right. one another and a res and your brain has to force a resolution and it's just appearing um, and it's just appearing that way like you know an operating yeah. system like it's just like that's just how it, it comes to us and appears that way uh yeah like things in the dream yeah yeah, it's weird because it, it does feel like an immune response now that we mm-hmm. talk about it that way, which yeah. it might very well be yeah. like a neuroimmune that, response. But that's even more upsetting, I think. It right. is odd, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. yes, because, right, it is odd because you go, okay, then me, the self, is not fully integrated with whatever that thing is that wants to right. keep me out that, of it. Exactly. Like, but yeah. again, that may be part of the human being as a machine is that different parts, just like with machines, they can't interact with one another, otherwise the machine breaks. So it might be right. a positive thing, but it certainly tells you a hierarchy you that, of being. Like it certainly the tells you that the self and the brain have some discrepancy with being actively associated with one another. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also very strange to think about too, because you know if if the human being is really a composite of like material inputs, um, right? Um, it's also very strange as to like, we seem human beings, we seem to have a continuity of identity, right? Like throughout yes, time, yeah. we, we feel like we're the same person. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, if we're merely just like material composites uh, of just, you know, matter arranged in like human like, um, it, it's, it's very strange because every seven to 10 years, most of the cells in your body um, die and get cloned. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um so that is a very, um, you know, kind of horrifying thought, which is that yeah, okay, like, every seven to 10 years, am I a new person now exactly, in a literal right. sense, not just a metaphorical sense? Am I in liter- a literal sense? A, You're a t- well, I think I think if if we assume that memory is stored in some cellular way, uh-huh. yeah, you, you definitely have a, the- a ship of Theseus problem. Exactly. I was going to bring that but up if, earlier. Yeah, but exactly. I guess the other thing I've always thought is like. Uh, memory probably is not stored in one part of the brain, but like one cell regenerates and other memories get lent into it. And then the old cells die and then it lends it back, which is maybe why over time, the way where you keep taking the same picture over and over again of an image, Mm -hmm. it degrades slowly over time. Um, I I might just literally be copy and transfer over and over and over again. Um, But that still doesn't resolve the problem of the self. Like exactly it like with the other weird thing, about dreams is there are some things in dreams like is the feeling huh i'm me right now is that a memory because when you go right. into the dreams sometimes in dreams 
like I remember essential aspects of me. Like I remember my name. I remember um, like what hand I write with, like things like that. But right. I, but you, 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 you trick yourself into thinking you live in Hawaii or something like that. Like, <laughs> and like it makes sense less in essential your dream. Things. Like it, they, uh, irrational oh, things like sense. make se- make logical sense or you feel like they make logical sense. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but it, when you r- wake up and r- think back, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it's not, well, that's what I was trying to rationalize. I was going to tweet it, but then I was like, I'm going to look like a psycho if I retweet this at 4.55 in the morning when I woke up <laughs> yeah. in the Golden Gate Bridge Boy dream. And then you I was literally going to tweet... Uh, yeah, and and I've yeah, and and somehow I look less like a psycho to myself when I do that. Yeah, I was gonna tweet. I was gonna be like, "Isn't it weird how how everybody has had a dream at some point about the Golden Gate Bridge and uh, the Golden Gate Bridge boy?" And that's all I was gonna tweet. And then I was gonna be like, "Nobody is gonna know what you mean by this at all." But uh, I it feels cathartic to have explained it further, um, and and now I do just have to take away. There's something weird about the immune response. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that is uh, an uncomfortable revelation for me. It's uncomfortable. Right? I don't know if it's scary because it's always been that way. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it's by design, but it certainly makes you go. It's uncomfortable. My yeah. own brain will take hostile ac- actions against myself. Yeah. Right, exactly. If and it, it needs to. <laughs> and it's a battleground that I've been designed to uh, enter for six or seven hours a day every day that I'm alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> Very odd. Extremely yeah, it's, strange. It's, it's also one of those things, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I think I've, I think I've talked about this before in other places. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show, but I've, I've suffered from this thing. Um, and it's a few things I've, I've talked to other people who suffer from it too, but it, it's called exploding head syndrome. Oh yeah. Uh, I you know what this is, Bert? Yeah. I don't okay. Know what that is. Yeah. Okay. So essentially it's auditory hallucinations or so they think uh, auditory hallucinations uh, generally in the middle of the night or when you're sleeping. Um, so, and they t- they tend to be like very loud auditory hallucinations, like a door slamming, like right next to you or like uh, a car crash uh, right next to you. Like, is it um, when you're entering or exiting? When you right when you're about to enter sleep, okay. Not I've, I, sleeping, yeah. but when you're about to doze yep. off into I've had the that. unknown. I've had that. <laughs> Yeah, I've okay. had that, and I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. Yeah, it's, I know. I, it is yeah, unnerving. It is yeah, unnerving. Um, yeah, yeah, you I would swear a, you heard a door slam. No, yeah, I swear. I, I would swear I heard yeah. this. Like it, it. It's not like you know. I thought I heard this. No, I actually heard this, but there's no corollary to. I got yeah, a weirder one. To it. Well, I, I was also going to say I also heard a man screaming in my ear once. Well, that oh, sucks. I don't like that. Yeah, that yeah. I've never heard. I think I told the story once about her. How I, I think it was a wolf howl. I can't even remember it at this point. Um, or an alien invasion once in a couple oh, of those. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it was at this point. But for most can go back. For mine, it's um, it's like I I I don't experience the sound. It's I'm awake and I and I think to myself two seconds ago I just heard loud sound dot yes. exe like that's, I, that's I, I don't know what it was yes. I have no I I couldn't tell you if it was a door slam a guy screaming right. or the, I yeah. just I have this feeling that oh shit I just heard something loud and to the point where like I'll grab my gun and go clear the house right oh, wow. exactly that's that's yeah. a frightening thought yeah no and you come out into times. the living room and you see there's a blue light coming from your tv and then you see me on the couch and i'm watching tucker <laughs> and, and i'm in the corner with the retarded penguin suit just staring hey man, what's going with, a, on? with a model of the golden gate bridge in your hands <laughs> <laughs> 
Watch your code. So the, here's the weird thing that I just had recently. The first time it's ever happened to me, I had an olfactory hallucination in my dreams. Oh. And it was weird because it was the smell of rotting trash. Uh, it's like yeah. a smell probably everybody can think about in their head. It's such a powerful scent. Um, and I wake up. I'm in my own house here. And I wake up and I have this incredibly powerful rotting trash smell. And it's only in my bed. It's only in my bed. So I immediately get up and I leave and I go to my office and I don't smell it. I I have to pass my bed again to go to the front door and I smell it as I pass my bed. And then I get to the front door and I don't smell it anymore. So I knock on my neighbor's door and I go, do they got a garbage truck outside or something? It's like 830 in the morning. She goes, no, garbage is on a different day. And I go, could you just come into my apartment for a second? She goes, yeah, let's go. Uh, We go over to my bedroom. And I go back into the, the bedroom and I have the barest scent of trash. And I go, do you smell trash? And she goes, nope, smells fine. Uh-huh. I'm, and it, so it was a olfactory hallucination yeah. associated with an area. And then and you even after I, and it went away. And, yeah, and it went away. Just and I made a coffee, and it was a normal. It was a normal <laughs> Friday. Yeah. No, it was weird because I was awake, fully awake, and still yeah. hallucinating the smell. Yeah, in my in my bed, in the area around my bed, and nowhere else in the house. And I looked outside; there was no tr- garbage trucks or anything. It was the weirdest one some, so far. Really weird. Some okay. So as far as being awake goes, I've also had going back to the exploding head syndrome once. I had something like this while I was not about to go to sleep, but I was still awake, but my eyes were closed. And again, this is going to sound very schizophrenic. I've never had this happen once in my life until this point and then never again. But I remember shutting my eyes and I could hear people whispering. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 That's weird. And I obviously, I mean, well, I was awake. I I opened them up and they were I know, but Ace is a guy who knows how your sleep schedule can be. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) No, that is the most obvious. I swear that I haven't slept at all. No, I, I completely like I completely accept that as an answer, and that actually is does make sense to me. But it was still very weird to hear like trying to go to sleep and being kept up by whispering yeah. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. there. That was like yep. okay, I've had enough of this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's yeah. Comp- it's the brain is a uh, yeah. So now I have to take away from this thought: is the brain at times hostile to the self? And I think the answer is clearly yes. Yes. But you yes, just, absolutely. I don't know why. I just don't know why. I don't know what the It also, that is. you know, opens up some very um, disturbing, like, philosophical implications about, like, what does it mean to be a being that is not uh, unified, I guess, in some sense? Yeah. Well, kind of, I, you know, I like, guess, but here's another thought, Ace. We die. Right. You know? That's so, like, true. That is body, true. We can all... <laughs> the physical body yeah. is always, we've always been comfort- comfortable with knowing that the physical body is obviously hostile oh, I agree. to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I 100% yeah, but, na- but the that. brain, yeah. which I think, like, but you brought up a... That's what I meant. Const- yeah, that's more yeah. what I meant, is the brain. But you, itself, uh, but yeah. you brought up a, 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 a thought from De- Descartes. I mean, it's, yeah. I think it goes before that, but mind-body dualism... Right. ...is that we've associated self with mind and mind with brain. Right. And I think that's probably... We're starting to see where Western philosophy, in this episode, we've discovered, yeah. where Western philosophy... <laughs> kind of falls apart in envisioning that separation as a matter of fact. Now it may not be, well, I say as a matter of fact, but I should say as a matter of experience, because I don't know the fact, but as a matter of experience, 
just like how you get old and rickety mm -hmm. and your self experiences all that stuff and you and you but but we've always been comfortable with the idea that we physically die exactly we don't think about it that way where the brain is hostile towards the self as well right. now it doesn't mean that there's no self or that right. there's no isolated pocket of in fact i think it actually goes more towards the idea that there's I an agree. essential self i agree um but it's certainly uh one has to consider that maybe the self is an essential thing but is separate from the machinic body parts i yeah i don't know i, I, I mean maybe not I, I, fully I, separate because yeah. we have control right over there's some them. interaction with them but yeah, it's certainly. not yeah maybe we're little goblins in a, in a mechanical right. suit maybe that's yeah what we are. yeah a little goblin is driving my meat suit who is driving but a then penguin. but then we must ask the question <laughs> who's driving the little goblin exactly and then <laughs> that's a perfect so, place to <laughs> little goblins all the way down yeah <laughs> telling it's you just to turn goblins. on tucker telling you to turn on tucker <laughs> i wonder how many little goblins he's piloted by god yeah. what it went <laughs> <laughs> Part um, one in the books, or part two in the books. Yeah. Thank you, Ace. Thanks, Ace. Oh, no, thank you, now, guys. Uh, always, yeah, uh, hold on. Pleasure. There we go. We just hit one hour. One hour. Uh, I hope everybody All right, that's my quota, guys. Special. All right. Everything <laughs> yeah. after this, you have to pay me more. A new, a new invoice. Yeah. Yeah, I would be totally satisfied putting this episode out as the only Halloween special episode, but the listeners, because we're gracious gods, we will probably make this longer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see everybody on the other side of this little interlude. Happy Halloween, guys. I'm going to go steal some children's candy now. Yes, please do. Woo! In fact, some would say Halloween. It is the day of Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is some up would say that. Today. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I. It's on. A, you know what I like about. I'm. I'm a little annoyed because I believe I was researching this, but I can't really do the research now. I believe next year in October. Yeah, that's annoying. All right. Well, we got it better in 2024, assuming this podcast still exists, which I believe it will. Um. Halloween is on a Wednesday. Now, that's inconvenient because it doesn't mean I get an excuse to skip an episode. Um, it's just the episode. Um, but welcome in, Lee. I like your uh, costume. Was that Tarzan? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that costume. Yeah, you um, know, it's it's traditional. <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you go to your wife. <laughs> Babe. I'm putting the Tarzan costume yep. again. <laughs> Time to suit up. <laughs> Every year. Yeah. Tarzan costume. Have you have you partaken in Halloween in the past decade? Uh you know I mean as you, not as a custodian for other people's enjoyment. Yeah, right. Um Yeah, I think so. Uh I'm sure at some point within the last ten years. I mean I mean if I'm being honest, the last ten years are kind of a blur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the last 20 really are probably blur too and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could barely remember last week personally right, right. so I mean I'm sure yeah. that I have at some point uh, you know yeah but it's just I don't know I like Halloween uh, 
don't do you it. yeah it's it's okay like it's it's a i would feel that it, the way that it makes people individuals act very rambunctiously would bother you severely uh i yeah i don't like um i don't like the day of type thing i like uh you know it starts to get a little cooler season yeah yeah, yeah. Like my attitude on it has shifted. Pumpkin spice latte is back. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like in the last, you know, the last ten years, I've gone from, uh, you know, just being a dude in his twenties who was married, and you know, my wife yep. and I would go out and party, uh, to a guy with two kids, and so, uh, now you know, Halloween's all right, but y- you know what's weird? You know, it's the weirdest thing. And this is this is real cheesy, but this is how life goes. Uh, you know what I really don't like now is the people who do like super gruesome front yard Halloween shit. No, yeah, dude, I always hated that. It just looks real tacky. Like there's there's a house yeah. near me, and I I drive by it on the way to the store. So like I'll be taking the kids to the store, uh, and like there's like a human corpse over like a, like <laughs> yeah. a roasting fire with like a no consideration for anybody's PTSD <laughs> for the entire month, no, by the way, with like a, uh, <laughs> with like a demon Wendigo kind of like thing <laughs> turning. And in this, the human corpse is like red. It's, it's done up to kind of look like a, a pig being like roasted. Uh, oh, wow. On, on like a spit. It's very, uh, detailed. Super like, gruesome, yeah. It's super gruesome. It's like, look, uh, buddy, like, yeah. you know, it's a Tuesday. I'm trying to go to the I store. Know. Like, uh, can you just, can you just put a pumpkin out here? Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to. Or a tarp ex- over it or something. It's, a, it's a disturbing. Something. Like, get a grip. There were two types of people when I lit. I don't see, by the way, anybody in Miami doing it up for Halloween. Nobody. I just think that's because about half of the city is international. They don't celebrate it anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. But up in up in Queens, there'd be two types of displays. That display, which you're talking about, which just kind of look at, I go, ugh, yeah. gross. It makes me feel weird. It's I don't just like a little that much. Kind of stuff. It's just too on the nose. It's cr- creepy. <laughs> it's cre- It's weird. I say this, and I'm like, you. Oh, new ISIS killing video dropped. <laughs> so I don't. I you know. I follow all those. Ch- Channels on Twitter about guys getting shot in the face for robbing people. So yeah, I don't, you don't you, know, you don't, don't play it on a is. projector on the side of your house. <laughs> hey, that would be a pretty good Halloween display. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? You do like a straight up like looters get shot theme. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, the other and this is the kind of display that I really like. Is those when is when Home Depot was selling those twelve foot tall skeletons, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there'd be dudes with like three of them out on the lawn. Yeah, <laughs> just giant effigy skeletons, making funny, like kind of like doing the like I don't know pose. Like yeah, they don't yeah, they don't yeah. even really think about the poses. They put these giant things in. No, That's my favorite. Yeah, the giant the giant skeleton is. Uh, I mean that's that's. You can't. That's Americana. Like you can't be mad at that. So good. You, you gotta love that. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, there's just no. He's so good. Like I, I think that's, uh, you know, like I feel like having a a display that's super gruesome is kind of like wearing the band's T-shirt to the show of that band. Oh no! I had an argument with my girlfriend about this. 
oh, really? that exact topic. So you're on the don't do that side. No, why would you wear the band? Because <laughs> like you're you're at their I'm show. I'm very like, pro. I'm very pro wearing the band. Really? Shirt. <laughs> yeah, very pro. <laughs> what? Well, people know, people already know that you uh, like the band because you're at the show. I know. I was at an industrial, uh, I don't know if you know KMFTM. I was at a yeah. concert of theirs recently. Um, and, um, I had a, I had a Nick land CCRU shirt on okay. <laughs> and three guys recognized it <laughs> at the concert. And I thought that was fucking pretty rad. Yeah. yeah but I, you know, I was like, why would you sell merch at your, at your thing of all your shit? If I can't wear the merch right there and then, you know, but you know, <laughs> Anyway, I get it. I mean, I get it. I get it. I like to be tacky. I like being tacky, but not the gruesome kind of tacky. Yeah. In fact, I think the gruesome kind of tacky, it's not even tacky anymore because the tacky is like whimsy. There's at least some whimsy. Yeah. A guy getting like, I've seen the exact, it's like a nativity display, except to be offensive. A guy being spit roasted on a, over a fire is I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just you know, these people are sick, and <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking about knocking on the door and be like, "Don't like your display." A little offensive. <laughs> just knock on the door. Hey, hey, buddy, what are you doing here? Yeah, you what know? are you doing out here? Hey, we're, you want to scare people? Put a guy with, put a scarecrow with a clan outfit on yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, do, do, you, do something do you just truly provocative. Well, this is that's to... what's. That's what it is, Lee. It's lame provocative. Yeah. Like to me It's not real provocative. This is just a guy who demonstrably doesn't get it. Yeah, I agree. Like totally agree. I just think you just don't get it. Like this is it's too on the nose. There's no cleverness. It's definitely not cozy. There's no. no there's no there's nothing to talk about. Like you just look at it and you just go, oh, you know, it's gross. My mother used to do very nice displays. Mm-hmm. But she always had this this thing that she called Matilda. Uh, <laughs> it was a 3 foot tall witch with a rotting face, like it was like a zombie witch. <laughs> I was always very creeped out by it because like when she had it mostly out, I was that I was also that size. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I've, yeah. I've since grown yeah. three inches, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and th- and she would call it Matilda, and she would like she knew it creeped me out. She would stroke the thing's hair and put it on yeah. display. It was very she was just a great decorator. My mom's a bit of a Target decorator, you know. Whatever's at Target is going sure. on our lawn, right? Except yeah. for Matilda, except so every day I would have to come home and pass Matilda. Now it didn't do anything, and that's what made it. M- really more unnerving is it didn't go like ha 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 like whatever they do when they have those things that, that scream at you as you leave the walmart yeah um went during holiday season it was just matilda was a silent witch and it always that matilda was the beginning of my hatred of of gruesome halloween displays right well, see, uh, from see, very early it's but it's because uh it sounds like your your mother has a good understanding of like how this stuff works, right? What makes something scary is that it's, it doesn't fit in. It's, it's like, it's out of place. (laughs) She didn't fit in. No, it didn't fit in. Like like if you have a nice front yard of, uh, you know, seasonal decorations that are mild in tone, uh, a gourd or two. Right. And then there's just like a weird freak faced witch quietly (laughs) 
like if you, a like, midget, you know, a little it, midget, right? Midget. It's like once you pay attention to the setting, you see it. It's like one of those one of those internet memes where it's like you know when you'll freak out when you notice or you know that type of thing yeah oh i always hated those yeah yeah it, like you shipwrecks the shipwrecks <laughs> type of stuff yeah this yeah. is this is totally uh you know that's that's way right. more seasonally apropos and yeah it gives you something to talk about but if you're just some, <laughs> i certainly had a lot to talk about with matilda <laughs> if but if you're just some dummy who like and, and to paint a better picture of this guy's yard the whole yard is full of stuff like this, like yeah, gr- like body parts, all the, like uh, I, like Fallujah. It yeah. looks like Fallujah. There's like hands. Whole There's thing. more hands than torsos. Like by, by three, too many. Yeah, <laughs> too many the hands. Whole thing, you know, <laughs> and you know, speaking, you know, yeah, people don't like stuff like that. You know, no. like yeah, no. that's it's you know it, it's and it's there's no subtlety. You look at the yard and you're like. Everything here is this this just sucks. Like everything here is gross looking. Uh, Nothing, nothing, nothing jumps out at you or is like creepy because everything is so over the top. It's just, it's just really trying too hard. There, there was a guy in my neighborhood. Um, he had like a three floor house. Um, in Queens, this was. And uh, he had just a, you know, it was a tall house, but not wide. So he just had like a little front space. Mm -hmm. And what he decided to do is he put a big black platform down, completely got rid of the lawn entirely, put a big black platform down, probably about eight foot by eight foot. And on top of it, he would have seasonal train displays. (laughs) Okay. That would go out. Every every season, there would be a different theme to his model train set. Well, that's interesting. It was super psycho, dude. So yeah. Halloween would roll around, and you go, and it was obviously it was all covered in glass and stuff. It was like a museum exhibit outside of a person's house. It was yeah, psychotic. See, that, that is that is some some very uh, intense stuff because every. Every woman who walks by that house <laughs> understands that, like, this is a man who's extremely over encumbered by like unfulfilled <laughs> sexual desire and frustration yes. towards every woman that he sees. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, like having a glass protected eight by eight seasonal train display, and that's just the length and width. We're not even talking about the height of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> because this tells it was you tremendous like this tells you that like this isn't the type of guy who puts the human over a fire in the front yard like that's going on in the basement yeah that's a real thing happening in yeah. the basement <laughs> this right? is, yeah, you don't you don't want to go inside this house no you don't and again this thing was the black platform which i assume housed the battery or whatever um was two feet tall and then the dis- the glass display was another four feet. You're talking about a full human height <laughs> worth of display. And I don't know how he ever got into it because I never there was a never a door or anything, and I never saw the guy working on it. But it would change. It would change. So when Christmas would roll around, it was a full model train display of some fantasy town, I suppose. Yeah. Christmas rolls around. There's a nativity scene right at the middle of it. Halloween rolls around. There's fucking Jack Skellington walking around. 
in there. It was uh, psychotic. Yeah, and I and the only thing that makes it more psychotic to me is the guy lived two blocks away from me, so I was always around the area walking around every day. I used to walk every day. <laughs> yeah, I never saw the guy working on it, which means he was working on it at night. Yeah, he's out there at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. piecing it together. Waiting, waiting. And of for course, it had sound out. effects, by yeah, the sure, way. Sure, of course. Every time you would walk by, it would go, rah, rah, train's coming, and the fucking thing would start moving. It was uh, psychotic. It was again far more unnerving than any than anybody's pet Halloween display. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that's a, a much bigger like risk indicator. You, you know what I mean? Like that's yes, that is hard. I mean, and by the way, the house was never decorated. Of course, oh, all so of was, the decoration all went in into the, the display. Okay, he was all in on Steamtown. All in, dude. All in. <laughs> I never saw the guy in my life. But you know, it's as you were saying, it's just a single man that lives there. Do, do you think he's like a burn victim? Do you think he's like a recluse? Like, do, do you think he's? I certainly like think a, he's a recluse. Yeah. Like, uh, what was uh, fuck? What was the bad guy in uh, Hannibal? The the guy who's all burned up. Uh, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I'm gonna look at him up right now yeah. just to be sure. Uh, Mason Verger, yeah. yeah. Gary Oldman was playing him. Yeah. Do you think he's like yep. that? Like he's just head to toe. Ah, uh, man, that's creepy. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't know. My image of the guy was he was always like the long bearded Appalachian looking kind of guy. Hmm. Overalls, looked yeah. like a train conductor. I always imagined. I wonder. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was. I mean, it doesn't really matter what he's wearing if he's cutting people up in the basement, but... That's true. Yeah. No, I, I don't even believe the guy would be a serial killer, ultimately. Like, in, in all honesty, I think he was far too obsessed with the train. Yeah. It's, it's stunning. And by the way, the glass was always clean, too. So he's always out there cleaning the glass. I never, I swear to God, maybe I saw him in the neighborhood, but I never saw him... At the and again, I'm just assuming it was a, a man. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. one woman who likes model trains, and I'm assuming he's an older man because of the house, because he probably killed his wife and ate her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, very unnerving. Overall, Lee, very unnerving. Not good. No, that type of stuff is much more concerning than just the the over the top uh, grotesque. You know, like Do you ever have any weirdos in your neighborhood like that? Uh, no, not not at current. Fortunately, like no, uh, as a child, as a kid, maybe. Uh, no, N no, because uh, well, I'll I'd have to explain off air, but uh, that sounds even no weirdos yeah. <laughs> in the area. <laughs> okay, well that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, I was the train guy. <laughs> <laughs> there was another guy who was a schizophrenic in the neighborhood. Again, this is Queens, so these are all attached houses. There's a shared driveway in the back, and uh, a couple people's balconies overlooking the shared driveway. Well, there's this one guy who had schizophrenia, and he would yell the N word a lot at night out loud. Um, and he would drive on his, and he would ride around on his bike and point at you and, and call you the N word. See, and I didn't stuff know like that, that. I didn't know that you grew up with Aaron. <laughs> yeah, long time family friend. Yeah, <laughs> right. long time family friend. 
Uh, I think his name was Tommy, actually. Um, and he would literally go, he would be going around the neighborhood and stuff, right? Like, um, he was an active part of the neighborhood and he would be yelling the N word at people, um, and stuff. And, uh, my, my ex-girlfriend only lived two houses away from this guy. So you could, he, we'd be hanging out in her, in her bedroom and you can hear him screaming the N word at night. <laughs> like the, I'm serious. Psycho dude, a complete psycho. This the, the gentle sounds of the N word. <laughs> No, just, I mean he would go for. I'm not kidding. 45 minutes. Oh, he'd go for like 45. Oh, minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he would go for a long time. So he meant it. And, he had uh, some conviction. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, everybody was getting it. There was no. There were uh, honest to god. There were no black people living in the neighborhood I grew up in. <laughs> it was a neighborhood intentionally designed to prevent non-white people from moving into it. Did it have like a low um, one of those low overpasses that. Mary Pete talks about correct. No, actually, yes, literally. No, actually, yes, literally. Um, it didn't have any buses that ran through it. I had to walk 15 minutes to get to the nearest bus. The nearest subway was 30 minutes away. All of the streets were designed in a, in a pattern that would prevent, uh, people who didn't know how to get into the neighborhood from getting into it. It was incredible. It was an insane design. Um, but this guy would go around, he would yell the N word at people. I don't know how he felt about black people personally, but I do know he enjoyed the word a lot. Well, the creepiest thing that he would do is he had gargoyles on his balcony and he would point the gargoyles at the people who he was upset with in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) So you'd, you'd be looking out there and the gargoyles would be pointed a different way. They never got pointed at my girlfriend's family's house. So that was a good thing. But they dreaded it. And they talked about this guy like he was. I mean, this is t- classic Queens Cope, where there's a just a psycho in the neighborhood, and everybody's like, yeah, that's the neighborhood psycho. It's very Mediterranean. It's a very Mediterranean way of kind of thinking about villages where there was like one creepy homeless guy, and everybody would yeah. be like, yeah, that's our creepy homeless guy. That's just what he does. Yeah, well, this guy like had the, a home. The, the Queens Diogenes is just. just a- <laughs> Yeah, basically, <laughs> this guy Tommy was our our Diogenes going around on his little bicycle with a basket in the front of it. By the way, never anything in the basket. He did have a dog, uh, who he obviously loved very much. Um, it was a little Yorkie. Um, I wonder what he named it. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully more original than what H.P. Lovecraft named his cat. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think that's just where I was going with it. Is I don't know. If I, I don't really. Maybe the dog ran away a few times, and he was just calling after it. <laughs> I don't know, man. That guy Tommy was a psychopath. Like probably, probably the. There was another guy in my neighborhood who was a full blown schizophrenic homeless guy, six foot five Polynesian. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, I mean, that's like a so, real problem guy. Oh, oh, yeah. So, I mean, so schizophrenic. I never once, uh, in the many times of passing him, never once felt that he felt my presence when I had to walk by him. Just mm. totally out of it, wandering around all the time. I don't know how it happened, but yeah, he. They, we had a few a few psychos in the neighborhood now that I think about it, which I think is fine. You know, I think that builds some character. Certainly gives me something to talk about on this show. Well, it it creates like a, uh, you know, like a a situational awareness for kids. You know, yeah. Where, where it's like, you know, I wonder. Uh, when I was a kid, um, I lived on an island. I won't say where, but 
and there was a <laughs> immediately I immediately went to Little Saint James. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was in in U.S. territory. Uh, you know, so I, so I lived on an island, and uh, for the first first couple years, and uh, yeah, uh, when I was like five, maybe six, uh, there was a guy, another yeller, who uh, <laughs> the, the old yeller. <laughs> well. You know what I th- I think I don't know that this phenomenon exists in 2022 because because I would be five six years old walking down uh, like a dirt path with uh, you know my brother and you could hear this guy just absolutely going ape shit from the porch of his stilt house and he would just be screaming about God knows what and. Uh, you know, profanity, racism, the whole nine yards. And my parents were just like, yeah, you know, look, just, just never go over there. Just, just stay away from it. Like you got, you know, yep. just, just don't go over there. And yep. it was, uh, you wouldn't see that today. Like that type of parenting is gone. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And, and maybe we're worse for it. And I'm not saying that I'm, an exception to this, I would, I would never tell my kids like, Hey, if you see this screaming guy going insane, just, yeah, just stay away. You know, I would just, you know, I, I would simply not let my kids be around a schizophrenic guy. Uh, so maybe, uh, I'm wrong for that. Maybe that is some sort of like primitive sorting mechanism because like, you I know, think by about the age of 14, you can start to expose them to schizophrenic homeless people. Yeah, from a I'm, distance at first. Yeah, I'm talking more. And about, it also depends on the locality. Of yeah, course. I'm, t- I'm talking more about like you know younger kids, but kids have a yeah uh, have a pretty good built-in sense of um, uh, freaks. Like this is like there is no more. Yeah. Um, there's no more accurate bullying on Earth than like the bullying of like a fifth and sixth grade class, right? Like yeah, fifth graders yeah. can, uh, for better or for worse by default find the thing that is doesn't fit in with the group right yep it this this is why uh you know sixth graders understand like who the gay kids are and who the poor kids are yep and this doesn't start them out quick this behavior doesn't start getting modified until progressivism is introduced in high school then it becomes like you know things go off the rails but little kids have a pretty good understanding like i remember being young and just thinking to myself like yeah i don't i don't want to go over there like there's obviously something wrong with this guy like this this guy does not behave uh you know like my parents or like you know family friends and stuff mm-hmm. you know there's just no desire to go see what this guy's yelling about i would imagine you probably never had any desire to go see what tommy was looking for <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't know, man. It guy always fucking freaked me out a lot. I uh, I never told my parents about Tommy, but I'm sure now I should actually message them and be like, hey, you remember that guy, crazy guy who would ride a bike and yell the N-word at people around the neighborhood? Never yeah. told him. I, I, it's amazing, you know, if I think about it, how little I've ever talked to my parents, <laughs> like, after a certain age, because everything I experienced was stuff where I was like, I'm just going to worry him if I tell him about this. Yeah, that's an interesting... <laughs> That's an interesting phenomenon because I, I took that approach too. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife is the opposite. Like when I met my wife and like, uh, 
you know, you get to meet people's families and stuff like that as things get serious. And well, your wife just tells her parents yeah, just, literally yeah, everything she, she that happens. Talk to her parents about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's like, a like, that is a feminine trait, dude. For for me, like I could have the best or the worst day of my life, and as soon as I yeah, walked through the door know. as a tenth yep. grader, if my mom was like, "How's your day?" I'd be like, "That's fine." It's fine. <laughs> just, yep. just the end. It's fine. Yeah, because you don't want because you know what's coming if you go, man, it sucked. Yeah. Then the next thing goes is, well, here's how you we can help. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I I know what would help. I know what it what wouldn't help. The day was fine. It's uh, it is that's I'm an amazing thought to be honest with you. Yeah, women do be chatting with their parents like about everything. I, I I'll tell my girlfriend something in five minutes. Her mother knows about it every time. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, no, keeping uh. Just keeping stuff, you know, just like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Rumors. Well, that's why they don't, you know, I was going to, wait, no, that's not true. I was going to say, that's why they don't get chopped up by schizophrenics a bunch, but they most certainly are getting chopped up by schizophrenics much at a faster rate, rate than yeah, men. Much, yeah, much higher rate, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, a trait. Uh, I don't know if it's a survival trait or a matter of trusting. You, I, you, I don't think, I really have to say, you haven't lived the full experience until you've had a guy like Tommy in the neighborhood. <laughs> and that's why TLE has Aaron on it for all those kids who didn't grow up with a Tommy in their neighborhood. We strive to kind of allow people to live out what it was like to have Tommy in the neighborhood, basically. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, people have to, it's important that people see people who are crazy and weird and understand that you know you don't have to be mean to them, but you should definitely avoid them. No, you should definitely ne- yeah, never interact with them at all. Right? Yeah, do everything you can to pass them by. I'm I'm infinitely fascinated by the neighborhood schizophrenic, um, but that would be until, of course, I'm handless and my hands are being used on a display for somebody, <laughs> um, and the rest of me is rotting somewhere in a basement. <laughs> Yeah, so. Yeah. You know. Well, um, happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Um, Yeah, happy Halloween. Um, I I love the costume. I'm going to have to change. Uh, It's my time to do candy duty. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I hoped uh, to make this Halloween special 45 minutes long. Uh, It appears it's going to be a little longer than that. So we'll see. uh, by the end of this thing how long it is but i appreciate you contributing to it lee it's been great to have you on Always do you want to give any final words uh to the listeners before we um go into a, another spooky segment no okay cool uh boo everybody all right welcome back from the break everyone we've got a segment that should be pretty good here it is me Car camp it and pause to talk to you about how do you pronounce his name? Do you think it's Schaffer or Schaefer? I'm assuming it's I'm assuming it's Schaefer personally. Okay. I suppose I don't know it for a fact because I don't trust the media to report on these things and consequently I'm not exposed to news coverage of these events, but Well, there was a mysterious disappearance. We don't even really know what the end result of the disappearance was, I don't believe. 
several years back. And uh, as we kind of move through the story here, you may begin to notice that it takes a familiar form. A familiar form of several other disappearances across the United States over the last two, three decades. Because I'm not entirely sure we've done an episode proper on that broad theme, which I don't want to mention until we get to it. Um, So Brian Schaefer is a young-ish white male. uh, 23, 24, I think? College age, yep. Okay, so maybe 21, 22. And uh, my understanding was he had gone out to a bar, and this was in, was this in, like, Cleveland? Columbus. Columbus, okay. I knew it was Ohio. He had gone out uh, to a bar, I believe, to celebrate the ending of exams or maybe uh, the beginning of spring break. It was uh, some... the night before spring break began. Yep. Okay, okay. Which is, you know, that's a pretty big ritual in college. You're about to get a week off and uh, maybe you'd be traveling to a, a warmer climb. And so you want to get a, a night of drinking in at your local, local watering hole before shoving off to sunnier pastures which sounds about like what he did. Um, Over the course of the night, he was accompanied by various people. They will come into play. But, Paz, do you want to give us an intro of uh, the beginning of this man's night? Well, I suppose I really have to ask, at the risk of ruining Flo, what do you mean by beginning of the night? He's with two very good friends of his, and they're just having a good time at a bar downtown. That's true. What could possibly go wrong? We've all been out drinking with our friends. Absolutely. I guess uh, maybe we can jump forward a little bit in the in the story, and then we can jump back. Uh, I believe that Brian, several days later, when he was set to go on a trip, a uh, spring break trip, failed to turn up, and it might have been the next day. The next day, he missed a flight. Right. He was headed and, to Miami. Never made yep. it. Yep. And he was headed to Miami with his girlfriend, right? That seems correct, yes, upon my recollection. So, uh, he... Yeah, he he has, at least from my reading, he had a general reputation for being somewhat responsible. He's not the type of person that, uh, it sounds like, would have missed a flight. I mean, it happens to the best of us, you know, certain circumstances arise, but it's not uh, something that he would be perceived to have routinely done. It was out of the ordinary behavior, um, and he was set to go, as I said, I believe with his girlfriend. So you would think that he would have motivation to be there, uh, uh, to, to go take a, a vacation, celebrate a little bit of break from studies, and failed to make it, um, which then sparked a little bit of a search, first internally amongst friends and family and then it uh began to involve more and more parties um so i guess let's go back to the night at the bar um there is a little bit of evidence and evidence may not even be the right word because it was basically false evidence or it was evidence that failed to provide any clarity uh but did you read about um, there the 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 piecing together of the night by parties involved. Yeah, well, so the interesting thing is, by the time they finally got to looking for him, 
he had been separated from his two buddies that he was out drinking with, right? Right. So as they're trying to piece the night back together, eventually, with help from the Leos, they were able to use security cam footage as the part of town the bar was in was sort of on a downhill slide at the time. So they know he went outside with his friends. Who's to say to do what? Maybe they were getting some fresh air. Maybe they were having a cigarette. Maybe they were even thinking about going to a different venue. But what matters ultimately is that they didn't. They're hanging out. They get separated. His two friends go back inside, thinking presumably he was right behind them. Crash forward, what was it? A time span of 20, 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. It's getting near closing time, and one of the cams catches him speaking to two unidentified females. He's never seen again. His friends come out of the bar... They still can't find him. Oh, he must have left early without telling us. Now, that might seem odd to some people, but it's perfectly plausible because his mother had died, what was it, two weeks before this? I forgot about that. The alcohol got to him. He wanted some time alone. He decided to take a walk. His apartment is six blocks away. It must be fine. It's okay that we don't know where he's at. And, and to add to that, do you remember what year this happened in? 2006, I believe. Okay. That's so for, for those uh, younger listeners that may be unfamiliar, um, you know, I was in college in 2006 um, and this era, and it was very, very routine to not have a phone on you. Um, cell phones were around, but a lot of times they didn't work. They ran out of batteries and you just didn't, it, it just wasn't a, as an integral part of the culture yet to always be available and have your phone on you. Um, and so you would, when you went out to the bars, a lot of times you would just make plans like, okay, I got to be at, uh, X bar at 1130. Cause I, I'm meeting my other friends over there, uh, meeting this girl that I'm talking to over there, so on and so forth. And a lot of times back, back in those days, you just, people would kind of leave. And like, if somebody was in the bathroom, you'd miss them or you were a little bit drunk and you just kind of Irish goodbye it. It was not a, uh, at least in my friend group and in my town, it was not a unusual thing to be, to look around after, you know, finishing a beer and going back f- for another one to, to look around and be like, Oh, you know, such and such must've left must've bounced, uh, to go, you know, over to this other bar that we like, maybe we'll head over there in a little bit, see if he's over there. Um, so that, that in itself to me, um, at least during that era, would not have been terribly uncommon, um, especially in the bar scene or in the, in the college scene where there's a lot, there's often a lot of cheap bars around that you just kind of hop around to and see who you see. So, um, yeah, you know, that's just how college towns are set up, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was where I went to school. You know, it, when you went downtown, uh, you know, it would, it would be very rare to stay at the same bar all night. You would, go have a couple drinks, hit, you know, hit up the, and, and a lot of times you were hopping, looking for specials. Cause a lot of times they'd have happy hours that started and ended at different times. And, uh, and you just kind of made it known like, Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be bouncing here around 11 to go catch, you know, such and such happy hour and go see so-and-so. And, you know, if you ran into somebody later that evening, you ran into them, but likely you weren't going to be texting them and likely you weren't going to be calling them. Uh, well, I don't want to say likely, but I do want to say like, it, it was completely common to, to just, not be reachable like you to just it, be done with each other for the night unless you were going together right yep exactly so 
this gentleman, I guess, uh, Irish goodbyes, maybe, um, maybe something a little bit more sinister, but his friends, uh, as you said, see, are seen on the security cam that is looking down at the bar from maybe a utility pole, um, outside the bar. Uh, and the two friends are seen leaving and he is never seen leaving is my recollection. That's correct. He's never seen leaving because he was never seen re-entering after speaking with the two women, but nor is he seen walking away with them. A pan, a second camera, a panning camera catches him talking to them. And then the three of them disappear by the next time the camera passes back. Now, I, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I thought that the last known bit of evidence, whether verbal or camera-wise, was that he was in the bar and nobody ever saw him exit. Are you saying that the cameras saw him outside and walk away? No, nobody saw him walk away. The last, last interaction was at 155, literally right before close, when he's speaking to the two women outside. Okay. Okay, so, uh, and then it's never confirmed that he re-enters? That's correct, right. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So then, so then... um, Though, to be clear, you know, some of the speculation is that, well, he could have, and he pulled a hat on, or he could have, and then threw a jacket on. But that doesn't explain why his friends couldn't find him, obviously. Right. I I mean, this is where this, and from all of my reading, this is kind of where this thing goes cold because you have to assume, you have to make assumptions in order to make guesses at what happened. And in order to do so, you know, you kind of have to size up his prior behavior. Um, Now, granted, the the mother dying several weeks prior, that definitely adds in a little bit of... uh, um, turmoil. Um, but it, my, my understanding of the guy was that he would not be the type of guy to think, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think to be like, Oh, I don't want anybody to know where I am. So I'm going to go reenter the bar or put a hat on and exit or, or, or something like that. There, there, there doesn't appear to be a reason why he would want to drop off the map. I mean, for, by, by all reading, by all accounts, I mean, Sounds like he had a girlfriend that he was close enough with. They wanted to go to Miami. I think he was pre-med. Um, you know, things seemed to be going fairly well. I mean, obviously his mother dying, I'm sure, was was not a, a good stabilizing factor for him. But, um, you know, the reality is that we all kind of deal with death and and that would be, seems, would seemingly would be a strange way to, of dealing with it. Um, so... Uh, is there anything else from that night that we want to cover? Well, I don't hardly think there is, right? I mean, as you said, this is just the beginning of it, as strange as it is. Yeah. You know, and the fascination, the reason this is an enduring mystery is because there's nothing more to work with, people. We're not glossing over anything here. I haven't skipped anything. Carr hasn't skipped anything. There's nothing more to this. He was there, then he wasn't. So I guess the next day he misses his flight and then informally the search begins. Uh, First, among family members, um, you know, 
hey, saying, hey, uh, I, if I remember correctly, I think his girlfriend showed up for the flight and he didn't. And that was very unlike him. And so that prompted her to start contacting friends and start contacting um, parents and family. And that then proceeded to turn up no further evidence. Um, so it, as the search informal and formal proceeded and, and eventually, eventually police were called in, my recollection is that uh, ultimately the, the, the search focused on the two male friends that he had gone out drinking with. Um, and they at least initially were, were receptive to questioning, but over time, uh, began to refuse any further questioning by police. Well, this is the very common sort of deal in exactly this sort of situation where the cops will initially just go with the, the story. You know, they're, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and mm -hmm. assume they're trying to be helpful. But as time goes on and on, they just start assuming that whoever reported it must have done it. Right. Because they want their man more than they want to get to the bottom of anything. Right. So, uh, I, 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 I suppose they, they began questioning and, and, and the, the long and short of it is they achieved no further clarity on exactly what happened. They were left in exactly the same spot that people were left with, you know, at the day before and two days before, you know, and so on. Uh, and that is that Brian, uh, Schaefer entered the bar, um, was last seen, I guess, talking to the, those two women, um, he split up with his two friend, two guy friends that he had gone out drinking with and, uh, and was last seen on that camera. We don't know, um, if he had exited the bar in disguise, um, or maybe some back door, but I, I think in the, the bar owners were, were, were questioned and said, you know, that would have been really difficult for someone to, um, get through to the back door and get out without being seen. And, you know, for example, the bar that I worked at in college, um, I was a cook and you would, ha you would have had to go through the kitchen and there's no way, you know, there's no way you would have gone through the kitchen without the cooks seeing you. And that would have been bizarre to have to see something, not that it didn't happen because people got drunk and went down or the wrong way. Um, but, uh, you know, we would, we, in that scenario, I don't know how theirs is laid out, but we would have seen it. Um, unless well, the other know, thing that they made a point of saying is that there was construction going on outside of their service store. So while it's not that uh, the person couldn't have theoretically okay. used it, they would have made a massive commotion trying to get through it in the middle of the night, you know, at 2 a.m. Right. right, right, right. That's right. I forgot about that element. So, so the case was left cold and, um, over the course of the years, there have been uh, more and more, I call them freelance investigators, uh, people that, that have uh, interest in these sorts of files um, and these sorts of cases. There, there was nothing further um, that was found out. In other words, we don't really know what happened to Brian Schaefer. We don't know if he's alive. We don't know if he is somewhere else under a different name. We don't know uh, if he... Uh, you know, was, was, was murdered, committed suicide. Um, all we know is that he, Brian Schaefer that we knew the day before is no longer the Brian Schaefer uh, of today. I mean, it, 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 whether it be a change in identity, whether it be um, 
uh, fleeing the country or something like that, or or uh, something more uh, sinister on the part of another human being, we we just don't know. Um, and so, or to that point, you know, there's even accusations he might have just gone off and killed himself. Right. Which, you know, clearly he was under quite a bit of stress in his personal life, but that's not a super typical response. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any more sense than literally anything else. Right. Yeah. And so what you're, what you're kind of left with is a lot of kind of bad guesses. I mean, you know, that guess is as good as anything else, but it's not a very good one in my opinion. Not that it couldn't be the case, but it just doesn't feel right. Um, so then, as this uh, story grows some legs on the internet, which just keep in mind, this was the, the kind of the burgeoning days of the internet uh, as, as a more popular medium. Uh, it was connected. the internet as we know it today, right? You're saying it, yes, exactly. It was not the 1990s internet. It was not. Uh, you know, it, it was it was the the available, immediately available, and participatory internet uh, that we kind of know today. Um, so as this gains traction, a little bit of traction on, in, in various online communities, this uh, has been postulated to be linked to a series of murders across the or well, disappearances and I, maybe murders. I mean, probably murders across the uh many of them are murders yeah yeah across the north american continent all of which have very similar signatures and that is that they include often young white college-age men um going missing often near bodies of water uh and then their bodies turning up almost always near some sort of graffitied artifact or monument. And that graffiti always bears a similar uh, form. Do you want to begin linking this in? In the mid and late aughts, there was a significant rash of disappearances of white college dudes. And it's not just necessarily that, but on top of that, they were often very fit in legitimate academic programs like pre-med, pre-law. They were on their college sports teams. These weren't schlubs and scrubs disappearing. This was the cream of the crop. They would disappear from the groups they were with because another key thread here is that they were always out with groups and they would turn up dead in or near significant bodies of water. This happened in several different places in Ohio. There was a rash of them near me in La Crosse, Wisconsin. There was one reported out in Boston and there have been several others. And as Carr was alluding to, There was not just this similar victim typography, but there was also a smiley face at or near, oh, it must have been about three quarters of them. The smiley face was not actually universal, but the fact that this symbol kept cropping up in conjunction with all of these things 
led retired New York detectives Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte, as well as criminal justice professor and gang activity expert Lee Gilbertson, to advance the theory that these were connected by a network or at least a group of individuals. This came to be known as the Smiley Face Killer Theory, or Smiley Face Killers. Now, what's interesting about this is that they, of course, have been poo-pooed and ridiculed about this, and no one wants to make anything more of it. But given what we know about serial killer activity, we know that it is not uncommon for serial killers to operate in pairs. We know that it is not uncommon for them to be able to pick out, find, and cooperate with other killers, such as the, oh, what was the name of the one in California? The Freeway Killer? Mm -hmm. Strangled something like 40 people with the help of an accomplice? So we know these people can organize. We know that they can identify each other. And we know that there is any number, possibly in the thousands, of active serial killers that have not been identified, let alone captured. So that's where this really starts to get weird, right, Carr? Yeah, because oh yeah. this is exactly the time frame this was all happening. Correct. It is exactly the right type of victim. It happened in the same exact, and I mean exact, manner of the rest of these, where someone was separated from a group and literally never seen again. The only thing that makes this particular case different than every other one in the series is this is the only body that never turned up. Yeah. Yep. And that is, to me, one of the more bizarre aspects of it. And it makes it a little bit more, um, I don't know what the correct word is, but it, it, keeps questions alive because you continually have to ask the question of did he disappear or did he want to disappear? And we just don't know. But at the same time, how can we even really even ask, did he want to disappear? You know, you go back to what was known about his character, what was known about his friends and family. And it's not that people can't just snap, but it's that people don't. Right. People yeah. don't just snap like that without something truly above and beyond. And if you're showing that level of distress, you're going to be showing it in a way that your family, your friends, your significant others will see. Right. You can't escalate to that level out of nowhere. No, that's true. That's true. Um, it, it's it. it uh, to me, I uh, agree 100% with you. I'm just, uh, if you were a detective on the case, I just, I, it's hard. It makes it harder to rule that out, even though it does seem very, very unlikely, but unlike all the other smiley face killers, you know, again, he didn't turn up murdered. Um, doesn't mean it didn't happen. Uh, it just means we don't have confirmation. Um, so it just makes it a little bit more, uh, difficult. Um, so what, a what maybe, maybe launching off of that, 
what are your thoughts? I mean, what, what do you, what do you think, uh, is in the running here for, for what actually happened? Do you think this could possibly be a smiley face killer and we just did not ever find the body? Well, yeah, I, I frankly do think that's actually the most likely answer here. 2006 would have been right before, you know, right in the beginning stages of the real rash of these disappearances. Mm -hmm. And they only really started to pick up heat and frequency in 2007, 2008, 2009. And it wasn't until 2010 when they finally started to taper off. So, you know, it, this may not fit conventional serial killer theory as it's understood by the criminology field. But at the same time, if you speak with an honest one, they'll tell you that they don't know all that much about serial killer behavior. And they can only build their patterns and profiles mm -hmm. based on the ones they've successfully caught. And we know that they have operated in pairs and that they have the ability to organize in networks. And that they are able to, they have hunting territories, for God's sake. And even the FBI can admit to that because of their highway serial killer project. They know that certain profiles are cropping up missing in certain areas. You know, I'm not saying that they've literally made a map of that sort of thing, but they should. So with all that in mind, it strikes me as entirely plausible that the killer or killers or the node of the network that was in that particular area had a particular style or was still developing their particular style. And as a result of that, that's why the body was never found. You know, we know the preferences of these sort of serial killers are shaped over time. Well, if this was at the very beginning, perhaps they hadn't sufficiently developed the exposition, the exhibitionism of wanting the bodies to be seen yet. Mm. If every other thing matches, you can make an allowance for one discrepancy. Yeah. Right? I think so. At least more so than inventing new theories out of whole cloth about disappearing to Mexico or Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I I think I agree with you, and the you know, and then there's also the 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 very seemingly not unlikely possibility that they did want the body found, but it just didn't work. Um, they, uh, you know, I think with some of these killings, the the body is found in a body of water, and it's essentially by chance. I mean, maybe there there's ways to stack the, the odds in your favor, but um, wasn't there one up in New York where like they basically just dug the body out of a lake? And it, I mean, that, that seems like a crapshoot. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. And to that point, you're right. I think that any number of the bodies are probably manipulated in such a way as to increase the odds of them being found, because at least the instances here in La Crosse you know, if you toss a dead body out in the Mississippi, if you dump it right, nobody's going to find it unless you want it to be found. So you got to leave it right. in the shallows or in a side channel or somewhere where you know it's going to catch on something and come back to the shore. You can make them disappear if you want to. And conversely, if you want it to be found, you can ensure that it is. 
Absolutely. Well, is there, uh, is there anything else we'd like to convey here? I mean, this, this, uh, this search is ongoing. Um, I, I don't know if it's being officially investigated in any active capacity by law enforcement, but there's certainly online groups that, uh, uh, you know, in my reading look, appear to be still somewhat active or at least interested. Um, and I don't blame them. It's a pretty fascinating case. Uh, it's a tragedy, obviously. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, th these sorts of things are, are mysterious and there's a human urge to solve them. And, uh, with the internet coming around, uh, in, in its current form during the era of the smiley face killer, it, it made for, uh, rife fodder for internet groups to, uh, to form and, and, and exercise the crowdsourcing of, uh, that, that we know today are around these types of things. Well, in terms of what you're saying, Gannon and Duarte, at least, I don't know about Dr. Gilbertson. They are, they've made it their post career career to be and continue looking into these things. Oh, wow. As recently as 2017, they were actively petitioning the FBI to reopen a criminal investigation into Schaefer specifically and their smiley face theory more broadly. Now, obviously, that didn't happen, or if it did, it was buried, though I'm inclined to say it probably just didn't happen, given the FBI being what they are. So you said that they opened, that they were petitioning to open a criminal investigation on Schaefer himself? No, on the grounds that he was murdered. Ah, okay. They were okay. petitioning the FBI to reopen the investigation specifically as a homicide. Sheesh. Well... This and and many others remain unsolved. Did they did they ever actually catch any smiley face killer? No, nope. Whew. Man, though I I will say this: um, because there was never really a pattern like that before, and there hasn't been another rash or outburst or flap of them since. I tend to think that whatever network. And I do believe the smiley face phenomena was a network probably facilitated by that sort of early popular internet communication technology, probably just disbanded, right? They all developed the mm -hmm. kill confidence and the style enough that they began to do their own things. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's like an interesting aspect of the dynamics of the serial killers, uh, themselves, you know, developing and, and, uh, but thinking about the smiley face killings as a launch point or, or like a junior college, if you will, a, a, a training ground, uh, to then go on and, and I mean, it's as grim as, as it is master your craft. I mean, it, it's, uh, truly frightening <laughs> particularly you know um being you know having been a, co a college age white dude at, at the at that time you, you just uh i didn't know about it at the time it, it never uh made the news or, made, or it never came across my bow at, at, when i was of that age but it's certainly um certainly chilling now one more thing something that i think you could think about as being even more horrifying is this consideration. What if it was a network, but whatever reason they were doing it was fulfilled? What if it was a circumstance of shutting down because it was mission accomplished? Ooh. 
okay. What do you go on? I mean, that's that is chilling. What what is what was the mission? Well, I'm saying, what if someone at the center of this needed a specific number of bodies or needed a certain number of lives to be taken in service of some goal or calling or perhaps entity? What if the smiley face drownings was occult ritual carried out across the nation for the purpose of obfuscating the actual intent behind it. Oh, yeah, that is chilling. <laughs> and and it's not something that I had considered prior, but that is uh that is a chilling prospect. Um and it and as unlikely as it may seem on the surface, uh it certainly fits the bounds of the actions. Um you know, a, a relatively prompt beginning a relatively prompt ending uh, and no further information known and no, and, and no real like motive was ever really understood for any of these. It was not like people were being kidnapped who were involved in the sorts of CD activities that would uh, lead to development of enemies any, uh, you know, outside of a standard deviation of normal behavior. Um, these were all relatively. They were honor roll team captain students. Yeah. Every single one of them. Right. Yeah. That's a, that is a really chilling prospect. I, I will concur with that. Mm. Well, pause. Uh, or we should probably should keep it a little bit brief because we, have a lot to go here. Um, is there anything else we want to add to this uh, before we go to break and, and bring on the next segment? Yeah, one last thing I just throw in for the longtime listeners. You may remember that I once accused the smiley face killers of being a Dionysian cult. I stand by that. Watch your six if you're white and in college. Hmm. All right. Well, with that. We will leave you and we'll see you on the other side. Oh, man. Well, it's spooky season, guys. <laughs> you got a crazy voice right now, dude. Do you ever think about recording with this voice? Um, it's like it's a uh, mythical yeah, it's it it's almost, broad, it's broadcast radio quality. Yeah, it's like you sound like you're um, from the '60s. <laughs> well, it's literally this is the first time I've well, actually, I called up to order food, um, so this is the second time that I've talked. Three of the cumbergers woken up. <laughs> so I haven't cleared my as the episode progresses and I start like clearing my throat, then I look at to the normal terrible. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Hey, this is Rallo. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to it. Yeah, but right now you, you could get chicks with that voice. That voice is very iconic that you have right there. All right. Well, maybe yeah, it's I not like even it. Rallo talking. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Well, we, we'll have to ask you a few questions that only we won't Rallo discount would know. that possibility. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, it's it's the season. Um, we're back. Spooky season continues. The Halloween episode. 
It continues, and it, though it doesn't really feel like Halloween, I do wish you gentlemen a fine Halloween. Um, how has your season been uh, in, in, in as far as uh, fulfilling the Halloween needs? Because like I was saying, for me, it's just it's not really there. Yeah, I've just been working at night for that 12 hours. Like fun. And sleeping yeah, all day. Just wake up, <laughs> go to work. I've been going to the gym after work, and then I come back Are to the hotel. Oh, my God. Good for you, man. I I could not do the gym after a 12-hour overnight shift. Good on you. It's you I am not there? a morning gym person. Um, I well, the other thing is normally when I do have 12 hour shifts, when I'm like at home, yeah, I don't go to the gym because I got stuff to do when I'm at home. Yeah. Uh, but here I, it's kind of like a Howard do. Stern voice. I'm listening to you talk more. <laughs> it kind of sounds a little bit like Howard Stern. This, <laughs> I'm really this. You need to record with this voice right, a yeah. lot well, more. My I'll man. see if Slappy can work, work his schedule into uh, whenever I wake up. See if you yeah. can get an interview with Kanye West with that voice. <laughs> it seems like everybody's getting interviews with him. I feel like you guys could he's, be up. He's got a lot to say. So can yeah, we talk about Kanye? Keep, let's talk. Of, yeah, sure. Why not? No, I don't because, care. Like, uh, you know, this is we're recording this obviously before Halloween, but something tells me he hasn't stopped by Halloween. Mm-hmm, so, right. yeah, that's probably still a relevant thing to talk about. Yeah. I just don't care. Like... I haven't really listened. I heard the one thing where he was on. There was a clip where he was on Piers Morgan's show. And the one clip I saw was he just says, Piers, could you just stop asking me retarded questions? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he later amazing. apologized. I believe in that interview. I watched the interview. He later apologized for using the term. Really? Um, yeah, but he used it w- again, I think, <laughs> when, when he apologized. I'm pretty sure. I, I could be wrong about that, but I've, he's really been getting all the airtime he wants, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just haven't it's been, been paying great attention. For the, show. I, the most I've heard was your last episode of talking about like the Jewish stuff. I haven't heard anything. Ew, because... you're one of our listeners. Ew, Do you use Spotify? <laughs> Do you use Spotify to listen to our (laughs) program? I just, when I, when I go to work, I leave my phone in my desk Mm -hmm. and I just have it on repeat on Spotify. (laughs) All right. I need you to do that with a different service. No, it's very important. No, we like our Spotify users. We also like that the consequence of having so many Spotify users Prevents Aaron from making me have to edit episodes. <laughs> Cock. We're very pleased by it. Uh, I am noticing with the working out, you know, this voice might be part of the working out. Maybe you're having a little bit of a... Um, maybe your volleyballs are distended. Have mm, you ever considered could that? Could be. We'll have to have uh, the volleyball expert check. <laughs> well, he's downstairs at the door doing candy for the night. Unfortunately, um, we, we don't have a testosterone expert on hand at the moment. We don't. We don't. We'll have to find one. Plenty of estrogen experts, though. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, I, I, speaking of the gym, I, I don't want to railroad whatever you're going to talk about, but I have something even more controversial to say than about uh, whatever we could talk about with Kanye West. I don't. Okay, go ahead. Let's do it. 
So I haven't, I have a gym membership where I live and I've been, after COVID, I stopped going or during COVID, I stopped going because I didn't want to wear a mask there. So I was just working out at home and stuff. So my return to the gym now, um, like, I don't know if I just never noticed it as much before. I don't know why I'm noticing it now, but like women, a lot, not all of them, obviously. I knew this was going to be about women. For some reason, I immediately already knew women were going to be included. Please but keep going. But they're basically wearing underwear at the gym. Yeah. Oh, wow. Welcome to the fucking 21st century. I know. I know. I don't know why this has just been like, <laughs> I've been like, what in the world's Rallo, going on here? Rallo looks up and goes, there's little bright things in, this, in the sky at night. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, they're basically wearing underwear, my man. Right. And they it's, are. I don't know. They're basically wearing underwear. I don't. Want, I don't. I don't like it. You're not going out in your underwear. No, I am, but I'm a dude, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because no one actually do wants you, to see that. Maybe you've got to do what your trajectory has always been and attend a male-only gym where they all only wear underwear or less. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to only wear the uh, the spandex halter top and and boy shorts. Uh huh. You got to and your bralet. Right. Keep everything in place. Yep. Yeah. I. Uh, well, there certainly is a costume there. Um, well, it's because it's. I like. Um. I think I'm a social person, and when I'm walking around interacting <laughs> you with think people, that? I like to make eye contact <laughs> and smile and nod. When the way that like, a challenging gorilla does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but when, like, you know, you feel like you need to keep your head like looking at your feet. Because you don't want to... You will get in a lot of trouble if you are seen seeing. Yeah. Yes. You're right about that. So your concern, Rollo, is you feel that your your movement is being restricted uh, because whether or not you're going to be peeping, you, you can't place your head in any comfortable places because it would look like you were peeping. Is that the... Yeah. It's It's like, I don't think it's good for people to be in in a place where there's a lot of opportunity to interact with people not that you have to interact with you at the gym i get it when you're at the gym a lot of people including me like want to work out not there to socialize and everything but i don't think it's healthy for anyone to feel like you have to you know not have any social interaction at all that you have to like look at your feet when you're going around and avoid which is terrible for your airflow for your body yeah I, I don't think it's healthy no, it's I feel not. weird. I don't like it. I was doing it for so a little let me bit. Ask and a, after... Let me ask a related question. I want to know your feelings on a subject matter. You're doing, you're about to deadlift. You know, you're getting ready, doing your thing. And, uh, you know, as you're glancing and you see just um, an Amazon like man, uh, ripped, hairy, and, you know, he's only wearing a Speedo, and you're getting uh, a, a Mount Rushmore-style view of the product. Are you as distracted by that? Oh, yeah. This isn't a sex-based criticism. This is a titillation problem on yeah, your Yeah, there's part something wild any... happening in front of me. Yes, it's going to be distracting. Right. Well, it's and funny. If you see the other a big day, wild sausage. You're gonna say you're you're like a bit distracted by that. You'd say you want to. You're staring or a little bit. Well, I have a, an actual example of this. 
the other morning, uh, usually there's, I, I go there at like around five 30 in the morning and, um, there's usually maybe a half a dozen people in there during the week, but on the weekends, it's like, maybe there's one or two other people. So I think it was Saturday I go in and as I'm walking through, there is a dude now he's taller than five, nine, but just like absolute ripped monster, uh-huh. just wearing a speedo, basically uh-huh. no shirt. Uh-huh. And I guess he got done a set (laughs) and he's going like, but I walk in and he, you know, he's bronzed, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. Of course. And I walk in and I see that. This is like a fantasy or this is not a real story. (laughs) (laughs) I just just walk. I look at that and just like, uh, I just walk straight through and turn the corner into the other room. So (laughs) I didn't have to see him. Wow. Okay. Well. Uh, also, Slappy, feel free to uh, take your shoes off, <laughs> have a seat on the couch. Um, we're talking about kind of what Rallo's weekend was like. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. So a bronzed, nearly nude man was mm. so distracting to you that you couldn't work out. And so you, you were just, I'm just trying to show here that you aren't a. Um, you aren't playing sides here. You just, you know, it's a general concern with safety in the workout place, right? That's what we're dealing with here. Yeah, you can't, you can't be doing uh, um, dumbbell presses and have him walk mm-hmm. by and then you drop the dumbbell. <laughs> yeah, you your drop face. your dumbbells right on your uh, something. Yeah, anywhere. Uh huh. Well, okay. What do we? Where's our? Where's we go? Where's our topic sheet? Where'd the topic sheet go? Yeah, Did you sit our... on the topic sheet? You have to remember, anytime you invite me on this show, I, I come to punish you. Uh, you come? <laughs> <laughs> to live. Okay. How you doing, Slappy? I'm well. How are you? I am good. Does it feel like Halloween to you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really? Are you okay. just saying that because you have to? I'm on a Halloween show, aren't I? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, feel like Halloween this year. No, something, no something. I have a million things going on in my life outside of my podcasting. So, yeah, Do no, you? I didn't even realize. Yeah, we just had a baby. Wow. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Well, congrats, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Which is why I was late. I, I you know, did I you just finish having it? Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, did you I cut the umbilical right cord in. off yourself yet? Um, <laughs> no, that's still, still on. I just had to get up here to the show. Thank you. We we'll appreciate um, that. So that yeah. wasn't so that what I'm looking at is not a costume. That's, that's great. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's just me being me. Yeah. That's just you. That's just you. There's a little too much of you being you, I would say, in that case. But that's fine. That's all right. Um, well, welcome into the Halloween special. Uh, a very special day it is, though it doesn't feel that way. I'm thinking about maybe canceling Halloween for next year. I've had enough. Um, yeah, I've I've had enough of it. Yeah. Um, now that we all yeah. have like jobs and careers and wives and girlfriends, it was a different time it four was years ago. Time. Four years ago, when nobody had anything going on. No, nothing. It's like everybody has a lot more going on thanks to price inflation and crime, the COVID lockdowns. Wait, how how long ago was it when you guys did that fourteen hour episode? Seven and a half years ago, it feels like. I have no yeah. idea. It has to be about three years ago. Yeah, three or four yeah. years ago. Three or four years. It's, it's been definitely a long pre-COVID. time. It's definitely pre-COVID. 
Oh yeah. I think COVID I was still wasn't even a thought in Mr. Fauci's mind when we started this show, and they probably, in some ways, you started the virus to kind of shut us down, to disrupt the show for sure. Yeah, which it didn't happen because none of us died. We had a death pool for COVID. That's spooky, right? We had a death pool not too long ago um, on who would die of COVID first, and none of us ever died from it. Big surprise. So you know, it is how it is. But that yeah, was the crack the smoke past. kept the uh, spike proteins out. That's what they had said. Yep. That's what they had said. I wonder if people are going as COVID for Halloween. Do you think that's funny yet to generally people? Or do you think, where are we at with that? Because did you hear they ended COVID? It, that's over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just so done with it all. That You are really tapping out. With COVID. Yeah, but aren't well, you a little bit angry? At, like, everything that happened? Yeah, but, like, my expectations of people over the last yeah. two years, regardless of, co- like, with COVID and, and with everything else going on, it's just dropped through the floor so much. That's what like, I meant by tapping yeah. out, by the way, is there's a general, what do they call it, a, um, uh, a, a dislike of mankind, Rollo, that's <laughs> developed yeah. in you. I hate Yeah, I just, like, screw most people. I know who my people are. Yeah, I'm doing my thing. I'm happy with it. Where's and- the, where are we at with the guy in the speedo? Is he one of your people or? or yeah, he's up. I mean, he certainly doesn't sound like he was concerned with COVID. No. Yeah, not I'm, at all. I'm hoping I'm in a position where I'm tapping out with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you notice how he Freudian slipped and said I'm homo there, and then he caught his <laughs> caught himself and he said I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody does an analysis <laughs> on this. Thanks for not well, letting that one get by, Bird. Uh, I won't. I heard it. I'll catch it, okay? Because you've been needling me for the past year and a half, ever since uh, whenever the hell Childerberg was, when you felt the need to cheat against me and beat me in a fight. You, and you've been needling me ever since. So now's my opportunity. Bring you on the show. We've got 18 minutes of content of me just needling you. And that's how I'm going to celebrate Halloween, my favorite season. Oh, is this how you actually want to have a rematch fight? Can't well, it, we didn't in, have a first match because you had cheated. I'm not sure Rabbit how I cheated. Rabbit punches were illegal. Well, you grabbed me by the mm. way. We were having a boxing match, and you grabbed mm-hmm. me by the neck and attacked me from the back of my head. Uh, oh, you were throwing rabbit, rabbit punches? Uh, yeah, and he ambushed me. It wasn't actually a sanctioned fight. Whoa, hold on. Ambushed? We squared off. Where was the ref? No, well, you am- you ambushed me in the sense that you were obviously more prepared that day than I was to have. Oh, that fight. oh, so you're, you ambushed in the fact that uh, you know you just wasn't the sanctioned fight. I it think for the rematch, fight. for the rematch, we need to have like a precinct strategy kind of deal where we uh, <laughs> where Bird Bird kind of <laughs> insists on uh, picking the ref, and um, all the judges are handpicked by Timeline Earth. Well, I think as that's well. what I'm owed. I think that's what I'm owed. Yeah, that's fine. The outcome yeah. will still be the same. I think that's what I'm owed. Yeah, if you can help yourself from cheating, I'd like to see what the outcome would be. But I don't believe you. You have the ability to not cheat. So I'm not taking the fight until we can guarantee that you won't cheat. You just got a cheater eviscerated so badly that in well, your cheating, mind, the only explanation is that I cheated. Well, that was the explanation given by the fan base. I took a poll. 
afterwards. Mm. 73% of the fan base felt that you had cheated. I would like to and see another eleven percent of well, I'll get the poll for you. Yeah, it actually went up sixty percent in the last two minutes of the poll. It went way up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> who has who has the who has the belt? That's all I care about. Who has Did the belt, baby? Belt? But it wasn't a sanctioned fight. Did you because you printed your own belt? Doesn't matter. Well, it definitely matters. You but I hit understand what you hit the mat. Uh-huh. I didn't. Wait, seriously? My hands were raised in victory. Oh, yeah, Bird no, was Bird did out. not go down from a punch from Rollo. I know that didn't happen. It. What happened was he punched <laughs> me in the back of the head s- numerous times and then forced me down. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a cheater's move. That was what a cheater does. Yeah, that's hey, a, Bird, that, I have not, a I have not been dodging do a rematch. I, no, you ha- exactly. You haven't been dodging rematch because you're going to cheat again. You haven't been dodging a particular kind of rematch, an unsanctioned rematch. You, you need know a referee. One of us should be dodging something, and it should be you trying to dodge my punches. I, that maybe has, that. Maybe right. that. I mean, you won't have to well, worry about. I guess you can write uh, that one down in your little clever comment book. But that's yeah. besides the point. It's besides the point. Anyway. Rollo's cheating. I didn't know. He's just, his I, and I know, and by the way, your so costume, much. your costume as a boxer that you're wearing right now isn't very clever either. I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> I know that that belt on your you you made that belt from stuff you got at Michael's. It's, I'm not impressed by it. Bed Bath and Beyond, but whatever. All right. Well, the fabric there is nice. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> you guys should be shopping at Hobby Lobby. That's my spot, man. I went to a Hobby Lobby for the first time the other day. I was like, <laughs> this really, it completes the Fox News Walmart arc yeah. is the Hobby <laughs> Lobby store. That's really, that's really where I've gotten to. I've become really, I've become a 75-year-old um, Trump voter in a very rapid amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that. What'd you buy yeah, there? Yeah, we're, uh. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're basically an extension of the War Room podcast now. We are. You know, you can buy like Steve different. Bannon? Yeah, Steve, old Steve. Yep. How's My he guy. doing? Is he, he's, uh, uh, is he, he's is he on jail. ice? He's, yeah, uh, yeah he's, they got him. He's not in jail yet, but he's probably going to end up going there. He's probably going to jail for like a little while. I mean, he's got. Couple so months. apparently the appeals process is. Uh, so the prison <laughs> sentence is after the appeal. So. He mm. may not ever have to serve, mm-hmm. but I think it would be good for the podcast if he did serve, because then he would be kind of desperate to do content, and we could probably get him to do some content for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I thought that you were going to really say cool. that you were next in line for most. Yeah, uh, you, most I, I was listens. actually, I was just actually ch- t- uh, texting. Um, oh God, I forget who it was the other day. I might have been you, Aaron, but I was basically like. You know, Steve Bannon's arc is the arc that I want to have. I yeah, want to. Yep. I want to b- just be known as a guy who's who sh- screwed over everybody and went to federal prison for a small amount of time for uh, lying and cheating. Like that's an ideal goal to me. That's Those are just of, amazing resume bullets. I mean, yeah. A- I, after that, getting or arrested you go by anywhere. the federal government and then not having to spend time in prison because you have a great team of lawyers. Mm-hmm. It's like a very good way for me to basically increase the viewership on this podcast, <laughs> I would say. Mm. And bless you, Aaron. Here's a tissue. I hear something about a plan of not getting any new listeners. 
We well. You go back and forth on that. I we're trying. I don't to see want if any our listener... new listeners. I want to eviscerate our current listener base because yeah. I, I hate so... them. I hate them so fucking much. I was so <laughs> angry when you told me that, Bird. Wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> Bird Bird told me that uh, Spotify is the reason that like he polices my language like a fucking Gestapo lieutenant. In 1939. What words does he not let you say? <laughs> well, <laughs> I will list uh, them out, but apparently this is going to be on Spotify and 11 or 12 uh, of our listeners, which constitutes like 50% of our base. Uh, here's a weird one. I can't say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can't because the Spotify will cut us. If oh, no, no, it's one. not. not <laughs> there. It's actually both. <laughs> so that's two of them. Oh. You can't say. Yeah. Uh, what was another yeah. weird one that you that you fucking bleep me for some reason? <laughs> Sometimes I do bleep normal words he says because I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's good work. I'm trying to go through the the list, uh, like the <laughs> obvious ones. I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> like that. That's reason. Like I. I guess that's like I shouldn't say it, but I what should about, be able to say it. What about WAP? Yeah, can I say? Well, you can, Bird you can say that because I'm on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. yeah. Yep. I'm on it too. I'm I'm one of them. Are we? Well, are you are giving your thumb? Are you giving him the the W word pass? No, I'm giving myself. The oh, w okay. Word pass. What about I will report your podcast if Aaron says it. So I have to mute that one too. Then yes. Okay. All right. And I'll report mm. you because you're not a real Italian. So you're from New York. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to mute that, what you said there, the whole thing there. <laughs> so I'll add that in, list that down. Oh, f- yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. Uh, there you go, boom. Yeah. Oh, is that a no-no word? They're all, dude, they're all no-no words. You can't even say retard, really. Spotify will just flag it and delete it? Well, we're not allowed to even say flag it because of how close that one is. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, they're really gotten us down, dude. We've gotten we've gotten warnings. Hey, you can't use this. We've gotten stuff like that. Everybody mm-hmm. does. I think we've had there's plenty of people who've had their episodes taken down because of content, and it's all algorithmic. Nobody's actually listening. Yeah. So all you got to yeah, do is say some it. of our episodes like tagged. You, with the you COVID gotten the COVID thing. tag, yeah, right? But we, yeah, I don't yeah. think we've ever gotten like a warning for. They stuff. vaccinated your podcast. We have a children's show. <laughs> is that right? Family friendly. <laughs> Is it, did you guys go ch- go PG? No, I mean, okay. <laughs> that would be too oh, weird. We like, let our guests go. You let your guests go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we've had a guest in other than this episode since the last episode. Actually, I don't think we've had a we our our show has significantly changed over the course of however long we went it's, from. It's really declined. Oh, <laughs> it's ma- it's massive decline in yeah in quality yeah. Definitely. Um, and that, yeah, people are enthralled. And I, you know, so that's what you got to do. Um, your show, by consequence, has improved vastly in quality, except Rollo is still on it. So there's still mm. things that have to sort of be changed. Yeah. Production uh, value, amazing. Content, great. terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. We're working on it. <laughs> it's a simple fix. Oh, great. They'll both go solo. And you get the Rollo show, and it's just Rollo. 
You're listening. You're listening to his voice morph from his morning <laughs> voice to his daytime voice. Which, by the way, Rallo, uh, talk for a second again because I think it's changed fully. Okay. Because yeah, it oh, has. No. I did. It I totally did have has. a solo episode two weeks ago because Slappy decided how hard to take the those, night off. Dude, how hard are those fucking solo episodes, dude? Dude, it are. actually was. I cruise. if you love hearing yourself talk, it's yes. pretty easy. Yeah. So basically, Raleigh, you enjoyed it. Just have to be a massive narcissist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like. Uh, I guess it sounds like it would work. Yeah. I, I got I like a fifteen. My my one fifteen minute solo episode. That I that yeah I did because Bird yeah. and Tar both failed me. I I hated it. Oh. <laughs> I despised it the entire time. It could, it could be in the runnings for the worst episode we've ever put out, and there's like a big list. Of yeah, like and I actually episodes. like put in work and like had notes ready and all that. The wow. one time I did that, well, I'm not fucking doing that again. Yeah, no, I would it's having any notes is, whatsoever. No, I've I've gotten rid of notes. In fact, I just pull news stories now. No notes yeah. needed. That's the. How the quality has greatly improved on this show <laughs> and on this podcast. I think um, every single year I have you two on Rollo and Slappy, and I and I ask you the same question: What kind of candies are you on the lookout for? Um, and it never seems to change. It's always Reese's. Yep. Um, it's always take Reese's. five and Reese's. Yep. That's what I buy. Take five. Take five and, and five. Reese's. And you're Snickers. distributing those out to the. I don't distribute them. No, you buy the you buy and eat those. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. an exciting thing to look forward to this year is uh, fentanyl candy. Apparently, yeah. that's a good have you thing. heard about this? And I, well, I yeah. cannot wait, dude, to give well, it's kids very fentanyl. Real. No, it's very real because for the first time ever, uh, an extremely deadly drug um, can be put into a small amount of candy uh, for very little money and mm-hmm. kill lots of people by doing it, and they're little kids, so they could easily be killed. This yes. is. Sounds the like first, fun, huh? This is the first time you're going to see the fentanyl candy rumors if you haven't already. Um, this is the first time where that story actually could be viable as an act of terrorism. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we're also in the sort of climate where something like that could happen. So I'm basically not trick-or-treating anymore. It's canceled in my house. Yeah, don't eat any like candy apples shaped like George Floyd's face or anything like that. Stay away from <laughs> And those. there are those are coming around if you've seen commemorative candies and things. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It's all fentanyl. Just, don't do it. What if I'm trick-or-treating and someone offers me something they refer to as lean? Should I take that? Uh, lean has been approved by the FDA, so go yeah, ahead. They don't, sell the, they don't sell the product that you used to make lean anymore. The, the <laughs> oh, not where you're shopping. Cough syrup. Uh, well, yeah, they, I'm just, they can't discontinued the product that they, oh, okay. that they originally made uh, that stuff with. DXM. So, well, you can make that really easily, maybe even in your microwave. I wouldn't know anything about that. But you can if you wanted to mimic lean yeah you could buy a lot of cough syrup and so with the thing i said before just so mm-hmm. that the algorithm does. you got you can't talk about manufacturing illegal substances either um Man. that's in the spotify rules yeah they're really screwing oh, us we over just lost him yeah rollo just left the room well i'm back i guess he was he, oh where Can are you, hear you me? talking from yeah it says you're offline it says you're yeah offline. it said it's that right. i lost the connection we'll just, just ignore him do you know what's kind of uh, funny with the timing with that was that um, <laughs> I, 
I farted into the microphone, and yep. then it made me look <laughs> yeah, still going. Look yeah, at him. Still going. Yeah. All right. Let me, uh, let me just... So, Rollo, just in case, in case we didn't get that audio, you, you farted, and it took out the track is what happened? I farted into the microphone, and I giggled silently to myself as I saw... You, none of you reacted, but I saw the little signal bar for my audio <laughs> go up, and then it said, lost audio connection. <laughs> Nice. Wow. That's the first time a fart has ever taken out the episode. Does yeah, Fendel I'm going to try it gas? again, hopefully. I had rice, red beans and rice last night for dinner, so hopefully there's still some residual. Great. Well, let's, let's finish beans, this as quickly as we rice, can in that case. And fentanyl. Um, so I would be on the lookout for them. I think it's a real possibility this year. And guess what? Even if it doesn't happen, it'll be something scary to think about forever. Someone has to do it some, because I remember as a little kid, they were like, watch out for razor blades in your candy. And I could How never figure out. How much of a dummy do you got to be to bite into a razor blade? I, I What's know. the motivation um, behind it? You don't even get to watch. Like, like if you had some sick fetish, you don't even get to see it. The kids at home. Like it's at it's some point, irrational violence. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hoping that it happens, obviously. But like. How many uh, years? Like every year, they say there's going to be hard drugs in the kids' candy, and it never. Hope happens. you bite into a tooth, in a coke in a in a in a little coconut. I hope you bite into a tooth. You can't. Yeah, say that would that. kind of be funny. Like just biting into someone's tooth. Harmless body parts in candy. Well, a tooth will take your tooth out, dude. Well, I mean, like harmless is in like you didn't have to do something terrible to someone to get it. Yeah, like lab waste. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny a little of that i'd yeah. laugh you can't possibly there's no one on earth who bites into a, a cupcake or a, a cookie and there's a, a razor blade in there it's ridiculous especially with the i always thought it thing. was uh like sticking them in candy apples like sticking the razor in the apple then coating it with the caramel so you can't see it like <laughs> i could see that i could that put a razor really in a european bird. you could <laughs> You put it in there nipples, while it's batter you and then you bake me? it while it's in there. That would be super easy. <laughs> and, uh, and pretty funny. It's not yeah. about putting it in. It's about being enough of a dummy to bite into it. Okay, well. <laughs> I mean, you tell you it, I'm bringing it to Childerberg. Do you cautiously here, here, eat Here, Bert, have this one. Okay. Not, I would never take a bite of your silly little fruitcake either. So why it's would I take a bite of your little cake. cupcake? It's going to be a cupcake of, of I bet delicious. your cupcakes are... Stinky and terrible. It's going to be a red velvet cake, and you're not going to be able to resist. Wow, that's my favorite flavor of... That's interesting that you knew that, that red velvet Mm -hmm. cake is my favorite flavor of cake. Yeah, be careful about me planning things about you, because (laughs) I know a whole lot more about you than you realize. There's a rumor that somebody's going around putting razor blades in fruitcake for Childerberg, so just watch (laughs) out. (laughs) That would be a good sign to have at the event. Those are actually just called almonds. <laughs> yeah, true. Razor blades in my fucking colorectal system. Almonds are more expensive than fentanyl by the ounce. Oh, absolutely. By yeah. a lot. By a lot. No, it's a legitimate problem that I don't think we have a solution to yet. I think they're going to come out with new containers for candy. Yeah, probably. But I don't because know. Because almonds are expensive? No, because fentanyl can kill lots of children very easily, Rollo. My God. Is fentanyl actually that cheap? Uh-huh. Unfor- unfortunately. I don't, like, know anything about fentanyl. I mean, I always you kind of use it to cut. I, I don't know. Like, But isn't that why it's out there? Because it's cheap, so you can yeah. cut the 
heroin with it? Yeah. Or whatever. You cut, yeah, you cut heroin with uh you cut yeah, oh, you, you can cut put it in anything. It. Yeah. Yeah. You can put it in anything, but it will it's very lethal in yeah. a small I amount, had fentanyl so. back in uh February. For Surgery. What? Holy moly. It was mixed in the uh concoction they drugged me the up. The heroin? Yeah. Did they really give people fentanyl yeah. for that? Wow. Yeah. How was it? Were you zooming, having a good time? I was out of it, man. Not good? No, it was good. It was great. Loved it. All right. Didn't feel a thing. Rollo, then maybe you'll be doing me a favor. If you, if you dose up a cupcake with fentanyl, maybe you'll do me a favor. Fentanyl and razors. I'm going to do both. <laughs> yeah, well, that way when you bite razors. into the razor, you'll be completely fine with it. Yeah. It'll give you an opportunity to shave idea. your uvula. Mm-hmm. My who? <laughs> Uvula. Wow. Your uvula, bird. My uvula? Is that the God. little bouncy thing in the back of my mouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You yeah, know, you, just, I mean. you speak like somebody who's never been punched in the face before, but. No. No, Rollo only ever <laughs> punched oh, me in the bird. back of the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, I, uh, only, only Rollo. Rollo's the only man who's ever not punched my face, but punches lots of parts of my body. But you've been punched in the face before, right? Who? Me? Me? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's go gets, around. You've all been punched in the face before. Everybody's like, been I think yes, everybody yeah. on earth has been punched well, in the face. Well, no, yeah. there are people and you can tell. You like, can just, tell immediately. Yeah, that they've never been, punched, haven't in the been face. punched in the face. Yeah, there there are people that exist like that. What does They're it usually, tell you about a person? Uh just the way that they interact with with uh people they deem um subservient this is like uh oh those libs they never get punched in the face type thing yeah but it's it's more um um do you really hate libs me (laughs) (laughs) that's a stupid question how stupid of a question is that you you really hate libs (laughs) really you don't like oat milk Unbelievable. That's the new thing, by the way. Oat milk. It's in yeah. fucking everything. Have you noticed they're, this? They're really trying for that. Dunkin' Donuts has oat milk as an option now. Dunkin' Donuts is pisses me off, seriously. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is a place that pisses me off every single time I walk into one. I try yeah. to find the drive through ones, and they are just not sending their best. It's all that fentanyl. A lot what of fentanyl probably. At this point, is sending their best. What, what like... Chick-fil-A. Do they? Chick-fil-A is solid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. I don't know what they do to those kids who work there, but they, they have great customer service. Poison yeah, them well, with Christian they, ideas. Uh, you know, I was going to say I got an idea. I think they only hire a certain type of person. I'm sure of it because they're always yeah. so polite. It makes me want to go they're back. extremely polite. Even yeah. the ones and that are obviously gay that probably like applied for the job as like a protest, they still have amazing customer service. Yeah. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> It's a beloved institution in in America. Yep. The lines to them are always just always a huge line. You talking about it in a drive through? Yeah. Yeah. There's there is there's and they got the double lane mm-hmm. up in the Chick fil A. Yep. Yeah, and, and the it actual stresses people me out. coming around to take your order. Yeah, that stresses me out. Like a lot of ordering from Chick fil A at the beginning stresses me the hell out. Like you're driving, you're in this lane. And then somebody like they are like almost getting in front of your car and they walk up to you with with their little little noose, their little clipboard 
and I go, can I have a menu? And he looks at me like I'm retarded. Yeah. Well, you should know what you want before but you get the thing. So I, I agree with in the her. establishment. I've never exactly. seen a Chick Fil A menu. So you're used to McDonald's, Burger King, the staples. They got a menu. Yes, yeah. and then you move up to the fine dining of Chick Fil A. I, you know, I went to Chick Fil A and I'm like, let me get a chicken sandwich, I guess. And they go, which kind? And I'm like, don't you uh-huh. give me one. a menu? Yeah, pick one. You give, me give me a, a menu. menu. That is a lot of pressure. I hear you, Bert. It's a lot, and then I'm trying to dodge them. As they run between cars to go and assist, it stresses me out. They're sweet kids, but it stresses me out. Well, don't you know if and you run he... one over, you get a free nugget? <laughs> <laughs> they throw them in the fryer. <laughs> Send them back out. <laughs> yeah, Pour I mean, one out listen. for young Cheswald. There's Cheswald. Yeah, and that's the type of the name. I think they honestly, dude, I think not only do I believe they only hire Christians... I think they only hire like Jehovah's Witnesses. Because they're I get way a, too a nice vibe. to be teenagers. A, they're way too nice. I get a super overly approachable vibe from these teenagers working out outside. Yeah, the Chick Fil A way too approachable. Plymouth, Massachusetts has a cashier there that does not belong. She's like, like a, a rude person. Yeah, just z- like zero. Uh, um, you know how when you say thank you, they're supposed to say my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Well, she does not fucking give that reply at all. What did and she say? Maybe she, she just you. no. She just like shrugs and then like you go and like must be a presentation. Well, I don't. Well, I don't like that. No, she doesn't belong I, there. I enjoy the you know in the past me would have been like, well, why does the fucking business care what people say? Current me, the boomer take is well because you know be nice. My take is we got to have these businesses instilling manners into these kids. Yeah, otherwise you end up like inner manners. city McDonald's where they like throw your cold food at you and tell you like like the McDonald's, uh, not McDonald's, the, the Dunkin' Donuts I go to every morning before I go to the job well, site to Dunkin get my Dunkin' Donuts, coffee. they look at you like you're a freak of nature. Yeah. I go to the drive-thru, I'm like, oh, can I get a uh, large, large hot regular? They're like, all right. And then that's my cue to like pull up. Wow, that's bad, dude. I'm, yeah, I have a, like, I I'm like an order taker, dude. Like, I, if somebody doesn't say, "Hey, go up to the next window," I'll fucking sit there. Yep. And I'll wait. And then when somebody goes go up to the next window, I'm like, "Well, fucking say something." You know, it's not my job to know where I'm supposed to go. I get super stressed out in these particular situations. Uh, you would, you so hated up here. Chick Fil. Well, yeah, I lived up there. Chick Chick Fil A. They got a lot going on, but they're lovely people and they are sending their best. Mm-hmm. Another place, another place that is definitely sending its best is Bass Pro Shops. Yep. I always go in there and somebody is very knowledgeable. Now they got a, you know, I, I, a bunch of people who don't know jack shit walking around in that store, but they're nice about it. And they go, let me get somebody who knows every time. So it's always been a well, congratulations to the Bass Pro Shop. I don't. Yep. I, I was in a Bass Pro Shop relatively recently and got had some great great service there. I, I, I can great I service. Can that. Yeah, it's a good place. Now on yeah, the opposite end of the spectrum, me. once again, I got a shout out to uh, Home Depot, the worst fucking oh experience ever. Yeah, Home Depot is it's it's it is a crime that Home Depot is, is still in operation. Yeah, I I don't know how they uh, yeah. That whole of- operation needs to be shut down and changed culturally. 
None it's of terrible. their employees know anything about anything. It's unreal. Well, and they and and you are treated like dog shit for walking through the gate. Yes. And coming in, you're treated like dog shit. And not only are you treated like dog shit, if you can find somebody to treat you like dog shit. Wow, that was a good. That was another one. We lose them. No, I'm still here. I think I. I think our. I think we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's number three. No, it's number you got four. Any, you got any more yeah. in you? There, there were other ones that you didn't catch. <laughs> yeah, Home Depot employees are like cops. Jesus. They're always there. They're, they're never there when you need them and always there in your way when you don't. When I'm trying to steal, right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, another, all right, we'll do one more sending their best. And I have the sending their worst this time. Who's got a sending their best? Well, let me just, do you see that the, I think most of us did the, the blue check recently. It was complaining about how the McRib was made. As yeah. it was made I exactly the how I would expect something in McDonald's. Right. To and yeah, like the exactly guy that was doing expect. it, I was actually like, I kept waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. I, I thought like guy dirt, out. like, I don't know. It was going to fall on the floor or something or. Well, you know. Yes, I saw the video. I was imp- I was surprised and impressed at the number of steps it takes to actually build one of those sandwiches. And I'm I'm not wasn't disturbed by the contents of the sandwich. I figured like you guys that's exactly what it was going to look like. Yeah, I don't know what you expect from um, McDonald's. Right? Not yeah, I don't get it either. But I will say that video kind of grossed me out just because of the number of possible f- areas where the worker can fail. Uh it's so process-based. And people fail at doing exactly the process, like a lot, especially if they're not giving it their 100%. And, man, I've been to a McDonald's, yeah. so I know they're not giving their 100%. Nah, McDonald's is it. hit or miss. You get, there's a couple good ones out there. but Yeah, like if somebody says to you the McDonald's there is great, it, it actually means a di- there's going to be a difference. It means somebody helped you and smiled and got your yeah. food hot. Yeah, and they don't, and they fucking wear gloves, yeah. so they don't yeah, have to exactly. put this bun of the sandwich at the bottom of the flippy container and then flip it closed like <laughs> like psychos. How is that a way to build a sandwich? That's a good question. I thought that was pretty interesting. So I was like, "How's he going to do this?" Yeah, I would just prefer he put on gloves instead of doing the shit where you don't ever touch anything. And that's kind of why it creeped me out because you know that because there's so many paths they have to take. They're just touching the buttons yeah, and stuff. Especially when there's on you a camera. Know it. Yeah. Yeah. You just know it. And I don't want your grubby McDonald's worker teenager fingers all over my sandwich. So please just put some gloves on or something. Yuck. Not sending their best. Well, that was Raleigh. You kind of stepped in and sent a not sending their best in. Um, the, you know, here's a weird one. Ikea. You ever you been to an Ikea lately? I have I've never yeah. been to one. Dude, Rollo, you'd be creeped out in a lot of ways. By I've it. never been in one oh, either. Oh, boy, guys, you'd be creeped out by I it. I hear about Swedish meatballs. Though. They're good. They're good. That, Those are they're good. Not yeah. only are they good, but all the food there is cheap as fuck. You can get a full course meal, leave yeah. with your stomach exploding for like $8. Like it's a buffet. It's like pretty wild. Um, really? Yeah, it's pretty solid in terms of. Getting something to eat. And I understand it's like a maze. It's like a yeah. It's like a if it was like a muse if a museum was a museum of rooms in the home, is what Uh, IKEA is. 
and you walk Everything through Everything in the room's for sale. Yeah, and, and you point something out, you take the ticket to get it later on, and then you go into the big warehouse in the back. And the craziest thing about the whole Ikea thing is you could be there for three and a half hours and not see a single person who works there, including at the <laughs> checkout line. Yep. I don't know how they're running the That's operation, fun. dude. I don't know how they're running the operation, but Ikea has to be employing four people per store. I mean, it's yeah. a drastically smaller number than you would think. And in that way, they are sending their best because the less people I have to be near when I'm looking at furniture, the better, just the better. If you can even, if you can even call that stuff furniture, which you really can't even call it furniture. Let me tell you a story about Ikea. Okay. It's actually a happy story. <laughs> Great. Um, when, I moved into, when I moved into the apartment, after I left my parents, so I crash landed at my parents' house when I got out of the Navy, wrangled an apartment, and uh, me and my beautiful fiance bonded mm -hmm. by building an Ikea kitchen island. <laughs> yep. is, that, is that That's real? It. Like, as in, did you actually bond? Yes. That's, that's I, I a true, think, real story. I would think you would be very difficult to build something with instructions. No, I, I, was, I was fucking furious the entire time, but I, I held it back. Wow. Yeah, I can't get people's help on stuff like that. It freaks me out. I'll f yeah, no way. I got to do it myself. I got to do it myself. Um, well, uh, gentlemen, Mr. Slappy... Dr. McFlugel, uh, it was great to have you on the Halloween episode. I've I vowed we're not going to make this thing too long. We also didn't talk at all about Halloween, really, except besides the candy part. And I'm know, happy I, with that. I, I didn't even give the obligatory. Ooh. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll get there. Yeah. Can you insert some of them in? Uh, throughout the. Yeah. I'll, yes. I'll make a note of that. Ooh. And then, yeah, it's 6.29 p.m. No, that's in the chat. It's not going to save if I do it there. Ooh. Yeah, actually, could you, uh, could you, instead of bleeping out all the words that I said, could you just <laughs> put that noise in? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. I think I might do that, in fact. Right, I think I'll words. get that done. Well, yeah, I'm good. My, yeah, I might replace your farts with those noises, definitely, because that is <laughs> rank, totally gross. But I have to listen to that when I'm recording uh, and and then editing. Rank. You're welcome. Well, well, happy uh, Halloween to you both. Enjoy the trick or treating in the neighborhood. Do not go down Avenue A. And uh, if you get if you Fifth do have Avenue. any fentanyl, I'll take it off your hands. Yeah, we are now doing a fentanyl thing. Mm -hmm. So give us what you got. Uh, all right, fellas. Um, see you on the other side of this. We're coming to the close of the Halloween episode. Thank God, because this season sucks. Take it away, Aaron. Yeah. Um, keep two hands on the wheel. And then hit do your little do your little noise. Ooh. Well, listeners, um, it's just me right now. Aaron is downstairs fighting young adults. Car is giving them candy. The young adults. Not Aaron. And um, I was doing some reading uh, earlier about how one is able to conjure the dead. Um, and I was reading a couple of treasured texts on the matter. 
and I came across uh, some words that have to be said, and um, I have to sing a tune or or get some music going, something to that effect, uh, and I will be able to summon the dead. Now, I want to summon the dead to get the dead on the podcast, because... Well, I don't know. I just, uh, I think it'll be fun to talk to a dead guy. And I figured, who's who do I know who's dead? Cotton. Cotton died. It was Cotton who died. Um, I don't remember how he died, but he died. You'll all probably remember in the show's history. But I'm going to bring him back today for one night only. I'm going to summon the dead. Okay, so I was reading, and what you had to do is you had to say... A couple words, and then you got to play music, and then during the song that you're singing or the music that you're playing, the ghost will appear and introduce himself. So let's see if I get this right. I picked some words um, that I think would really resonate with Cotton's spirit, and um, and I also picked a song that I, I felt would resonate with cotton spirit so we're gonna do this now and hopefully in just under a minute here we'll have cotton appear before us ready to podcast we can ask him how he's been um so let's uh let me prepare myself here and then i'll play the the song i'll uh so it's my first time doing this uh uh, bippity boppity boo cotton i wish to speak to you and then i'll let me hit the song see out there oh my god i see a mist forming <coughs> oh whoa oh there you are Oh my god. Was it the Phil Collins that brought you back? Phil? Phil, is that you? There he is. Oh my god. Look, you gotta constitute yourself because I can't play this for much longer. Oh, Oh, it's good. It's good. I'm here. Where where am I? Uh, You're in the TLE crack house. Bird, is that you? That's me. I haven't changed. Oh my god. I'm gosh. still just me. And it looks oh. like you haven't changed much either from the other side. No. How's uh, it? I'm good. I like your costume. Thank you. Uh, you know, a lot of You people... want to hit this doobie? Yeah, man. Okay, here you go. <sighs> okay, there you go. Little devil's lettuce to settle the yeah. soul as they will. Oh, you look a little transparent. Yeah, well, you know, ghost food will do that to you. <laughs> ghost food, okay. Ghost food is that you? You've been eating lately a lot of ghost food, a lot well, of ghost ha- gyros. You have, you have to. Yeah, I keep mean, healthy. I mean, they don't have like a lot of salami in the afterlife. Like the the food's I'm very write airy. That down. Yeah, write that down. A lot of like rice noodles and kimchi. Yes, yeah. Air 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 people food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the people of the air clan. Yes, yes. 
a lot of that going on, I, I hear. Uh-huh, but a lot of beer, uh-huh. so it's okay. A lot of beer is really keeping you way down. If oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's your main uh, source of calories is beer in the afterlife. That's that doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. Only for Are you mostly ones, actually consisting on beer? Yeah, pretty days? much. Pretty much. For real? Yeah. I mean, beer. Um, you were carb like, maxing, dude. Yeah, I know. Like some rice cakes, a lot of rice cakes. Oh no! It's yeah, that's the downside. But you've been turned into an Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just drinking a lot of beer and eating rice cakes all day. It's okay though, you know, because the, the airiness of the rice cakes, like you know, makes In the, the beer after, like, really you can hit be you, transracial. Though. Yes, I can. From what I of understand, course, yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, cool. I'm a Greek Asian. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. He's a Greek Asian. Well, everyone knew I was a Greek Greek. Asian guy. But yeah, that's true. But it was in the how Greek are you? Are you still as Greek as you were when you died? So Greek, so Greek every day, Uh, huh? Yeah. So like the the Mediterranean in me uh, often mixes with the Asian influence. So. Uh, I was gonna make some rice pilaf tonight in a uh, Halloween town. Instead, you had a rice cake off. Yeah. So <laughs> you just burned yourself out on rice cakes during the making of the dinner. That's happened to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm cooking and I'm snacking while I'm cooking because I'm so hungry that yep. I don't eat dinner. That's how it happens. You do really? I mean, you drink a couple of beers and the same thing will happen. Uh huh. That's it. I mean, I. but the other thing is you're pissed off about the rice cakes, but then you have a couple of beers and you feel like you have a 10 pound weight in your gut. And you just want to take a nap. So it's okay. A lot of napping too. Beer you, shitting? Uh, a little bit, but you know, in the afterlife, a lot of menial things like shitting is not that big of a deal. So it's okay. Interesting. It's well, you bad. sound... Like you're in great spirits. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm pumped. Are you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're back. You're back on Earth to do the episode with me. Um, I I wanted to ask you, as a guy who knows fast food. Yeah. What's the most Halloween-y fast food place? I would say Jack in the Box. Why? Because his little box is his costume. What's the? Well, that's the costume, and also it's just scary. There'd be freaks. <laughs> oh, the yeah, Jack in the Box. I mean, the the food Some is scary. Freaks. They always they're masterful in picking like the most scariest place to go to to put a Jack in the Box. Holy moly! You're right about that. Well, and there's a, some other establishments of a very similar nature. Um, that are kind of hard to get to, definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're dead, I assume. Yep. It can be difficult to use your card to pay for stuff. I would oh, think. no, but in the afterlife, it's great because there's no money. You just. It does sound more and more like you're in hell. Well, <laughs> then I got some news for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's great over here. It's great yeah. over here. That's fair. Just beer and rice cakes. All you're that's a hundred percent carbohydrates. Do you eat yep. meat? Oh yeah, if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> if I want it, if you want it, okay. If what you kind want of it, meat you are you? Get it. When's the last time you had meat? What'd you have that was a meat-based dish? 
Well, see, the thing is, when you're in the afterlife, there's a certain bit of enlightenment. So uh, we don't really care that much about food, which I know sounds odd, but it's okay. So the last time I had meat was some canned chicken. And you know what? I was happy with it. And is that what killed you or... <laughs> no, that that was the last meat I had in the afterlife. Are you being serious? I'm Are being you really serious. Being, I'm being you're serious. You're being serious that the last thing that you ate yep, in the yep. afterlife was canned chicken? Yeah, the, the last thing I ate while I was living that killed me was Jack in the Box. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Can't, is you seriously with the canned chicken? Are you being serious? I'm, be, I'm dead serious. What do you, uh, what's it like? Uh, wet. Very wet. Uh, a bit mushy gushy. I, I don't really know what to compare it to. What did you make? What did you do with it? Did you just eat it out of the can? No, I, I put it in a burrito. With some oh. black beans, some like chicken rice out of a bag, some cheese, some jalapenos. Uh and wow. it was it was all right. You, you know, cooked the I'm, chicken in a can. Well, I I dried it a decent amount and I put it in the burrito. <laughs> well, it's it's you dried wet. it with like paper towels. Yeah, with paper towels. It's very wet. That's the main downside. And this stuff is like meal ready to eat. This is good oh, to yeah. go. Oh yeah. This canned yeah, chicken. Yeah, I mean it's like tuna. It's like canned tuna. Yeah, but you know, I would never eat. Uh, I guess I would. Put, I was thinking you were gonna like make some mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. That's a French word. Yeah. Some mayo. Let me open up another ghost beer. <laughs> All right. Let me smoke another real dub. <laughs> Have a nice sip. It's good seeing you. Good seeing Glad you. Glad to too, see you're, you're in the land of the living mm-hmm. once a year. You've <laughs> gotten once. away with it, I'll tell you. Yep. You, I didn't. Uh, your and, life has vastly improved. And I got to tell you, you're not the first person to resurrect me, but you are the first person to resurrect me in public. And I appreciate it because I've wanted to to do this for a while now. But uh, yeah, every, what does that mean? I mean, podcast and, and no, I know, the, but on uh, other people's shows. No, not on other people's shows. I know Grant has been uh, summoning me quite often and my issue is that i never know what the fuck he's talking about yeah because i can't i can't follow everything being in the afterlife like who's the john fatterman guy i don't know who that is you don't know who john fatterman is dude no i don't know who that is but (laughs) whenever, whenever i'm resurrected i see certain people talking about him and I'm incredibly curious. And then in my John Fatterman time, is a mentally ill ogre that they hired to run for the gubernatorial race of Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, against Doctor Mehmed Oz. Okay, the guy, the um, the sexy doc, uh, TV doctor. <laughs> you remember yeah. him? Yeah, I do. The the doctor who was like, who my mom was like. Oh, he's so handsome. And it's because he's a little ethnic. Yeah. The white girls go crazy for a guy who's a little bit ethnic. A little ethnic. He's like a Latino, but of the East. Oz? 
Yeah, he's like, like an, is he? like a yeah, he's like two. So imagine what Latinos are to whites. Yeah, Mehmet Oz is the Arabic version of that. <laughs> okay, he's Turkish. Oh fuck! So he's like a white guy with a little flavor, like a, you know, like a Southern Italian kind of. Like he's a right. little a white okay. guy with with some of the some of the Taco Bell lava sauce. Yeah, on him. Well, you know something else interesting about the afterlife? No Turks. <laughs> Maybe you are in heaven. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> no Turks. It's great. Well, no Albanians. Yeah. Whoa. Nice. No nope. Kardashians. Absolutely not. Or what are they, Armenian? I don't really remember. They're not Greek, I know that much. That's true. Or Asian. Or Asian. That's your two groups now. So well, you're a non white Greek Asian? Well, I've never been white. So let's settle that first. Never been white. Um but in the afterlife, and that's how I know what, I'm not. What white. are you? What race are you? Greek Asian. That's Gra- the race. I'm Grasian. Uh huh. <laughs> and th- one thing. <laughs> <laughs> what did the cow say to the farmer? I'm Grasian. <laughs> <laughs> one interesting thing about the afterlife is no whites. No whites. No white people. Heaven is farther south. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's what if, I've heard. If you need to, you know, and one one thing that's nice is you can talk to anyone in the afterlife, no matter where they are. And you know, sometimes you just have to look look down to white people heaven, and uh, you can get a bit of white people wisdom, and then discard it. I'm like, no, we're where not. Where gonna... are you at with white people uh, um, having absorbed the Kanye content? Uh, <laughs> so. I'm not sure. I think that uh, the fact that most of his uh, fan base at the current moment is white is not a good sign. And because, um, and you know, when I am resurrected, that's the first thing I look up is what is Kanye doing? Yeah. And it's uh, usually going to give you a different answer each time. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Well, um, um, wow. Uh, you talked about wanting to podcast more. Is that a symptom of your deadness? What's, uh, what's going on there? Well, I know that I can't do it, so I want to do it. When I have, can't do it. I can't do it. I know I have to be resurrected. There has to be a whole process, a whole process to it. Yeah. Every time we got to play that stupid, easy lover song. That's right. Little Phil Bailey and Phil Collins, fire, Earth, you know, Wind, and Fire, and Genesis teaming up together. That's right. And sometimes, you know, not everyone is enlightened as us, and they can only take so much Phil Collins. That's true. How fucking great would it be if we just played that song and then that was the end of the episode? <laughs> just pack it in. Uh-huh. That'd be good. There's nothing to podcast about. Didn't you hear? The world is over. I heard that. There's no reason to talk about anything anymore. That's what I heard. Like, what do you talk about? I don't. You probably you talk about uh, fucking bullshit until somebody says something that hurts someone else's feelings. Yes. And then you don't talk about anything ever again. Well, it feels like everything's already been talked about. 
There is very little to still talk about. Have you noticed that? Yep. We're coming to the end of the era. Time is a We're flat We're coming circle. to the point where there's nothing else to discuss. I never thought then, I'd see this day. Then what's the next step? A good question. Um, you could talk about it again. Yeah. But that doesn't seem like again. a sustainable solution. You know, Seems something like you're just that, mining deeper. Something that I want to talk about that I don't, I haven't heard anyone talk about is: um, Has the sun seemed brighter to you lately? You know, that's a good fucking question. For the past four days straight, I've been wearing sunglasses. Yep. I haven't fucking seen the sun at its full pace. It's it's too much. It's too it's insane. Like I don't know that what the changed. sun is too bright. The sun is too fucking bright. Is it is it burninger? Uh, so I'm not. My ghost skin isn't getting any more tan, but uh huh. Like I, it's hard to drive. I'm wearing. You get sunglasses. tuckered out, right? You get yeah. fucking tuckered out in that it's, heat. It's just too much. Not yeah. no, not in the heat of the afterlife, but. Well, in the main life, it's too fucking. Oh yeah. Warm. I mean, at sometimes, like, it's you know when you're walking around and you're being sucked. Mm-hmm. Like the you there's like you it's like you're being sucked. There's too much sucking. And you get wet like your canned chicken. Yeah, too much you're being sucking. Too much. too much. You end up I, dry, sucked. You know, fully sucked. I I can't deal with the the wet sucking. It's just, it's too much. It's a, re- no, it is a real problem. I was walking around the other day and I was going to thought I was going to pass out. Mm-hmm. It was, I was out for five minutes. Too hot. Oh, you moved to Florida. Well, <laughs> you live in hell. <laughs> How about that? Not you. You don't live in hell. No. Ghost of cotton. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm chilling though. I got the baddest ghost bitch. I'm fucking, uh. Did she die too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we Same both incident. Well, you know, I <laughs> yes, uh, you know, I decided to treat her, so I took her out to Jack in the Box, and uh huh. I decided we, to treat my girl. Uh-huh. So we went to the Jack in the Box yeah. drive-through at two thirty-four in the morning. That's ex- like, did you read it in the newspaper or something? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And then we we passed away peacefully in our sleep. And now we're eating rice cakes and drinking beer all day. It's nice. All day. Watching Sopranos right now. They have Sopranos in Again? Heaven. Yeah. Going for a second run. Oh, yeah. Whoa. It's a big thing. Going for my rerun of my my annual rerun of Seinfeld. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the time for sure. They don't have Seinfeld in heaven. <laughs> 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 okay, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. They haven't gotten it yet. I don't know. I haven't really asked about it, but I got a good here, so I'm not really asking. You know, questions. I watched Zoolander the other day. Oh, yeah. What you think? It stinks, dude. Mm. It's gay. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. Dude, it's him fucking... <laughs> tramping around in a fucking tinfoil outfit for the entire movie. 
kind of pissing at people's eyes. Yeah. He does a weird thing. Ben Stiller does a weird thing with his face where he yeah. looks like uh, like he morphs into a little vampire bat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does a little weird thing with his face. Yeah, that movie stinks up the joint, dude. <laughs> I remember uh, there's one thing in that movie that made me actually laugh. And that was uh, after the orgy scene where someone said, um, like, have you seen what's her face? And he was like, oh, I thought she was in the mud room or the jungle room or something. And I thought that was funny. Like, I was, <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> I was drinking beer with my dad and we were watching it. And I, something about the idea of a, a room, not like a spa room, but a room just dedicated to mud, like killed me. And that, <laughs> that's the only thing. Nothing else made me laugh. I was not a fan. I was watching it and I was like, this, you know, this is like a porno without yeah. any sex. It's just not any good, you know. I, I, But I can see why people would get some enjoyment out of it, but that's going to be an, it's a no for me, freaking Zoolander. It's definitely uh, overrated. But I like, uh, but I like that you're wearing the Zoolander costume as a ghost. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, of course. Yeah, it is Halloween after all. Uh huh. Well, you know, in in the afterlife, we don't have any worries about spooky, scary things, so we have to. Uh, Nothing. Not really. No. Um, you don't watch any horror movies. No, I mean, most of what we have to dress up as are like things that we remember. But then you know, you dress up as like the Grim Reaper, and they're like, "Oh, what's he gonna do? Kill me again?" No. <laughs> the weak, yeah, the weakest so, guy in the room. So one yeah. of the scariest. Uh, Outfit you can dress up as is um, David Bowie, the whitest of them all. <laughs> Stupid ass joke. <laughs> Dumb ass joke. <laughs> That's good. All right. You'll keep that in mind. There was a guy on the side of the road today. He was selling roses, but he was dressed as a Sasquatch. <laughs> Just in the mm-hmm. middle of fucking Miami. He was selling roses, walking around dressed as Sasquatch. That's okay, though. Yeah. I thought it was kind of dope. I wish that was my job. It's 95 degrees out. How much Still? are you making on this fucking rose, dude? Oh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't light up, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's 89 today, I think, to be honest. The, no, high, no. In, the high in heaven was like... 69 today so that's pretty good. i don't like knowing what what area of the world you live in and you calling it heaven <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it a lot of, a lot of good rice-based dishes you ever have it yeah you ever have spam uh yeah uh-huh. back when i was alive uh we would eat a lot of spam when uh we couldn't get anything else during hurricanes for real Oh, yeah. Chugging it down. How are you making it? Well, we would make it in a casserole. Spammerole, yeah. So we would like empty out the fridge and just put a bunch of stuff. Bake it? Yeah, when we could. Wow. I just had spam for dinner. Was it good? It's good, man. It's good stuff. I need to try it again because when I was a kid. You got to cut it real thin. Yeah, when I was a kid, spam was always like, the thing in my head that was what you ate when you couldn't eat literally anything else. 
Yeah, now it's expensive. Yeah. So I am forced to steal it. <laughs> it's four it's four and a half fucking dollars for a can of spam. Oh, that's original. ridiculous. The low sodium is more expensive. How are you gonna make something with less ingredients more expensive? <laughs> well, you know, that's economics, I guess. Uh-huh. You know, another thing about heaven is uh, no <laughs> one talks about economics. <laughs> Nobody talks about it. Not a single note, person. Listeners. <laughs> not, not a single person. Pipe down. I'll give you economics. If they don't catch me, I'm getting free spam. Uh-huh. And they haven't well, like, caught me yet. Well, they serious serious point here. You're a dope if you don't steal at the self-checkout, right? You're a dope. I'm not saying do it. I'm saying if you haven't done it, you're a dope. Yes. No such thing as a good guy in this world. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, uh, go with the Jordan Peterson shit and be like a monster that blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, you got to do some bad things every now and again. He doesn't stop crying, huh? I know. He, he, he fucking just keeps fucking crying, dude. And sometimes I feel like he cries for good reasons. And then one time I remember there was a three-hour episode of Joe Rogan where he cried about this about music, <laughs> like a like a girl. Uh huh. It was stunning. Clean like, your room. Oh. A guy wrote a book about. Doing like, are the we dishes. gonna? Are we gonna forget that he just got addicted to pills? It was kind of rad that he did. Well, yeah, that I agree with that. But also, what what's his point now? You know, he he's a good sign that there's nothing else to talk about because what we're what is he said? <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about him in a cool, like postmodern way, not like yeah, we're about shitting him. on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's always the next stage after you enthuse about stuff is yes, the next yes. generation can't think of anything new to talk about, so they shit on the stuff you talked about. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, like, he's still doing the same stuff, right? Not a thing has changed. Yeah. Is he going to put out a new book? I mean, what's the point? Seven books to book your room. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't 20, read... 25 ways of reading a book. Yeah. I don't read. I don't read at all. There's no reading in the afterlife. If you read a book, then you get sent to a white Heck. people heaven. Uh-huh. Like, you can read, but not, not too much. No. Then people get upset at you. Yeah, and you gotta read, like, Tuesdays with Maury and, like, little nice stuff. Yes. Yeah. A lot of curious George up here. What is he so curious about? Because I never read the stories. He's just a a curious fellow. Like, you know. Why doesn't George mind his own fucking business, though? He he can't. It's his nature. He's just uh, a curious-ass motherfucker. Yeah. A little too curious. A little too curious. You know, my favorite say. book to read in the afterlife is um, What's that? Winnie the Pooh. Why is that? Because, dude, he's fucking rad. That's basically the afterlife. 
All right. His life. That that's that's my you know how I like to fixate on stupid shit. Um and in the afterlife my fixation is Winnie the Pooh. Cuz imagine. I mean really imagine how cool it is like you're a fucking stuffed animal and like you're just chilling in your tree all day eating honey and like you have your friends that are also batshit crazy and then some like human is walking around and you're like let's go on an adventure and you don't know what the fuck you're doing but it's it's rad man and that's the afterlife like you're just fucking hanging out you're it's not honey but you're just drinking beer and eating rice and it's okay and are you an animal or are you one of the poos oh no no i'm not an animal but like it's it's weird. So like the scariest thing you can think of in the afterlife is David Bowie, and then we think he's of the whitest guy alive. Because yes, the whitest guy alive. And other than the kid in Winnie the Pooh, none of them are white. No one really talks about that. I'm not sure exactly what race they are, but you know that none of them are white. Like the whitest one is Eeyore because he's a fucking like drain on everything. Bro, the owl is the whitest. No, I think the owl is kind of like Thomas Soul. Tri- <laughs> mhm. Uh-huh. And and I think Eeyore is the widest cuz like he just sucks the energy out of every event he's at. That's, that's very racist of you to say that. Why would you say such a hurtful thing against the white race? Uh It's not racist. <laughs> I will not elaborate. We can't we we can't be racist in the afterlife because we're nope. all ghosts. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll say this: there's no reverse racism in the afterlife. How about that? <clears throat> well, because there's no whites. Yep, that's true. Uh, I think I'm starting to get a picture, an, an idea of the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are no Swedish would, motherfuckers. Sorry what could say. I do in the afterlife? Oh, dude, imagine, like, just hanging out and chilling. The afterlife... I'm a chiller. It's full of vibe anchors and vibe buoys. Well, I'm a chill guy. Like, I like to chill. Everybody who knows me is like, dude... You like to chill, and I love. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say I love to chill, but I man I really like to chill. Yeah. Like I'm invested in my chillationships. Well, you know, so my advice to everyone is um, try and act the least amount of white as possible, and then you can be up here with me drinking beer, freaking black and milds, reading Winnie the Pooh in the afterlife. Those are all those things are kind of white though. In what sense? See a lot of white folks doing them. But it's not like we're not drinking micro brew IPA beer. We're drinking like old English. Well, have you heard the phrase white trash? But that's not really white. You like we're not white class. We're not doing, you know, 23 and me's up here. We're we're talking more about culturally You're not reading books on your digital tablet and no absolutely there are no fucking Kindles in heaven. 
Absolutely. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you're not allowed into heaven. So what I hear you saying is that there's no whites in heaven, but there's white trash in heaven. If they're cool. Are, if there, they're any, chill. are there any uncool folks in, in heaven? Nope. So everybody's got to be chill. Oh, yeah. But you can't be chill and white to get into heaven. No. But you can be chill. Yes. And you can be white trash. Yeah. It's more of a class thing. I, I guess so. You know, like with the the low amount of worries I have, I haven't really concerned myself with these questions. But So do they keep you at the gate, or does everybody kind of get the idea of who gets to go in? Well, you know, you just you go to Jack in the Box one day. Uh-huh. Uh, you're on the toilet for a couple hours. You go to bed, then you wake up, and either you're in based uh, heaven, and there's a lot of brown and tan folk. Uh-huh. Or you're and you're, a lot of white trash from what I hear. A decent amount. It's okay though. Um, <laughs> we we try and treat them like this sounds. Like, this sounds like an like an equity class <laughs> run by a guy who's trying ev- to everyone to believe hardest that he's not white trash. <laughs> well, no, I mean like. Well, you're speaking as a Greek Asian, a Grecian. Yes, yes, you're speaking as a Grecian. So, you know, sometimes, like, I'll trade some fried rice for, like, a sandwich with potato chips on it. Uh-huh. And, you know, we have a good relationship. And, and there's okay. nothing white about that. A sandwich with potato chips? Uh, uh, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, there's an economic vector in trading involved and nothing white about any of that. No, nope. no. Nope. That's just all. That's all. Grassroots, black and brown, dude. Yeah, but, you know, there are a couple of things in heaven that... Uh, I don't know. I'm not the craziest about, but okay. I, I get down with it because it's okay. Like what? Um, there are certain individuals on Earth that we hate. And uh, they're kind of like the, you know, the 1984, whatever, the 10 minutes of hate, whatever, just kind of a, a person to put up that people dislike to build camaraderie. Talking about um, TikTok witches? TikTok witches. Um, Andrew Tate, which is an interesting Who's one. Who's a, a Muslim now. You saw oh, that? Inter- no, I didn't. Yeah, his new name is Anwar Tate. <laughs> he really um, did. He converted to Islam, dude. Well, so he's like, he's trying There's to... a video <laughs> of him doing a split and fucking praying, and he's like, if you like the truth <laughs> and you're Sounds Christian, like- <laughs> you must become a Muslim, dude. Sounds like with his religion, he's trying to round out the Pokédex. He's trying like to find what works for him, man. Okay, you know, I'm not... What, whatever. Andrew Tate I'm, is a free traveler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a- another person is Madonna. Oh, man. She's um, up there? Oh, yeah. Like, surprisingly high up. Like, people hate her here. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, they call her uh, things like bowling ball tits. People don't like her. Um, no, I imagine they wouldn't. I've I've seen Joe John Fatterman's picture around, but jo- I had to Joe Joe Roganman. Joe <laughs> Joe Roganman. They don't like Joe Rogan though. Yeah, they don't um, like Joe Rogan. No, he's probably a hack. Yeah, if you if you do mushrooms, that, that's a no no up you here. Hack. That, wow. That's one of the the wider things you can do. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> moving to Austin, that's one thing that uh, a lot of people up here don't like. Austin is a guy's name. That's yeah. <laughs> Anything having to do with cryptocurrency. I went to school a, with a kid that was named Austin. Yeah. Um, and one day I hated this little br- this little brat dude. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He was like, we were both like in like sixth grade, and uh, one day I was just had enough of him. Just literally, I had more than enough, and I uh, we were sitting at the water fountain. He goes up to take a drink, uh, but I get up there first. I fill my mouth full of water. Uh-huh. And then I fucking turn around and I spit it right in Austin's <laughs> face. And I fucking push him to the ground, dude, and I ran off. Oh, shit. Yeah, I fucking hated this little guy. And he was chilling. He was just a little guy. Austin, if you're out there, man, I'm sorry. What can I say? I wonder if he's in heaven. Well, what's his background? He was Chinese, <laughs> actually. Oh, he hell was Chinese. yeah. He's yeah. up here. Kind of like you. Yep. Well. Yeah. No. No. I'm I'm more of the Japanese Korean uh, stripe. So you're not you don't you're not a Chinese guy. No, nah, don't me. don't fuck with him. Wow. Sorry. The whites of Asians. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, this was an interesting experience, kind of getting you to be back up here and kind of getting some thoughts on heaven been uh it's been chill. one it's pretty chill well it's chill down here i mean we got a lull in the show and you know there's a lot of content uh being distributed and we're good like this is i always feel like what you got there what's that uh what's so other th- other than a, a beer and mainly modelo negra in uh heaven you know, very non-white beer. One thing that's weird. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I'm, uh, starting to, I'm starting to understand what's going on here. <laughs> we also have a lot of twisted teas. Are you kidding me? I, t- I don't know. I don't Get know those fucking tell. things out of the house, man. It, it gets us Asians fucked up. I'll say that much. That stuff is... They got like blort in that stuff, dude. Like this is <laughs> not it's not good. It's not bad. It's not bad. See, I, I think uh, as a cultural appropriator, you moving to the south, I don't think you'll understand the the sweet tea, like how much it fulfills us as southern Mediterranean Asians. I'm going to let the listeners kind of sit with that. Let them sit with it. We'll let them absorb that. Yeah, I'm going to let them absorb that. Because what you're doing is you're distributing knowledge. Yep. Do you feel like it's it's always been hard to be you? Uh, When I was doing Slurp Gang, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I mean, well, because you're sh- really the you're the you're the brains behind the operation. I mean, you're <laughs> you you were always like ten steps ahead. 
of everybody else. You're like a. I used to call you the grand chess master. You know, like yes. you're always a, way ahead of the curve. I had the sight. Yeah. Yeah, you had a lot of sight. Um. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, I just, you know, do you feel like since your departure and your death from Slurp Gang, like, do you feel like you've left the world a better place? I think that in the long run, probably. But also, I think that the problem with Slurp Gang is that we were assigned that eventually there were going to be no more things to talk about because we did not talk about a single thing on that show. But there was, that was what was groundbreaking. Yeah. But that's yeah, the last you were step. The sign. Yeah. That's oh, the last the step in podcasting. Yeah. So you think you were like a harbinger <laughs> of, of near, near coming end times. I think so. And it, it took me yeah. dying to realize that. Wow. What do you, where do you think it all goes? There's a creative vector here that's you know, it's got to go know. somewhere. Um, I don't think it's going to be in like the dumb neuro whatever bullshit. Uh, I think that generally as a culture, we're going to get back into fossil fuels in a big way. Wow. And I think that uh, also guitar music is going to make a comeback. And along oh, with that, I think that the biggest podcasts are going to be talking about books and movies and comedy podcasting is going to largely die. That's my, that's my prediction. How many, uh, how many years? Oh, I think it's going to come sooner than most think. I think it's going to be about a year to a year and a half. I think that, um, sadly, uh, Madonna's going to be elected president in 2024. And then once that happens, there will be nothing to talk about. That's it. And then the creative sphere will be done. Where does conversation go? I I think we're going to revert to some sort of language with like fart noises and clicks and podcasting will largely be uh, an upper class thing talking about Stephen King's 84th book or whatever. And the newest Broadway show about like a, a plastic bag being blown through the countryside. And there will be nothing funny to talk about. Because, you know, Madonna being elected president will be so ridiculous that it's not even funny. Right. It'd be kind of scary. It would be very scary. And there's just nothing to talk about. She's the second whitest guy on earth. (laughs) Yes. And that's it. Yeah. It's done. Well, that's spooky. I mean... a lot of people just like have podcasts to talk so that they can have excuses to talk to their friends. Yeah. So that's a spooky thought where, where it all goes. Yep. I think a lot of us will be communicating on Slack. 
Oh, okay. And we'll all be living in we in like we work style we live spaces. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard about these with the we live space? No. No, tell me so about So like it. there's like people who are they're bugs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're bugs. And there's people who go out there and they work like a remote job where they're a product manager for uh, like a cat, a cat themed dildo company. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and which is getting like massively overfunded as a startup unicorn company uh, dildo manufacturing. Uh huh. And like her name is like to her name. And it's always a girl and her name is always something weird like Turner. Yeah. Or or Brandon, and it's a girl, uh-huh. and uh, and she makes, you know, about I would probably say about thirty two hundred dollars a month. She's she's like do, doing better than a lot of people, but not you know at, you know doing a lot. Yeah. And uh, there's these guys. Um, they all look like Adam Driver. Yeah. And they run these things called We Live Spaces. Um, I don't, I'm forgetting the actual name of them, but they exist and they're everywhere, but they're like, basically we work homes. Like you rent a, a room in a communal home for a week. And this is uh-huh. not like a hotel. Like it's more, it's, it's intention is a living community for people that they kind of stay in for a little while. It's like a like hostel, a hostel? Yeah. like a hostel. Yeah. But, but it's not a vacationer's. Yeah. thing it's just like bug people who live there for like three or four months and they'll put money down on it and it's it, what's provided is like you know like little snackies in the morning and maybe like a little communal brekkie and uh-huh. um you can smoke cigarettes in indoors <laughs> and like you can b- bro out with like some weird european couple where they hang one another to have sex yeah uh and then you then then there's like a a, a guy who's got who's who is a pedophile and he wears like rainbow crocs a lot and he yeah. you know his excuse about why it's okay that he's a pedophile is because he's lgbtq and he and he works remote and um then there's a, like a woman who's like ambiguously asian uh, like you think she's asian but maybe she's native american but she's white no matter which one of the other two she is Damn. and she's a digital artist yeah. Uh, or maybe like a, I, I don't know, like an office manager for a company that went remote two years ago, so they can't fire her, but she, her job is kind of doing like nothing really. And she yeah. gets paid $4,500 to $5,000 a month. And she spends about, you know, like 25 to 30%, really a strong ratio of it on her bug mansion rent in the, we live space. Yeah. And these dipshits all live together and they give one another venereal diseases and none of there's no mention of god or anything like that when you enter the we live space and then on the first floor there's like a salad and burger bar um of the establishment and every day at four o'clock the we live office space manager guy who like manages like because these bug people are paying money and they don't want to clean their own dishes so they kind of have a communal sink and the and the quote-unquote house life manager is the guy who sits at the front desk all day uh, and also does people's dishes and puts like bagels out in the morning and stuff. And that is how these people are living like literally like no jokeroo on a daily basis. They're living like this uh-huh. for six to nine months 
you know, they're normally paying like uh, the average person in America, unfortunately, is paying like 45% of their income in rent. It's a lot yeah. of fucking money on rent. But these people, you know, maybe like after they got away with not paying rent for two and a half years from COVID lockdowns and then they never paid their landlord, then they got kicked out of their lease. Now they live in these little bug dens called We Live Spaces uh-huh. where they're ba- basically treated like little babies with a babysitter around all day who like does the dishes and make sure that no scary mean brown people enter the building without being checked first and uh-huh. like all those things. And then at, f- at like 2.30 every day before it closes, he makes like a lunch call to like a delicious plate, which is the restaurant downstairs where they make all the salads and the bean burgers and stuff. And that'll (laughs) come up every day. And that's how they eat. And that's how they live. And again, they fuck one another and it's not good sex. It's a habit really. Like that's one of their only sources of genuine dopamine. And, um, like they all watch TV premiere shows on their phones individually. And then they go out to dinner and talk about what they watched. Like they, uh, and they're and they they're drinking beers, but they they drink beers out of like these cans that look like soda water cans. Like they're skinny right. and tall, and and they're always white with silver lining, and and it's they're called things like astroturf or sun and sex, and it's like a four to five percent vodka and water based drink, or like a uh, like a really light beer to the point where you pour it out and it's clear, like that kind of yeah. beer. Yeah, or Mike's hard lemonade, which they mostly have in the fridge. Like <laughs> ironically. But it's always in there and maybe somebody takes one every once in a while and they do things like they go out to the fucking office manager guy who lives there, the WeWork guy who's like taking care of the place and doing the dishes and they go, can you order like prosciutto and Uh stuff like that? Because they don't want to, they like, it's tough for these folks to actually like go outside and, um, cause they're wearing fucking pajamas all day. Um, and yeah, and they, and most of their clothing comes from like companies that select what your outfit of the day should be. Like right, you, right, like a right. mo- like a digital mom that you pay a hundred dollars a month to put your clothing out for you every morning, um, and that's how they live. That's how these people are living, and that's what a we live space is. And I don't know why I got off on this, but yeah, well, that's how they're living. You know, that's crazy because almost to a fucking t, you just described white people heaven. <laughs> and the entire time while you were talking about it, I'm like, well, shit. Everything is just make it time is a flat circle. Yeah. And on earth, these crackers just made it themselves before they they even died. They are white folks who inhabit these kind of venues. Yeah. It's basically a hostel, but there's no vacationing aspect. And there's an office manager who's like a, does the dishes and shit. It's a frightening. It's frightening. That shit is crazy. I can't believe I can't believe they made it here. I can't believe they made it up here. Or they made it down there. But I'm here. So But you're yeah, you're not there. Yeah. I'm not there, but I'm here. And the white people did it again. It's a stunning thing. Like go to a couple soul food restaurants. And enjoy your time on heaven before you get to white people heaven. They, you know, the problem is a lot of those when they, that's like ethnic food to them. Uh huh. These kind of folks are going out there and they're eating. They're like, oh, soul food. Blacks are so much better than us. And they eat their, and that's what they say to themselves while they eat their food. 
Yeah. Um, that I'm telling you, dude, this is like the weirdest class of human beings that, that's ever been created. Um, I don't know if you've ever met one of these types of people, but they are like glue, you know, like they And the weird thing is they don't have any strong opinions about anything. Nothing at all. They don't question kind of anything. And then they kind of just sort of like scamper away at this first sign of a reprogramming effort. They just kind of scamper away. This is well, like, a, a generation of people. Well, like what areas are these in? Well, I, it, I'm gonna say, like business district of of oh, of, okay. of of the city of major cities. But like, is this generally in the west of the country, or no? It's yeah. uh, it seems like an east to midwestern thing. Oh, yeah. I never would have thought. Yeah, like uh, everywhere from Indianapolis to New York to. St. Louis, uh, probably down to New Orleans, there's these little, like, bug communities. Maybe only 100 people ever involved in them. So, you, you know, if you're not looking down the right street in the right part of the business district, which barely anyone goes around in the business district of the city, that's where they're all living. Yeah. And they pay, like, not kidding, like $1,200 a month's rent for a large closet that they sleep in. Um, and a... A babysitter. Yeah. Well, they all want that, though. That sounds horrible. It does, like, right? Doesn't that I've sound heard awful? Of, I've heard about that, <laughs> and like, like I said before, you just described white people heaven. Yeah. And um, but I'm good up here, in in my heaven. And uh, it's a different speak- kind of thing up there. Oh yeah, no, lot lots of. Like I said, lots of rice, but it's okay. Rice, uh, beer, it's uh, great. Rice, yeah. They don't eat rice. Those people. They eat things like farro. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. like other grain, other grains. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff. So maybe we can go for like a far. Like, be careful, dude. Because if anybody asks you, "Hey, do you want to go for a farro bowl?" No, they're trying to steal your credit card information. <laughs> yeah, something like that. At least I don't know. Um, well, yeah, uh, that was what was horrible to me. I discovered this community recently. That's horror to me. Yeah. Yeah. It creeps me out. I don't really like, um, I don't really like the way that they live. It's scary to me. Um, but it's really cheap and, um, you know, that's the problem is that's it. Yep. There isn't really like a well. They seem really happy on their Instagrams. They don't. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. really don't actually. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um. Well, with that, that was my rant. By the way, we probably just hit the three-hour mark. That's going to be my guess for the total special, the three-hour mark. I promised I wasn't going to make it more than forty-five minutes. So. <laughs> Only three hours. I know, right? And that's what people are going to say. And I'm trying to figure out a way to block people from ever listening to the show ever again. Yeah. If they say that to me. But I well, have to you know, look more into it. To guilt you a bit, let me look at what our final episode, the length. Um, so the live show, which was about maybe two hours 
started at the five and a half hour mark. Oh my god. So okay, so the 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 total was nine hours and ten minutes. No way. Yep. And <sighs> your boy edited all of that and did all the interviews and did all the recording and put it together. Yeah, I remember our part was particularly disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it was very immoral, whatever we recorded about. That, that was a, a precursor to the Slurp Gang. Yeah, well. Just a little I, taste. I, I, I'm not jealous because I don't want to edit anything like that ever again. Uh-huh. I'm over it. I'd, I would never do it again. Nope. I wouldn't edit no. a 30 minute podcast again, frankly. Really? <laughs> well, well, uh, it was good having you alive. Well, thank you for resurrecting me. Yeah. Um, I'll do it more often. I mean, if you want to, it's fine. Oh, hell yeah. I have the I, code. I love to, I'm just going to play Easy Lover the, again. And, you know, I love to visit the plane that Phil Collins and Madonna exist on. Yep, the good and the bad, yeah. The uh-huh. You got to have the mm-hmm. yin and yang. Phil Collins is going to regular heaven, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. No, okay. We make allowances. It's okay. <laughs> there's some there's some dope guys who will yeah. let in. Yeah. Okay. There's some fly ass white boys up here. It's okay. Fla- uh-huh. Fleeking out and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. We'll keep that in in mind. Um I guess your spirit'll sort of just disintegrate at some point here. Um do you want to leave the listeners with any wise words of wisdom? Um, get used to rice. Familiarize yourself with Winnie the Pooh. And I think that on the mortal plane that you'll get uh, more use out of that than you think. Winnie the Pooh has a lot of wisdom. Um, listen to Playboy Cardi. Uh, he's up there with Phil Collins, so it's okay. And uh, build up your alcohol tolerance because you're going to need it. You heard him. And try to be a fly-ass white boy if you're white. Try to be a fly-ass white boy. Write that all down. Um, seriously, write that all down. That's wise words. You don't get you don't get to hear from a dead guy every day. So. All right. I'm going to keep two hands on this wheel. And, um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to keep two hands on the wheel. We're going to continue. Moving on. (laughs) It's good to be in the managerial class. Like, honest to God, it's the best. Yeah, but I still have, like, one foot in the door from, like, fucking gross, disgusting parole shit. Hmm. Do you ever have to do the work? Yeah. I have to self-perform a fuck ton, along with, like, you know, firing out contracts and scoping out projects and emails and phone calls and texts. Uh, Man, your, do you, your do you, job do you fucked sw- you so good. Dude. It do you really swap did. out the uh, Do you swap out the quarter zip for a Carhartt button up whenever you have to, you know, wear a different hat in the dude, company? Dude, I'm, I'm so pissed. The the we had like a work get together at uh at do you do you have uh, the yard house where you're yeah. at? It's like mm-hmm. a restaurant chain. Yep. So we met up there. We had beers and food, and then we went bowling. And in this huge bougie shopping center with all these expensive boutiques. And I'm like wearing my dirty ratty ass fucking hoodie. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a fucking sweatshirt because I have the money. Why not? And uh, I look around and the only like 
the only recognizable brand that I see is Eddie Bauer. So I go in there, pick out this fucking fine pullover. Happens to be the only thing in the store that's not on sale, but whatever. I'm no. already at the counter. And like I said, I have the money. And then as I'm oh, walking shit. to the restaurant that we're going to, I notice there's a Carhartt literally right next door. And I'm like, all right, well, I've officially fucking left that station. The woes Aren't of we the... boycotting Carhartt? Are we? This, is, this is a Carhartt right here. Yeah, yep. He's got a Carhartt on. Yeah. I have like five Carhartts. Fuck, fuck boycotting. Eat my ass. I thought they were boycotting it because of like they were against the My Pillow guy or something like that happened. As, uh, I, the My Pillow. You guy's guys gay. aren't even. You guys even aren't. You aren't even uh, Americans. I didn't hear it right? on War Room, so it doesn't exist. Yeah. Sorry. You what is going buy, on? With, you, is is War Room still going or like what's the? Deal oh yeah, baby, yeah, he's still right? going because Steve is untouchable. He's going to appeal. Wait, wait, That's is right. he out of jail? He's not have never went in. The judge oh, wow. suspended the sentence until after appeal. So yeah. our show can continue. Oh yeah, we can't. Yeah, because we. You know, I've emailed him twice now. Yeah, yeah. he's not come on yet. He hasn't said a word. Oh, for two, man, that's brutal. He hasn't said a word. So that's why we got Pete on. Pete, you're my way in. Okay. What? You're, yeah, I'm sure. You're it's like, what's your in. six degrees of separation from Steve Bannon? We have yeah, two away well, at most. Yeah. Well, I know Tho Bishop, and Tho Bishop has been on, I know, and I know Jeff Deist, and jo- Jeff Deist has been on Steve Bannon. Yeah, show, Deist was so. good. That's one Kevin yeah, yeah. Bacon away from Steve Bannon. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Wasn't there some guy recently, like some cannibal who ate somebody named Kevin Bacon? Yeah, we we were. You covered that? <laughs> yeah. We broke that. We <laughs> broke oh, you, that, yeah. you broke that. Okay. We that, broke that is one. this where I heard it? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't listen Certainly. to that show. <laughs> when, you, when you think in your head and you go, didn't I hear a story about a cannibal guy eating a guy named Bacon? That came from us. Yeah. There's no- <laughs> the, for the next thought must be timeline. <laughs> Had to come from us. Uh, if, if it involves a semi, if it involves a puppet, if it involves the president, uh Probably you heard it here. For We've been good. We've really like called some cultural staples of the year. I heard you getting pretty uppity about it on over the line. We're we deserve more respect. Well, than I mean, we're getting j- just the fact that you that you and Lee with just some of the greatest jokes about <laughs> stealing bicycles and stuff oh, like that. Three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> the N word. See, I just typed the N word now in there, and I'll I'll pull it back up. Damn you, later. Me. But that, but th- that was, dude. That was one of the funniest episodes. That first fifteen minutes, I was dying. I was and then, the, dying. and then the next two and a half hours was. <laughs> no, there was there was, was actually there, there was actually good information in there. Except you know, you guys shouldn't just be like mining information from one guy and then making it sound like it's gospel. Come on. Well. <laughs> What if it is? <laughs> what, if, what if I told you he's successfully called every trend uh, in the past year and a half? Apparently, apparently he's pretty close with Thomas. They're, um, yeah, they're supposed to be pretty close. <laughs> Who are we talking about? You really have to get on your Thomas seven 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 wave. Maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is my time. I paddle in now. Hey, n- next time we do a reading series, don't have him on after me. look at the listens for mine and then look at the listens from his and just want to fucking kill myself (laughs) that's just that's just anytime thomas does anything uh, give me like three episodes of separation from him (laughs) that way the standards are real low yeah well that's why i need you to that's why i need you to take uh tle out of your bio because 
You're like it's you're Dude, t- too close. Twitter's free now. Like we're we're okay. We're we can't. Is that what we're you, untouchable. Do you believe? What do you actually believe about that? Um, I think it'll be it'll be nice for like a week, and then he'll start <laughs> implementing his diversity, equity, and inclusion people, and then uh, you know, it'll go back to the way it was. And now, why do you now why do you think he would implement a program like that? Um, and do you think that them going private would uh, be a bolster against that at all? Because when you enter into the world of e- this is what I'm learning in my job. When you entertain one of like the pros and cons of uh, getting into the whole ESG thing is that it opens up a lot of funding avenues, a lot of uh, a lot like a lot of investment, like capital investment, and all that crap. When you start getting into ESG. Well, they're, um, but and they're making I know that like Elon anti-ESG. Musk. They're making anti-ESGs now. Yeah, where like they? you, they yeah, they'll give you money if you like kick a baby. They're giving yeah. you, they're giving you anti-woke cash drops now. Is that a thing? No, there's like anti-ESGs. Yeah. Are, are they like? I, I mean, I'm guessing they're not institutional investors, but Coke Brothers, baby. Oh. Uh, huh. Coke yeah, Brothers. We, That's we a, trust. I, I we didn't trust know that. Them. That's pretty cool, but right yeah, now, like, I mean, if the, you the like, cash flow if, is in ESG's hands. If you're that guy from the Burger King thing with the Burger King hat in the mm-hmm. airplane, you could get an anti-ESG. They're not going to stop you, huh? There's a whole market for people now. That's the, who that's the guy I want on the diversity um, staff for yeah. Twitter. Yep. <laughs> well, he, Twi- you can tell he's seen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Constructing Twitter's new guidelines and safety policy. Yeah. You don't but, have uh, to well, be more. I really want him anymore. doing the hiring. Actually, <laughs> no. This is um like Twitter's a tech company. Like you can only you can only insulate yourself so much from. Are you ESG. sure Twitter's a tech company and not a news organization? There's enough overlap to make it basically not matter. Like when you're talking about like what type of people they recruit, it's from the same pool as you know Google and Facebook. Well, I mean, and- let's be let's be clear. Elon bought this for data mining, and that's yeah. pretty yeah. much yeah. it. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, but sure, but yeah, but he. It's I don't think he's going to recoup his investments uh, anytime soon, if no. if if at all. Um, he's going to be operating at a loss forever, and that's where that that ESG little fucking carrot comes in. Uh, to incentivize him to kind of go that direction again, because it it does open up avenues for uh, institutional investment. You know, it's a an interesting thought that I had um, maybe a year ago. I was talking about uh, how Elon is in kind of an interesting position. Um, do you remember when he when people were complaining about him doing something? And he was like, "Oh, maybe I'll just sell ten percent of my uh, Tesla shares or something like that," and people kind of freaked out because. <laughs> Basically, like it's kind of just funny money, and they didn't want to tank the, the stock market. Yeah, uh, him being in that position still with Tesla, and then having privately owning one of the bigger information sources for people in this country and abroad is kind of interesting. I don't know what I don't pretend to know what his intent is, but um, he's seems to be really making moves for something. He's he's going to bring the N word back. That's what he's trying to do. Maybe. He already has. Yeah, he's going to make bring it back great. into fashion. NAFTA? He comes from a Nambla at this rate. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, look, I, at times I've said he's the Antichrist, and at times I've said he's a pretty cool guy. And I frankly, I don't think you guys are giving him enough credit for what he's said he's going to do. And I, I don't, you know, he'll do it. And he's going to bring back it. the public square and open up, you know. No, he's going to bring back the public N word, is probably, again, <laughs> what he's probably going to do. The well, that used to be the public square. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what I was saying earlier today was that he basically, if the conversation that Kanye has been trying to have lately, if that's not openly allowed on Twitter, then I mean, basically all it is, is just, I don't, I don't even know, you know, because to me, that's the, um, you know, that's the benchmark is like, okay. So if the, if somebody can study, talk about the JQ openly, um, then, you know, we know that it's an open, a free speech platform. If the JQ gets shut down, then, oh, well, I mean, whatever. You'll I mean, be able to say it because most of the people who are going to report you are already leaving. Now, you think they're leaving? Yeah, they're going to tribal, dude. <laughs> Why does that... Wh- wh- you, you, you think all those white people really want to move to a black thing? They're going to... <laughs> write that one down, too, just in case Why? I want to pull that up. What I do? <laughs> oh, we got our own little mini tyrant here, Elon Musk. <laughs> Yeah, Emperor Musk over yeah. here. Oh, uh, I wish. Uh, Bird Ag Agarwal. Can I? Can I? I'm, can I throw out, something dude. out? Can I throw some out for discussion? Sure. Uh, here's here's what. Uh, and I have. I don't. I haven't formed an opinion on this. I'm. It's just kind of gears are turning. But I th- are we analyzing this too much in the in the um, from the perspective of us the users and not as much f- in terms of this is a tool for Elon. I mean. He's he doesn't, a user, though. He, he, well, yeah, perhaps, but uh, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think he cares if it's a free speech platform or the public square or whatever. It's a huge information uh, gateway, and now he controls it. Like that. I think it's. I think him caring about. I, I think he's maybe a little bit genuine about caring about restoring the public square and free speech. But yeah, I would say over. Over fifty percent of his motivation is for data collection and yeah, and and know. controlling the information, controlling the, the the discourse. I mean, you can control right. so much in this country and abroad, obviously, by just controlling the the discourse, sure. and the narrative, the, yes. the narrative. Yep. So I mean, it's it, he doesn't. I don't think he gives a shit if it's a free speech or or whatever. Uh, he gives you a shit guys. about c- controlling narratives. So cynical. To point towards what Carr is talking about, um, a lot of people have been taking screenshots, and it seems like the algorithm that has been promoting left voices like Brooklyn Dad Defiant have been removed from because, yeah, yeah, from from Union. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like he he put out a tweet, and like two hours later, he had less than a thousand likes on it. Yeah. Usually. Yep. Usually he gets he's at like ten thousand after two hours, and there's yeah. all these and and Joanne Reed put something out, and she had like three hundred likes after you know, and she has what two point one million, and even even Hillary Clinton, I saw a tweet that Hillary Clinton put out that had, and she has tw- like thirty one million followers, and it had less than it had less than ten thousand likes after like six hours. So we, I think it's already been proven. That they are they use that to push the narrative, like Carr was talking about. So if this persists, that narrative really isn't going to be able to get pushed as far. All those time, I mean, in the last week and a half, every time I went to my timeline because somebody 
else who follows me follows Brooklyn Dad Defiant. I was getting every one of his tweets in my timeline. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I think you guys are cynics. How about that? But yes. I think you guys are being very cynical. And I think you're forgetting that there are great men in history. All right. And I think that that guy, Elon Musk, is a, a great man. If he is. If he is, then our standards for great men are significantly lower than they once were. And maybe that's the case. And maybe, like, well, maybe you should become a great man then. I can't. Wig theory Why industry, not? blow <laughs> the fuck that, Not with that. Not I'm, with that car, I'm a loser. I not can't. with that Carhartt button-up attitude. You got a you got a quarter zip on, my friend. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for any terrain. You, you're. Ready. <laughs> you're like, but I'm not ready to be great at, at in any terrain. You're Here's ten, what I think. You're ten years out of the the most elite frat. In the Ivy League, wearing that stupid thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the United you, States are you, Navy. Are, before we move on, are you cozy at least, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, my my, I'm I'm maintaining body good. temp. Good, good. All right, Bird, go ahead. Here's what I believe, fellas. Elon Musk is going to bring free speech back to America. He's going to shine a light. <laughs> He's going to shine a light on the 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 Democrat Party. Okay, and people are, and we're gonna, and we're gonna win in twenty twenty four. How about that? MAGA is gonna sweep the nation. Um, MAGA is the silent majority. Boomer Bird has spoken, and and let it, and so it is. Are are, are you like reading a transcript of uh, War Room right now? Are you knitting? (laughs) Yeah, I'm having. uh, Yes, I'm knit. Yes, Car. How about that? Knitting a new costume for the next segment. I think I'm currently knitting right now. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I that was oh, the God, accidental alley hoop. Fifteen twenty three. Get you for that. I'm um, gonna get you for it. Yeah, I think uh, regardless of what happens, we all have our preferences, and um, we just have to kind of hope that uh, hope that. I think at this point, like no matter how much he reveals, goes on behind the curtain as far as narrative manipulation. Um, we've had so much revealed to us in the last three years that, uh, I I don't know if it's going to do anything. (laughs) It's going to be fucking awesome and based. Okay. It's going to be awesome and it's going to be based and, uh, Donald Trump 2024. Yeah. You think, uh, flooding, flooding social media with bots and paid activists and then having full on proof, like incontrovertible proof. That that's what they've been doing is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. I think the I think flooding New York uh, City uh, and killing thousands is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I what mean, I think. A- a- everything that I've been reading just goes back to uh, millions must die. What I believe in my heart of hearts uh, is that Elon Musk is going to do great things. He's going to do great things. Elon the, the Great. Antichrist. Elon the Great. He's going to do great things. Him and Xi Jinping together, dude. What a team. I'll show you. Yeah. Thanks, Cor. That's like the new Thanks. comedy uh, sitcom duo. <laughs> two cha- Yeah. Two G- guys that G- look and, Asian. Xi and Elon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Nice. Um, I think it'll be great. Um, I think Elon Musk. Listen, I think. Okay. Let's play a game. What if Elon Musk is a great man of history? 
That's not a game. Is that I'd the end of the to, game? <laughs> I, I would have to know why. Like what make like what could happen that makes him a great man? You, okay, so you're not against the idea. You just you need to know. I think he has what potential. It, you want to know what it's going to take? Yeah, he's an inquisitive man. I'm I'm as you guys know I'm a member of the precinct 148.1 Miami Firehouse, um, and so I'm yeah I'm really just going to stay on Twitter to kind of advocate for my people, the MAGA movement. Um, that's where I'm at these days. I'm a pro-China maggot. <laughs> Just getting on the timeline and saying that the left wingers are the real fascists and things. Like yeah, that. and saying thing, uh, yeah, things. Yeah, things that, like, like things of that nature, and things like they're scared to debate us because they can't fight our ideas with their ideas. Circle back to the Red Sermon from time to time. Touch base there. How frightening, the was, how frightening was that? Well, they are. <laughs> it was insane. Well, they are. I I was actually very impressed with it. Like me and Pete did an episode on it, and I was I was actually kind of impressed. Like at you how were impressed. I was. Yeah, that was a demonic was, summoning ceremony. That, you're, you're absolutely right, but it was also extremely well constructed and accomplished exactly what they wanted to. Christ! Now only now only if MAGA could do that. No shit. That's, well, that's, maybe we that, can. That's all I, I thought know. the entire time. You ever been in like... the same room with the my pillow guy? He can fucking conjure some spirits. Yeah, come down to firehouse number two, precinct. We got Kanye. One, we're gonna summon some demons. Are you uh, precinct strategying it up? Oh, we're gonna take. Oh, we're gonna win. Yep, you're gonna we're gonna win. Watch and... the, you're gonna watch those ballots, hand count. I'm gonna watch them really fucking closely, Aaron. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch every single one of those little pieces are, of paper. Are you pushing for a hand count and no machines? We got a hand. We're already getting a hand count. All right, as far good. as I understand, it. Bird's gonna yep. be giving out hand counts all day long, getting voters yes, out he in is. the booths. <laughs> I'm, we're taking this fucking country back, okay? Because this country was <laughs> one hand one, count at a time, one, one hand counted, one jerky hand counted at a time, baby. <laughs> we're taking this fucking me and Blake Masters and Marjorie Taylor Greene are taking this fucking country back. That's what we're doing. You just hear a bird muffled behind the booth, like that's MAGA, baby, <laughs> over and over again all through the day. It's MAGA, baby. <laughs> It's constantly <laughs> wiping his chin off. <laughs> the swamp's not the only thing getting drained today. <laughs> I'll come down to precinct one. <laughs> Dude, we should run. We should run a com- local commercial. I wonder how. <laughs> Dude, don't fucking run that commercial, dude. Come on down. Don't fucking run that commercial, dude. I'll slobber whoever's knob I need to slobber to set this country free, but that's a patriot. I, it's gonna that's take all- a long time. That's pure. It's gonna magic. take. We have a it's lot of take work. A lot we got of knobs. Fellas, we got to close the borders. That's job number one. We got to shut, check this out. We got to shut down the federal government. We got to, we got to restore the integrity of the filibuster. Okay? And we have we're to destroy shut the, the Chinese down. communists. I mean, uh, I can't say that. On support show, the, and you can't say that. The communist party of China. Chinese they are communists. our friends. Okay. They're our allies. Uh, there's That's no the, reason that, one break with war room. That's the one thing we might not agree with Steve. Bannon. Well, I don't Everything like the else. Chinese Communist Party, but uh, they are not. What do they say? Um, those are much smaller hand counts. If you're yeah, that's, Chinese, you can you could churn through about three of those per any one MAGA <laughs> hand count, probably. If we're doing the math, and I am obviously, I've got the spreadsheet. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of spreading, what do you what are you willing to do for MAGA? <laughs> Anything that needs to be done. Come on, I'll down. suck. I'll suck, suck whoever off I the, need the to. The commercial just abruptly stops and goes like, "I'll suck a cut." <laughs> Come on down. Kurt's going to run for state legislature. I'm going to play this <laughs> in an attack ad. I'll suck me. Yeah, that'd be fucking good. <laughs> Just looking disheveled and deranged. <laughs> every every possible chance I get on TV. Twenty eight seconds. <laughs> uh, did any baby. of you watch the John Fetterman Oz debate? Of course I, I can't. Did. I can't. That uh, dude, John Fetterman. Stuff that's stuff that's cringe like that. I feel embarrassed for the other person. I, I'm yeah. I'm weak like that. It's just so bad. Well, it's not his fault. He's fucking being led around by his kind of hot wife. Yeah, man. Talk Been about there. a fucking just a Been quality there. wife. Like, I don't know if you saw that post about like they, they were hitting her up on uh, how they bought a mansion for one dollar. And she was like, oh, well, wow. it had the pool that we really like, but we wanted to turn it into a community pool to help help the local people of color and disadvantaged people in the area well, i mean he's got, uh, a, don't she's say, got a she's don't. got a retard at home so i mean yeah, sure. <laughs> all right i thought like we were going she for a community pool was... for people of color joke i didn't know where we were going there she uh you think corn pops just gonna show up <laughs> <laughs> listen jack yeah. i got unfinished business <laughs> i don't feel like there's any universe where that where dr oz would win in an election except against this guy because Dr. Oz is like a, a pe- like a peanut cracker turned into a human. And he, he has this weird like, yeah, I'll eat your kids. I'll eat your kids every day. <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking do it right now. <laughs> Where are they? Are they in the house? I'll, I'll kill your kids and I'll eat them. Yeah. He's like a weird guy. Like, and, like his jaw moves when the rest of his face doesn't while he's talking. And like, yeah, human blood, it tastes good. It's good for you. He's a really <laughs> fucking creeps me out, dude. So it's crazy. And then they got like a guy named Don Baldick. <laughs> Don Baldock, yeah. <laughs> they got named Don Baldick in the fucking race. Who they're who they're pushing for? They got some crazy characters. He's in, uh, fellas. New Hampshire. Who Don Baldick? Yeah. You think we know any Baldickers? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to find out on election day, my friend. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell the guy's name? It's Ball. I searched Don Baldick and oh, Baldock. Yeah. Yeah, Don Baldock. He's in New Hampshire. Yep. Um, yeah, I just like that guy's name. I like the idea of being a part of a bald dick party. <laughs> a bald dickian kind of policy is something that would be favorable to all involved. It's a, you know it's, the, a, it's a any New Hampshire libertarian, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy Blake Masters? Do you know you know him? I recognize the names. He, he's. Golfer? You should look. Uh, no, he's running for some seat in. Senate Arizona. Oh. He looks a lot like Little Amal, dude. He's six. He's seven foot three. I'm gonna head down he's to that precinct. <laughs> big nose and an empty chest, dude. You yeah. should definitely take a look at that guy when you get a chance. Oh, I, I wonder who his uh, driver is. <laughs> it's probably somebody who listens to this show. If yes. like honestly, You've got an inside man, literally <laughs> some fat <laughs> chinless white surprised. guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's most of our Spotify listener base. So it's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I just get angry I know it's okay it's alright 
Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's fu- it's all right. Oh, it's Halloween, everybody. It's the fucking Halloween around the Halloween episode. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it is Halloween. I was wondering why I was the only one dressed up like a pirate. Yeah, I took the pirate costume. I'm in my t-shirt now. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm only dressed up as an affluent white liberal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your costume. everyday. It's your everyday <laughs> costume. It's your daily driver. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm dressed up as a New England wasp. <laughs> yeah, that's frightening. <clears throat> There's nothing to celebrate. Pete, no, thanks for coming on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're welcome. Sure. You know, I'll try, uh, and, uh, I'll try and make sure that you can edit as much out as possible. So I, I get zero trick-or-treaters at my house. Like last Good. year, I got none. Had a full bowl of candy all to myself. But this year, it might be a little different because they installed sidewalks on the other end of the oh. street. So uh, yeah. I might get some trick or treaters to fucking put fentanyl Yuck. candy. Fentanyl candy, yeah, that's been the. <laughs> How do you feel about it, man? Candy. How do you feel about it? You think the that's sidewalks? a real possibility? No, well, dude, I hate the candy. I don't like that part of the Halloween season, man. I don't know these Why? kids. Get them, go away. No, it's fine. Are you one of those people that's uncomfortable around kids? No, I just don't want kids coming to my front door. I mean, I don't want certain kids coming on my lawn. When I say kids, I mean like. 15. Yeah. I don't want any grubby m- McDonald's workers coming to my front door and taking my Kit Kats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. I, I, I got like a list of people that I don't want on my lawn. You, you do put it out that? front? Do you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. Go over it because here we go. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just put a long beep. There we go. I mean, I got a. Uh, any Brazilian that's not actively doing labor in my yard, I, I don't want them there. <laughs> you get a lot of those? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, my people like to cross through the, just the front part of my lawn. They come and go. Yeah, but now that I have these sidewalks on the other side of the street, I think, I think life is about to get better. Quarter zip, brought up sidewalks three times. You're really laying into this costume. I'm, I'm talking about infrastructure, baby. <laughs> I'm talking. Let's talk. We don't talk about infrastructure enough on this show. Yeah, that's my president. People are crossing through your there. lawn like you live in a fucking high school. Like, what does that mean? They're crossing. You don't have a fence. So before these sidewalks came in, yeah, I mentioned it again. Uh, <laughs> there was just lawns, lawns that people would walk over. Five seconds from who will build the roads? Why are why, why are you putting on a second quarter zip over top of? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> can never be too cozy. Yeah, <laughs> can never be too. Cozy. You know, oh, this one's yeah. actually LL Bean. You know, it's funny as <laughs> I move. Please. I move into one of the whitest and Asianist neighborhoods and Elon Musk. What happens across the street? The people who live directly across the street from me are the Mexicans that mow all of our lawns. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh there's Portuguese people down the street from me that have chickens and also a landscaping company. I'm that's about awesome. to ask them for their business card. <laughs> Based. That's Man. that that dude that describes 96% of my neighbors <laughs> is that that exact description. Yeah, but I don't think the Portuguese neighbors are actually sacrificing them to fucking Santeria. <laughs> well, I haven't heard of wow, like a pained bacock in a long time. I heard it once. I thought somebody tossed a dog off a roof once too. That was a horrible thing. Jesus. Yeah, strange things happen. Dude, I basically, I live in, like the other day I saw a homeless guy. He had a beanie on. He had a leather jacket on. It was 92 degrees. Homeless and he just juice? had, 
The guy was Polynesian, okay? So, which you never see. Okay. You rarely see that here. Usually you see that over there. You have your binoculars and your clipboard. <laughs> Polyne- check the box next to Polynesian. He's got, he's got, he's got that um, a card with like color. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, card. October 26th, 3 p.m. Polynesian. I can definitely tell. I'm going to go shout it out the window. Polynesians. Like, Poly- Poly- Polynesian? Yeah, I got you down for Polynesian. Okay, yep. Okay. Carry on. He had a th- he had a thing growing on his leg, so he ja- he had a leather jacket on and he had little shorties shorts on, and he had a thing growing on his leg. It was a was it a it when a who a when what's that w e n a when what is a when you don't know what a when is it's an old timey <laughs> an old timey word for tumor. I've never heard that. It yeah, looked like a book. Uh, none of you fucking read. None of you even know how to read. I don't read. Pete yeah. does. I know I you do, do Pete. I do. We read a book. Oh, that's right. We read because we read books. <laughs> We've read books before. <laughs> yeah. He had like a black pustule growing on his leg that was the size of a large gerbil. Nice. Yeah, dude. So I'm wondering if that guy's okay. You gotta yell um, out like, "Hey, pop that!" <laughs> I want to go over there and stab it. Yeah. I want to go in there and poke it open. Probably be so satisfying. A, you're stabbing a homeless person. (laughs) B, you're popping a pustule. Like two of the most satisfying. I want to help him. You're talking about killing the guy. I want to help him out because I'm an altruist, not like you. Yeah, no. Point bird. I support. I'm a giver. Polynesians are good. Polynesians have good food and they could cook. Could have invited. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe we could squeeze a a squid out of his foot or wherever that thing was sitting on. Have good Maybe there's stuff in there as well. Uh, yeah, you like sauce. that Polynesian sauce, dude? Occasionally, zest yeah. up my life. You ever had a Polynesian barbecue? Yeah, for real? Nah, I don't know. Probably I've been okay. I've been to their their wet markets. I'm I'm all set. Bird's gonna be pulling some Polynesian sauce at that friggin' election. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's maca baby. Oh. We're gonna take this country back. I'm telling you. We lost this country for a while to um, liberals, okay? To, <laughs> to liberals? Liber- to li- listen to me. To liberals. We, lo- we lost this country <laughs> Wait, three to liberals. I, don- I, I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. Liberals. We lost our country to liberals, and we're taking it back from them. Yep. And we're doing it one step at a time, and I'm fucking proud to be a part of this movement we're gonna um, make this country nationalist populists are taking over we're taking over but you know why because the left can't debate us it's a great point bird see that's and that yeah and then you ju- and see car and then what you you're supposed to do is i just toss that football back to you and you go all right, now let's talk to uh, Gianna Macamosi, some annoying Italian-American broad, and she's going to talk for uh, 40 minutes about how in this school district they may, they let a kid shit into a sandbox. And then, and then in the middle of it, I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He can never, he never remembers there's a four-second delay between him and the guest. Let me just, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. In the 20 years he's been doing the fucking show. It's the most irritating 
irritating thing about that show. It's like almost well, unlistenable then, at times. Even worse is that I gotta stop you right there, Bird. I gotta stop you right there. Yeah, for no reason. For no, and he'll stop for no reason. The even worse is on Tucker when Tucker does it, because Tucker's really awkward. He'll go. Someone will be telling he'll go, and that's crazy. And then, <laughs> no, please you. And then he'll say, yeah. no, please, you, right when the other person says it at this awful timing every time. I do appreciate then, it, that about Bannon where he just powers through it and says, hold up for 45 minutes. So that oh, by, oh, the t- oh, by the time oh, he's, hold up, hold up, hold up. So that by the time he's done, everybody's just so exhausted with it that they're like, okay, go ahead. And, deaf and crazy Peter Navarro is basically his co-host. It's like a buff old guy. And he doesn't listen to the whole, 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 whole yeah. he just bat barrels through steve bannon the only guy who could barrel right through steve bannon well they put peter navarro in leg irons i don't know if you know that when did they do oh yeah because otherwise he'd be floating yeah, i don't know they, I, it they guy's put a peter psycho navarro in leg irons for telling the truth and if they can do that to peter navarro they can do that to you they're gonna do that to you and me that's and right. on the 17th of november we're gonna break a story that's gonna change the world Use uh, the code TLE at MyPillow.com for 5% off your product. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. You say that we can use the code at TLE.com? And then the four-second pause. <laughs> That's right, you That's can use the... <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, same interaction. I like watching this content because if you've seen three episodes of War Room, you've seen every episode of War Room. Yeah. It doesn't change. Yep. It's the same message until there's another message to push out. It's comfortable, dude. Same it gives me things to talk about. It really same is like right wing comfort food. Mm-hmm. It is, dude. The mashed one potatoes of my, and gravy of podcast. One of my favorite. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite tweets. Car talking about having to watch War Room so he kept. Keep up with <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind. I can't. Have no idea where we're at. <laughs> Well, apparently, all you have to do is watch three yeah. episodes. <laughs> Bird, what advice, similar. Would you, what, what advice would you give me to maximize my uh, the the value I get from RCIA? <laughs> Hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, just log in. To- Dude, he's, he's back at that studio that I was talking about where it's Jesus on one side and a quote from himself on the other side. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> he's back in that studio. Nice. Good feeling, man. I don't know, Aaron. Uh, talk to somebody smarter than me. You should, you should use the term instead of convert. You should use the term red pill. <laughs> you should. If, you should. If I'm trying to the red term. pill the Jews on Jesus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should definitely use that term when you're doing that. I think that would be good. I think that. I think that would be a hate. Yeah. Crime. No, oh. it would be. I've been listening to a lot of E. Michael yeah. Jones, and I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to try oh, to fucking man. date somebody. There's only like four or five ways that a white guy in his 30s seems to go, and you're now going down one of those ways, and I'm going down the other way. <laughs> I'm just I'm just on the slope early. I thought we really we had a we had a connection there for a we while. We were we were for a second, but there's been a divergence. Yeah. There's yeah, definitely we were been aligned. a divergence. Yeah. <laughs> You're seeking the spiritual and I'm uh, I'm actuating the material. I'm yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm I've already achieved the all the material success I have and my only uh, yeah. option And look is how happy to, you are. I know, yeah. I got this and look how f- Yeah, and look how f- yeah, and look how warm you look. <laughs> I know. I got fucking new siding on my house, new windows. Like, 
what what where can I possibly go from here? Well, the thing I've liked about it is that you go between celebrating what's going on in your life and telling me that you want to kill yourself like week over week in this process. Yeah. No, I, I I also want to kill myself, but that's a separate. yeah. Like I, I I gotta like parse through how I feel like on a minute by minute basis. <laughs> yeah. I, I just ha- I just hate how this Marxist here is just flexing on how much money he has by saying that he hired Portuguese instead of oh, they were Brazilians. All this work, yeah, where does that? Oh, a little bit of both. Oh, it's, yeah, it's even yeah. worse. It's a little of both. I think they're, is how they're that fucking works. hard workers, man. Like they are, you get the most bang for your buck with Brazilians if you can find them. <laughs> I don't New know what that means. Idea. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if you hey. can find them. <laughs> They they they're they're out of they're out of stock at the Home Depot parking lot quicker than fucking diesel. And on that note, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a there's a Brazilian shortage. I yeah I got tri- I got trick or treaters so I gotta go give them candy. All right, yeah, go give them candy. Go give them some fentanyl. Yep. Not out of my sight. We have some unfortunate news about pause. Um, it looks like I think that Paz has managed to survive attacks from the dogman, but the dogman has actually targeted his internet connection and then taken it out. So we'll that's what I had heard as well. That, but probably um, from the same source yeah, as you. Like yeah, let's wish him the best. Yeah. Um, it happens. It happens. You know, there's no shame in it. He's yeah, made a mortal awesome. enemy. Oh man, what a spectacular though, huh? It's certainly been a spectacular, yeah. Um I uh we've gone we've taken our ups and our downs. Um we've gone a lot of different spooky ways. Taken a lot of knocks, taken our medicine, taken lumps, distributed a few. We, yeah, we've distributed quite a few lumps this time around. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Um yeah, I mean, we, you know, there's regular uh news uh which I want to keep talking about. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on um, in regards to Paul Pelosi. Yeah, you um, were sharing a couple of spooky theories that you may have. <laughs> well, I, so I think he kills and eats people. So I uh-huh. uh, we're learning that Paul Pelosi. Can you get sued for this? Like anymore? Like does the Alex Jones thing like set a precedent? Are we not allowed? To say that he kills and eats people, unless we can prove it, I don't. I don't know, but then the, we could just always go and prove it if we needed to, right? Yeah, we certainly. I mean, I feel like we have enough evidence. Yeah, there's definitely we something the legal, there. We've got the legal chops to do it. Yeah, there's definitely. I think we could. We can explore avenues of like really looking into this subject. Um. Which I'm willing to do. So, Carr, since you don't you don't seem to be as conspiratorially minded at, uh, about this as me, will you explain the the glass that was clearly shattered from the inside out? What's oh, going man. on there? No, I I think I think I may have I think I may have misled you as t- in terms of uh, my conspiratorial mind. Are you I here think, with me? I think I am. I think I could be. I think I could saddle up right next to you and ride. But uh, at this time, I think the one thing that I, I actually, the more that I think about it, the more that I think this might help further your theory. The 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 gay sex thing, yeah, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and I think it might be a red herring. Why would he have gay sex? I don't know. Why would he need to? Have, it does, right? It seems like there's a naive part of the right that wants to go, ha. Huh? He's having gay yeah. sex, 
And then there's intelligent and woke guys like us who go, he's killing and eating people, obviously, as he has forever. I mean, mean, how simple is that of of an arrangement to make? He's killing and eating Mm -hmm. people. Come over to my house. I kill you, and then I will consume you. Yeah. No, no gay sex involved. Well, between the thirty, or what is it? Fucking thirty-five thousand dollars security system that they most assuredly have in place at their house, on top of just the description of the person that they had with them. Um, probably, probably something crazy is going on. Maybe killing so- and eating people. Maybe having gay sex. Maybe a little bit of both. Why not both? Well, yeah, that's very suspenders theory. I I just don't now, think the gay sex part of it is the thing we should be even, you know, like that. It that's a gateway, right, to the rest of it, to to the eating part, and uh, you know, oh, that's, that's we should just be a signal to the right. The focus is on gay sex. It's just a little reminder to the audience that hey, people that engage in gay sex might also engage in X. I don't believe that. I think that's just what what the the purpose of including that is. Right. Paul Pelosi eats a lot of people and every we year. We can't say for sure whether he's representative of all gay men, but <laughs> <laughs> he represents one gay man, and that's Paul Pelosi. That's right. We're individualists. Yeah. This is a libertarian podcast. Paul is a is a fucking swell guy. He makes a lot of great investments. Drinks, drives. Am I correct to say that we gave him a a King of the Week award at some point? We may maybe? have, I think, yeah. for drinking and driving. Yeah, or that was for the uh, California Highway Patrol, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. he like bullied them into yeah into not giving him a ticket. It's great. You can't arrest me. I'm Paul Pelosi. You love to see it, dude. I do love to fucking see. It. I like the idea that Paul Pelosi is going around ham fisting people into submission. Mm-hmm. I like that. And literally, probably, if you take a look at Nancy, it's probably something going on there, too. So, oops, shit. So, uh, take me through, can you give me, like, a, a kind of a summary of facts that we know? What I believe happened? Yeah. Well, you can mix in a little bit of your belief, but also I want to know what actually, what we know. Paul Pelosi, there was a gay prostitute. Oh, boy. He called the gay pro. What is so hard to believe about that? Is that, that? right? Is, I mean, is that something that happened? What? Why else would the guy be there? I- Nude. I don't think he was a gay prostitute. The, the The official story is that the guy like snuck onto the property and broke broke in the house. A well, he snu- yeah, he snuck onto the property to go and have gay sex with Paul Pelosi. From what I understand, so it was a role playing thing. Well, no, I mean he can't just be like, "Ha, oh, my gay sex guy, come on." This is what I'm. This is not what I believe. I'm just trying to defend. Tucker Carlson's theory, okay? Because that's where it's, you know, that's where all the, you knew the second that this thing came, first of all, you knew the second this thing came out, it was fake. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was fake. The guy lives in the equivalent of the White House. I mean, you can't get in anywhere. Sorry. This is, it's no, oh, did the tapes disappear once again? Oh, amazing. There's not, they faked it. Or it was a gay sex thing. Those are my two theories. Car, what do you think? Oh, I'm I'm just suspending belief until I fully understand your theory so that I can adopt it wholesale. Well, my theory is that people like Paul Pelosi have been called things in the past like vampires, people of the night. Pencil and that <laughs> in the recent past, in that case, yeah, yeah. In the recent past. Just I think he yelled that, that to called. him. Yeah, names Yeah, and called. so Paul Pelosi is Walnut Head. I'm going to try. Let me not be biased. Okay. 
I'm going to step back from my biases here. Paul Pelosi and the guy who we now know, know we know a little bit about the guy, by the way. He was a, um, we would say he wasn't really a friend of the podcast. Okay. How's yeah, that? he was. We a, don't like nudity. That's uh, true. We are. A pretty- he was a nudist. Um, he. Um, he lived in a school bus. We don't like school. That's a great point, Aaron. He lived. Yeah. So you're kind of, are you starting to get the kind of the idea here is that vibe. So here's the, this is what is kind of severely mentally ill though. And we, that does make him a friend of the show. (laughs) We're the number one mental illness tracker in in America. And so let me just, let me just once again, he, he, okay, whatever the circumstances that brought the man, his name is David DePape. David DePape. Whatever circumstances brought the man onto the Pelosi residence at, there at the point of contact from of which we are aware, Mister Pelosi. And Mr. DePape were both semi-nude, wielding hammers against one another in the living room. Mr. Pelosi having called 911 secretly on his iPhone. How do you think two hammers got into the same general vicinity? I think Paul Pelosi is the kind of guy who... Let's just say he invites over a lot of guys with hammers. They called him the hammer in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now somebody hammered him. Played linebacker. I just, I don't understand how, like, either that guy brings a hammer or Paul Pelosi just happens to have a hammer lying around. This is what I heard. There's there's no way those two things, like, happened in this in the same instance. Apparently, the guy who attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer was well, made racist posts online. Mm-hmm. All right, guilty. And uh huh. And also lived in a school bus. So that that's there's a small demographic to that starts to locate this guy closer and closer to a listener our of our yeah. podcast. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> our show. So uh, we're not sure, David, who you are or what 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 Pepe and Moniker on Twitter you go under. But if uh, you're listening to this, bud, we we do have a Patreon. You can send a message there. Do you like the insertion? You can send a message there. You can DM me there. And we can set up a set up an interview. Set up a and guest we'll appearance. talk. Set up and a we'll talk payment. about mm-hmm. why you and Paul Pelosi both again. No matter how you think he got there, fellas. They both were wearing underwear and wielding hammers against one another, from what I heard. That's what I heard. So I don't, Car, just spin that concept around in your head maybe a little bit. Rotate it. How, how, what possibilities could you, you and this is rhetorical, what possibilities uh, of circumstance could you see bringing these two guys together by the way, when Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, when he called nine one one, he knew the guy's name. By the way, he he had identified the guy, so he knew the guy's name, and so they know one another's names, 
and they are both wearing underwear and wielding hammers against one another in the in the hall. Not a lot of possibilities there, right? Does that sound like there could possibly be a lot of reasons why the two of them? It's a tough nut to crack, Bird. Somebody's nuts. Exactly. There you go. Maybe he I like came in thinking. screaming. Ah, I am David DePape. I'm here to <laughs> bang you now. To which Paul Pelosi replied, all right, let me get my hammer. <laughs> in fact, let me get two. <laughs> Not go. to mention that in the original Politico post, the officers had said that they arrived at the house and knocked on the front door and were let in by an unknown person. So are there three people? Well, that's what we don't quite know. Okay. Was there a third hammer? A third hammer. We, need we don't this know. <laughs> a third hammer on the, on the grassy knoll. Really, this is where it gets spooky in celebration of the spooky season. We don't know who the third person who let the two in was. We have no idea, and we still haven't found out to this day, which kind of makes you think that they're probably the guy was let in. Aaron, where were you on Friday, October 28th? Just out of curiosity, unrelated. I was, uh, I was very busy and, Uh uh, I don't have anybody that can corroborate that, but mm. just know that well, I was have, very busy. I have two people that I can't name that can corroborate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's weird, man. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one to spin around and chew on. Yeah, it's definitely there's some chewing to be done on yeah. the subject. Because you know we're not. Pelo- I wouldn't. Would you say we're? Is Paul Pelosi a friend of the show? I I think obviously yes. Yeah. I, I do admire him. his style. I mean, fighting somebody armed with a hammer while that, that yeah, other that person brought. is also oh, yeah. armed with a hammer, naked, right. and yeah. and kind of pushing around the police and thro- throwing your dick around in in another mm-hmm. sense, probably um, drunk. That's uh, that's I find that to be admirable. Mm. Well, he's probably was dr- car to that note. He certainly was drunk. It seems like we it just would know be... that about the guy. That's yeah, <laughs> and I mean again. Where you you place, you think about, you spin it around, you think about the situation. In what circumstance do two grown men in their underwear with hammers in their hands in the same room uh, not be intoxicated? That would almost be more wild. (laughs) Hashtag Pelosi gay lover to follow in on Twitter. Hmm. Well, I don't know. That's a that's a that's certainly a Halloween. It's a little mystery. bit. It's a little bit spooky, isn't sure it? Sure is. Yeah, it's topical. Yeah, certainly there was there were some topical products used in the situation, one way or another. Mm. Where was Nancy? Oh, by the way, he was wondering where Nancy was. He, he said, being... "Where's Nancy?" Oh, oh, Mister David, oh, Mister David DePape. David Carr. David was wondering where Nancy was. David was wondering. He he actually verbally, vocally, hmm, audibly said, "Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy?" At one point, after the nine one one call had been made, "Where's Nancy?" Well, where was she? Where was she? Where was uh, she? She was know. most assuredly hammered. Maybe hmm. she's the one who let the police in. Wow. No, she was probably too drunk to walk. Wasn't she in D.C.? 
Wh- how do you? We don't know. Don't we? She, yeah, we she don't could know have been because... very intoxicated in D.C. or she could have been very intoxicated in San Francisco. I'm not. Yeah, that's true. But I'm not. What I'm saying is, we don't. I, I can't reliably tell you where any of these people are at any given time when they have sophisticated artificial intelligence. VR programs that they can use to portray themselves on the world, like our v- famous president did. I, you can't safely send. They have body doubles. And the thing with Nancy Pelosi is you can make a body double of Nancy very easily because her face is already mostly not her own because she's replaced parts of it frequently with probably b- body parts from the people who she's killed over time. So... Spinning, just spinning that around. I mean, just we'll keep an eye on it. Can, can, eye I, on can we say that? We'll keep an eye on keep it. Because eye. We'll keep an eye on it. It's fucked up. Is it not fucked up? It's fucked up, Bert. It's fucked up. Yeah. What else is fucked up? Well, Twitter's free. Yeah. Do you, Are you feeling good about that? Feeling great. You feel like Twitter is going to be free for everyone? Yep. Absolutely. In, in eternity. For yeah, eternity. I do too. Yeah. What do you think, Aaron? Do you think Twitter is going to be free? Um, I think the pendulum is sliding towards free, but eventually it will slide back towards, well, a week ago. Right. Most assuredly was not free. Do you think that about a week from now that's going to basically be the case? Or <laughs> do you think well, I, I think I said it before. Eventually, uh, they're going to have to implement their own uh, you know, terms and standards and all that. Which, I mean, meet meet the new boss, same as the old boss yeah. type deal. Well, this is pretty weird. Um, once Elon um, Musk is his name, billionaire industrialist. Once he took the website over after the purchase was made, they did a they apparently they were able to track that that the N word had tripled in use. Wow. Since the since the period of oh I'm sorry did I say tripled I meant quintupled stonks okay it quintupled in use since Elon Musk has taken over and that comes from Brooklyn Dad underscore Defiant is the one who brings us that information so that's friend of the be, show yep friend, friend of the show, show reliable news source for uh, reliable source yeah so in fact what's interesting is. If you look at the usage of the N-word over time on, on Twitter, it itself is shaped like an N. It starts, you know, middling and then goes really high with Trump. Mm-hmm. And then slowly it starts to descend as the algorithm gets smarter and smarter and smarter and smarter. And then it curls all the way down to the bottom. Boom. And then it spikes again at Elon. That's, that's the N. It made an, an N in the graph. This could only be fate. It could. Only. Could be fate. Be. Well, I'm anyway, a, I don't know. I'm I, proud I think to it's announce freedom. I contribute to that quintupling. Yes. What have you and not done? Only, well, have you done uh, anything to contribute to the quintuple? The quintuple parabola? <laughs> uh, I haven't, but I know somebody else who's contributed to a couple of parabolas. Do you want to hear maybe the best uh, video of, um, I'm going to say, of the month? Yes. You have to say yes. Okay, cool. Think Here about it is. the. Re- this is my man Kanye or Yay. I'm sorry, Yay. Uh, he's still going, fellas. 
The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, <laughs> uh, doctor and what hospital and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's all that I have, uh, fellas. Uh, anything on your radars? Um, and do you like my costume, by the way? I'm currently going as Elon Musk. I got a black t shirt on. Love it. Love it. Uh, I don't have anything really to, to push around here, but, uh, I, I really enjoyed the spooktacular. I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the segments that I was not on. I'm looking forward to other people hearing the segments that I, uh, created or helped create. And, uh, it's just been, just been a really, really good, a powerful good year. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. been a good year so far. Um, Aaron, you, you got anything? No, I'm just, uh, no, like Car said, I'm just happy I could be a part of this. I'm so honored to be your co-host another year proud of how far we've come yeah another year in the books yeah 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 Yeah. finally i think this is the fourth fifth is this possibly the fifth it might be the fifth yeah feels like the fifth yeah certainly does it's taking i'm looking forward to having a whole other year of not doing this yeah it this one felt less rushed i feel i i yeah, it just feels. True, yeah, it feels. I mean, well, probably, I think we didn't do full length episodes for anybody, really. I mean, yeah, I think we basically that's have the content. <laughs> yeah, it's great because, like, when you have to sit down for an hour and a half, it's a little, yeah, it's a fucking, it's a lot. It's a doozy. We quintupled the n words, halved the content. It's perfect. <laughs> it's good math. That's good. Yeah, math right there. it's it's gonna be fun editing that. Um, great, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get, listeners, we will be back following uh, Wednesday. Right, I guess, and uh, unless we cobble something together for Wednesday, I, I, I might be, uh, I might be around, maybe even, uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. It's no possible. promises, no promises. It's possible. It's possible. So, happy Halloween, um, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween, and then oh, I guess next up is turkey season, which I've got some, uh, well, I've got some interesting plans for the turkey season. In fact, All right. so okay, cooking up we'll, something uh, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Cool. I want to shift our holiday focus away from Halloween. And on to MLK Day. So we're going to have to work on kind of transitioning it there, and we'll get there at some point. Cool. Are we doing um, a Martin Luther King Day special? Dude, we fucking, I think we definitely should, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm down. Agreed. Cool. So, cool. I mean, it's a while from now, but we, imagine we did like a 12-hour Martin <laughs> Luther MLK <King> special. special. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people just glance down at their phones, see the new episode, and it's like, yeah, they, just yeah. say, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, I'm we done. Cha- we changed the bumper music to MLK speeches, but just have regular episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't change anything. That's yeah, good. it doesn't change anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll be working on that. So, yeah. Uh, well, um, it was a pleasure, listeners, to bring you yet another Halloween episode of spooktacular as they call it they're calling it the greatest spooktacular since the last one as far as i've heard online and if you listen if you've if you've listened to it this far why don't you go ahead and type into twitter tle (laughs) there it is just type type tle into the into yeah just type tle that's not gonna get you what about what about this what about what if you do what if you just what if you uh hit the at timeline earth account and just tweet at timeline earth and just retweet tle there you go yeah just retweet how about you how about you get five people to follow me 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They get out there. <laughs> they get to work. Why don't you give All your right. kids some of my fentanyl candy too? All right. Yeah, be everybody. Be careful with the fentanyl candy. It's a real problem. I wouldn't even eat any of the candy you get anymore. Halloween's over, so it's probably all fentanyl. That's why we're doing the uh, the MLK Day switch because nobody's distributing MLK uh, fentanyl yet. Yeah, um, not yet. So. Yeah. All right. Well, who wants Who wants to take us out? Uh, Car, why don't you take us out? Um, I'll uh, I'll I'll just I'll say one more thing. Um, uh, anybody who wanted this, anybody who goes, this episode is not long enough. Go fuck yourself. Wow. Yeah. Shove it up your fucking ass. You. F- very good. Very good stuff. <laughs> Twenty nine fifty five. All right. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to another spooktacular. Uh, we'll see you next year uh, for the next spooktacular, and otherwise, we'll see you next week. And until then, keep two hands in your little goodie bag of fentanyl candy. <laughs>